What is happening, guys? Yeah, are we alive? Are we alive? Whoa, phone's blowing up. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, what's happening, guys? It is a Sunday edition of the Vodka Stream. Why is that doing it like that? Eh, here we go. So hold on. Not Ah, oh, come on. No, it's not what I wanted. Crap. Crappy. Sorry. I'm just trying to uh, bring up the page here, but uh, let me go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hope you guys had a good Christmas, all that stuff. What is happening? Let's see. How was your Christmas? I was good. Watched Wonder Woman 84 twice. Well, like I said, I was having a quarantine qu Christmas, sadly. So it kind of sucked. I mean, you know, it's whatever. Um, it's fine. But um, yeah, so, you know, I just kind of just stayed here, chilled here. Uh, I guess we're going to catch up. Me and my, you know, immediate little family are going to uh, do our, like, gift exchange, stuff like that, like, next week or something. I don't know. See what happens. Uh, happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day vodka stream. Look at that. You have to explain that one for me. Boxing? Was there, is there a boxing match tonight? What's going on? Or is it? Yeah. Okay, what's happening, Ram? Ah, he made the stream. Good job, Cheryl. Appreciate it. What's going on, Jose? How you doing, bud? Jason, he's here. What's going on there, Biz? Bizzle? Rob? Rob Biz? Viper, what's up, buddy? Have both been letdowns, in your opinion? Okay, yeah, we'll do it. We're, we're going to have a lot of, I think, uh, Wonder Woman hot, top, talk it, you know, hot topic talk tonight, as I meant to say. What's going on, Darren? How you doing, bud? Ah. Uh, yeah, second time around is always a, always a better one. Always a better one. Let's go. I hope your Christmas good. Yeah, you watched it last night. Good, as everybody should support. At least should support. Um, yes, I did, sir. I saw that. Um, let's see if I can bring that up. Let's see if I can bring that up right now. Hold on, but let me uh, let me bring this. Where am I at here? So I can make sure everything is running smoothly. All right. So I hit the wrong thing. All right, so then we got that up, but I need to change the default. There we go. That's better. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, checked it out, Mister, uh, I was wondering too. I was like, is he is he actually going to ever? Is he going to acknowledge that this was happening? Oh, by the way, guys, if you notice that I'm sitting at my desk, I don't have the vodka the stream lounge. Um, I'm not in my lounge right now because I was just too lazy. <laughs> It's been a lazy day. You know, I tell you what, this, this, you know, this thing that's trying to like, I'm trying to get out of my body. Like, I tell you what, I mean, I, I felt fine, like for the last couple of days, but today felt a little strange. No fever. Don't worry, no fever or anything. But I just was feeling just off today, you know? So uh, I slept really good last night. I did. And then I slept some more today. Just kind of, yeah, it's weird, but, uh, Cough kind of came back, and then I was just feeling just a little just uh, weird and um, a little bit unmotivated, too. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and uh, just – just I'm not going to set that up because, you know, it is it is a little process to set up the Vodka Stream Lounge. So it's all good, So, but it'll return. The Vodka Stream Lounge will return. That's for damn sure. So, Dave, do you believe the DCEU needs an order to finally to finally not suck? Once and for all, <laughs> Tom Hanks ball sack, 69. He, 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 he. Do you believe the DCEU needs an order in 
needs in order. What what do they need in, for it not to suck? Well, I mean, I don't think it actually sucks, but I mean, we got Zack Snyder Justice League come out coming out, so <laughs> there's that. There definitely is that. Uh oh, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, so just a little bit of laziness today. And like I said, I was just uh, like, I didn't have the cough yesterday, but then I had the cough today and it felt strong today. It was weird. So um, hopefully I won't cough during this whole thing. Hey, what's going on, Brian? Mr. Scully. Merry Christmas, man. Um, Hopefully. And what's up, Will Morris as well. Um, So hopefully I don't have to cough, but I'll just hit the, the mute button right here. I'll hit the cough button if I have to. So, yeah, just letting you guys know. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I don't feel like setting it up. I'm just going to just gonna have it at the desk, you know, just have the normal desk set up right now for this Saturday version of the vodka stream. And as you can see, my hair is uh, really reaching towards the heavens big time. I need a fucking haircut so badly. I really do. But, you know, that's probably not going to happen until next weekend. So, but I thought, you know what? I'm not going to wear a hat tonight. I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, pew, you know, we'll see what happens. But it is definitely reaching towards the, cl- the to the uh, to the heavens. William Powell, man, what's up, bud? The further these films drift, the uh, drift from the, I, I guess you said from the original version, the less of an impact they have on you. Ah, that's no good. Yeah, we'll talk about stuff like that. I mean, I know everybody. Everybody uh, has their critiques and everybody, everything. It's just it's just weird because right now, currently, currently, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four no longer certified fresh, <laughs> no longer certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. They took the certification away. It's at sixty five percent right now, seventy four with the audience. So you know it's still it's still in good standing, but yeah, it just it's just weird how like the first wave of reviews came flying in and just we're all about like you know i mean like i said though guys what's great about it is the fact that people are flocking out to the the movie theater to the imax theaters and people are watching it on hbo max so even though of course we still look at at the uh the rotten tomatoes thing even though because i'm not one of those people that totally ignores it you know i just say like there should be no power into it and the fact that we're at a spot where you know streaming and everything the it just the power is taken away and anyways but i forgot to say cheers guys happy hopefully you had a, a very merry christmas and uh you feel plump and juicy you know you're full of a bunch of uh christmas food and all that stuff i'm sure you are um like i said yesterday yesterday jack in a box was my friend so cheers i <laughs> uh, should you not like um uh, I, you know, I, I'm like dipping into my reserves in my, uh, my, my freezer when it comes to food, because, you know, I, last week I didn't want to really go too many places. Um, and, but you know, I had, so I had some reserves, but yesterday I didn't really set anything out. So I, uh, I, I went to the drive through of uh jack in a box twice for breakfast and for dinner. That's right. Two different jack in a boxes too, by the way. Yeah. I, I spread it out. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, my eats yesterday. It was Jack in a Box twice because that was the only thing that was open. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, Jack in a Box and everything. So okay, so yeah, Ryan, you have a seven out of uh, seven out of ten for you. That's that's fine. You're saying I feel like the majority of the good reviews that came are just what uh, just like why people at first gave. Yeah, 
there's that too. I mean, I don't know. It's such a weird thing because now instead of just like a full on embargo that comes out, um, instead of a full on embargo, now it's like, oh, you get you get to have a social media reaction first. And then and then there's an embargo like a few days later. You know, it's very interesting how it all works out now. And it, and, and it is weird how it just seemed like, oh, yeah, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 is a winner. And now it's like I've seen a bunch of negativity and then you know i think a lot of people are like kind of partial too like i was i mean i posted my spoiler review today hopefully you guys check that out um you know I, m- most of my gripes were spoilery so i had to that's why i had to really like wait and talk about some of the stuff which naturally if you guys haven't seen it if you guys haven't seen it you know don't be here because we're anybody who's going to be dropping by today is uh is going to be talking about it so yeah, so you got eight out of ten. See, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, even though like I've seen like negative stuff, it seems like a lot of people, you know, DC fans appreciated it. But the th- and I've actually seen more people like tweet out like you know good critiques. You know, it's okay. You don't have to just be like it fucking sucked or I loved it so much. You can put out your critiques, and I've seen a lot of people do that. And there's a lot of similar gripes. I think the 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 fact that the movie was like tonally was kind of like, you know, a little choppy at first. And I think a lot of people actually agreed with that. I think we all kind of took that in that the, uh, the opening of the movie was a little choppy, a little choppy, but then, but the final act, you know, pretty much maybe like the last hour of it, a lot of people were like going, I enjoyed the shit out of it. So see, but then there's some, some people that say three out of 10. It's fine. Some people, I saw somebody saying like, DC raped another character. I saw that on my timeline. I was like, whoa. All right. That's being a little too dramatic. Uh, just a little too dramatic right there. But uh guess who uh guess who uh asked a question to Miss Jenkins though tonight? I love the f- this this guy right here. He's such a he's such a fanboy, you know? And that's I think that's why Snyder really connects with his fans. But he uh he had a little video for Patty. And uh, he asked about this, which I, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty brilliant. So if you guys haven't, I'm sure you guys saw it, but here it is. Hey, y'all. Hey, Patty. Uh, quick question. One of my favorite parts of Wonder Woman 84 is the amazing action sequences where Wonder Woman uses her lasso as kind of her main weapon. Sorry. It's not <laughs> what I just did. Don't stop. It's much better. So my question is, how did you develop um, all those cool techniques and what kind of R&D did you have to do to figure out how she would use her lasso in combat? So that's it. That's my question. You guys are doing awesome. Congratulations on the movie. It's amazing. It is amazing. So there you go. We have, uh, we have uh, Mr. Snyder asking a question. This is what Patty answered. She said, it was fun to find new ways she could use things like the lasso. We did tons of R&D and uh, loved the idea that she found a way to generate enough speed with the lasso that she could block bullets and create momentum. Thanks, and can't wait to see your Justice League! Yes, that is a lot of us. Love the fact that Captain Marvel is currently trending right now. Everybody's doing that whole comparison thing, and I'm just like, shut up. Shut up with the comparison thing. First off, Captain Marvel sucked. <laughs> Gross. But 
Uh, you know, to me, I, I guess there were some people that were like liking because, you know, Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Obviously, Wonder Woman 84 takes place in the 80s. I thought they captured the 80s pretty good. I think they ca- captured that era better than what Captain Marvel did. I don't know. But that's just me. That's just totally me. Um, let me go ahead and uh, I forgot to post this on Vero. So I'm going to post this on Vero. All right. So there we go. Nope, not that. Oh, oh, go, hold on. Join me. I am live. Oop, I am love. Yeah, I'm also love. I'm love and I'm live. All right. But anyways, it's cool to see Snyder. Do, yeah, cool to see uh, Snyder participate. It seems like he's like pretty heavy in it. But I mean, he's a producer. What do you expect? Of course, he's going to be heavy in it. And I love the fact that he brought up the whole lasso thing. You know, Snyder ain't no dummy. I think he uh, realizes that some people out there remember when there was a whole debacle about uh, the fact that she's not using a sword and a shield anymore she's not using all that so there was that whole back and forth back and forth back and forth people were saying like oh they're fucking you know they're softening her up and everything there was that whole thing i think that's i think i I almost want to believe that that was part of the reason why he brought that up because he he felt that it was like you know what i'm gonna address this i i dig the lasso stuff you know and um which is good Good. He's showing uh, he's showing that uh, he's on board for this. You know, he even said it the first time I interviewed him. You know, it's different. Different directors are going to direct these characters differently. We're going to see a different Diana Prince in a couple of months, a couple of few months in Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be a different kind of Wonder Woman that we will eventually see in March. And there's nothing wrong with that either. What's wrong with that? Well, I love you too, Marvel versus Capcom. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, no one dies in the movie. I know. It was almost like, oh, look at that. Uh, up, Cheetah. Cheetah's going to get electrocuted. She's done. Good job, Diana. Oh, that didn't destroy her. I'm still, uh, if you if you watch my um, my spoiler review, you'll see that I, uh, that I, uh, I, I brought up the fact that, um, that 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 we didn't see the transformation the cheetah transformation i'm pretty sure that um that uh there's gonna there was a transformation that we missed out on that was probably like too freaky or something like that but uh yeah some of you guys were talking about this uh mr uh mr tom hulkenberg hulkenborg mr junkie xl he uh he tweeted out the comicbook.com article that had to do with uh the video that i had that i cut out specifically displaying the um his score in justice league so that was awesome that was awesome so he did that and then of course um he actually uh went to oh yeah to share that he actually uh put the snippet of it on his instagram which was pretty cool too so he had this right there and he just put the eyes that's it Oh my god! Is that a little <laughs> XL right there? Is that, is that junk? Yeah, that's a little XL right there. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. oh, I, I love how we just casually was just like that. Oh yeah, that was a little XL right there. That's right. I'm just gonna go ahead and drop this right here. You gotta love that. Fourth, I saw that you did made a donation. Thank you, sir. 
Wonder Woman is down there with Justice and Birds of Prey, a cinematic still, ooh, stillborn film dumped on HBO Max like Cloverfield Paradox was dumped on Netflix. Ew, man. Harsh. Harsh. Okay, but that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Uh, so, but you know, it's just everybody's gonna feel different about it. I get it. I get it, guys. You know, like I said, it was um um you guys saw like I did my first reaction, I did my regular review, and then I did my spoiler review. You guys heard my gripes, but overall it's like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I'm curious to get some of these other these other guys in here. I'm gonna start sending out the invites. Make sure you uh you hit that like thumbs up button if you'd be so kind. Go ahead and uh, hit that like, thumbs up. We'll start getting the panel in here. Like I said, there was gonna be um, there was gonna be no um, no special guests tonight because I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it today because you know it's Christmas. Um, certainly wasn't gonna do it yesterday. So, but I was like, all right, let's see, let's do it today. Why not? Let's fucking do it today, huh? Let's have some fun today. We're all we're all good. So, all right, let me go ahead and start sending these out. Boop. All right. That's, <clears throat> but yeah, hopefully, I mean, the cough is, uh, sounds like it. I mean, like I said, it's when it comes down to suppressing a cough, man, just a uh, good old, um, I mean, I missed the bourbon. The bourbon really coated the, uh, the throat. I tell you what, I should, I, I, I was tempted. I was tempted to, uh, to go get some bourbon, but yeah, I was like, nah, I'll stick with the vodka now. Why not? Why the hell not? So, but uh, yeah, some people making some good posters out there. Has joined the stream. All right, so let me go ahead and tweet this out. <clears throat> Let's see. Wow, shit. Too many tabs open. All right, here we go. All right, we got Mr. Scott McClellan in here. What's up, sir? Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There you go. You're looking very Christmassy. You got the robe, you got the beanie, I mean, and you got the mug. I love it. Oh, you oh. have this beautiful triptych. Look at that. that. That Jim Lee did for fandom. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. Shit, I should have got that. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to have to look for that one. Yeah. Oh Damn, yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah, I remember the posters. Oof, so good. So yeah, it's cold. It's, it's cold. It, how how it, cold is it over there in Alabama? Uh, okay. Well, you know, of course, you know, Northerners will laugh at me for calling it cold, but I'm Southern. Like this, you know, dude, I'm it, from Southern California. I mean, come on. I mean, like, I, I just want to go. Yeah, you come here in July and see yeah. where you go. Yeah, <laughs> it is currently 34 outside. Oh, see, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> And I'm in my and I'm in my basement. The heat's on. Yes. No wonder you're bundled up right there. Yeah. See, it's currently 54 where I live right now. So, you know, that's that's cold for me. You know, if I go outside, I'm I'm gonna be shivering just because I'm a a weakling little California Californian right there. So, so how was your Christmas? It was very nice. I uh, thankfully because of our potting. My Christmas, basically, it just some extended family stuff got canceled. But Christmas Eve was still with my wife's parents. And yesterday was still with my parents and my sister and my nephew. So, like, you know, the the, the two main days didn't really change for me. So I'm sorry about you, though, by the way. I, I hope you're feeling <laughs> better, man. No, I'm feeling all right. It, it's just a weird thing. Like, I mean, I, 
the way that this thing, I mean, I'm, I, of course I didn't get tested, but I'm pretty sure I've, I've had it just because of just the up and down. And I've had people explain to me how, like when they've had it, I mean, it's just like, like I was fine the last couple of days. And then today I woke up today and the, the cough was back and I was feeling just out of it and weird most of the day. It's just a weird thing, but no fever at least. So, oh, good. So there was that at least no temperature, no nothing. So, but yeah, it, it was kind of like, you know, I mean, I talked to family members on zoom at least that was cool. Uh, talked to some of that. And then of course, you know, talked to my mom and everything. She says, hi, of course, Scott, because she loves you. <laughs> uh, well, the, the love is mutual. Mm-hmm. I never even met her and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Nah, she's a sweetheart. Um, it was just, I think, I think the fact that she was like blown away, like, wait, he lives in Alabama. Oh my God. Well, that's where you're born. I'm like, yes, I know that mom. <laughs> I, know I, born in Alabama. I know these things. I know these things. Yeah. You know, and, and I know we've actually talked back and forth, like similar places that, you know, cause you're more of the Birmingham area. I was more, we were more Southern, yeah. of course. Um, good old Fort Rucker, Alabama. So, but, uh, but anyways, uh, we got fourth here. Or no, not fourth. Uh, Danny uh, saying, hey, Dave, I was expecting more from the film after watching it. Though I realize why Zach is such a vital part with the uh, storytelling side and visuals. Wanted to love it, but I have to rewatch. Yeah, it's always good to rewatch. No, I will tell you this. I saw it for my second time today. Yeah, you uh, it on an IMAX, you lucky dog. I know. And because... My wife and I started it last night on HBO Max. She made it to about the last hour. And I mean, it's Christmas Day. She's she's bushed. Yeah. So she went to bed. I finished it. I had thoughts. And <laughs> and then I saw it again today in IMAX. One, theatrical experience is a whole, whole nother animal. I will say yeah. that. Watching it with my wife there, fully awake. And just giving a second time where, you know, like like you talked about in your review, how the things you loved, you loved more, the things you disliked, you disliked more. And actually, for me, it was the things that I love, I love more, things that I dislike, it smoothed the edges off yeah. some of the stuff that I disliked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure seeing it on that big, huge screen probably, you know, helped with a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Um, I, I hope, I mean, I would hope to actually go see it on the big screen, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to be the case over on where I'm at. But you know, it's, it, it is cool that I could actually, you know, I, I, that's what I, what I did yesterday. I had like a little bit of a double feature you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to, I haven't watched the first one woman in, in a, in a bit. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to put that on first and then we'll go right into one woman 84. And I mean, the first one, you know, I love the first one. It's great. Um, but like to watch them back to back, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like the the fact that they're we have gloomy, gross World War One London, and 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 Diana is just jumping into this world, and she's totally a novice. And then you have '84, where it's like, what's one of the things I pointed out in my initial review is like, you see that that transition where she's just full on, even though she's lonely and stuff, she's confident. Her confidence mm-hmm. level, even like just gal, just her. That is well, I think her confidence her. as an actress also has oh, yeah. grown incredibly. And it showed in this movie because, oh, Tim and I recorded our review this afternoon. Like literally, I got, I walked in the door from coming home from the movie theater. He was at home and I was like, dude, can we go ahead and record our review like right now? And yeah. so we knocked that out. He's going to produce it tonight. So it might come out late tonight. It might probably more like tomorrow is when our review will post a DC film Squadcast. 
but that was something that I was noticing. Of, of course, I that in there. But that was something that I just when Gall got those scenes, it was she acted the hell out of several scenes oh, yeah. and i didn't know if, and i think it was a mixture of the material that she that she you know she wasn't being forced to play the the naive i'm gonna kill aries and i'm gonna end the war you know yeah. Yeah, because, i mean that's that's the big thing of like the first one is like she's so naive mm-hmm. where steve is going like yeah okay but uh i'm just gonna uh we're just gonna go through this war thing you know i'm gonna take you through this yeah yeah aries cool cool and then of course at the end he's like holy shit if that's who i think that she's fighting yeah oh my god i was wrong but i mean but at the same time it does sound ridiculous how she's just like aries 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 is god of war god of war and she's such a novice and she just openly just says it like as if everybody should just understand it Mm -hmm. it seemed like like with this one now when she's like thinking to herself she's like well wait a minute you know i don't know she doesn't just blurt out things obviously you know she's mm-hmm. just the confidence level but like you said even gal just doing some of these scenes i mean re-watching it i mean those those scenes like i said the scenes that i love really i just ended up loving them more and obviously you know like i said you guys have already been warned we're gonna go into spoilers big we'll time. Spoil the you, crap out of the movie. yeah we're yeah we're all gonna yeah we all you can you can watch it literally right now on hbo max and uh so you know like um when when it came to i mean obviously the biggest scene was when she had to let go of steve trevor again that, I mean, that scene oh my god her acting what yeah. I mean, it has my favorite line uh it, that steve trevor has which is the you don't have to you can't say goodbye because i'm already gone oh my god, god. oh, oh don't yeah. rip my heart out what dude i mean like everything about that scene because steve knew like hey you are you're gonna die if you if you don't let me go because you were getting weaker and uh you know i it, it, when it came to that aspect of it i mean i was like yeah i mean it's kind of it's superman 2-ish obviously but i mean obviously superman 2 he got all his powers relinquished but i think there was like you know there's some inspiration there too we all know that there was some donner inspiration but um no yeah when they when when she does that and then yeah she just starts pouring her you know just the fucking waterworks just come down and then she says she'll never love again and then he even says like i hope that's not the case you know and it's just like everything that steve said in that moment it was like yes that's exactly what you needed to say right there and the fact and that line that is probably one of the best lines of the movie is the fact that he's already gone he tells her that i'm already gone you know he already lived this life you know and he was glad that he was able to come back and you know kind of see where things were at but it's like hey i'm already gone you, just let it go and then when she walks away and then she's just fucking tears and then she um what was it she uh renounces her wish Re- and- i renounced my wish and it yeah. was sorry I, I while you're doing this um our <laughs> review just dropped Oh, is that what happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I'm getting, I'm writing. I, I was like, keep talking, Dave. I'm writing a tweet right now. <laughs> just keep talking. There it is. Yep. All right. I'll go ahead and give it a retweet. And uh, I'll definitely listen to that later. Uh, curious to see what, uh, hear what uh, Tim has to say about it. <clears throat> it was a good, it was a good conversation. I good. really appreciate it because once again, what I love about you, I mean, you do the solo show thing so well. What I like about doing it, uh, doing it with a partner is when I like something and he doesn't like it and he doesn't like something and I like it. And like, and and, and we can have that great 
conversation about, you know, kind of balancing out what we like and what we don't like. And, it, it, and it's great because it doesn't make our show sound, you know, cookie cutter because it's not like we're just sitting there saying the exact same things. It's like, no, I like that part. Yeah. I don't, you know, whatever. But we also, because we've been doing this for so long now, now we know the cool, let me hear why you don't like it. Now yeah. let me talk to you about why I do like it. And I like that back and forth because there's always that audience member who's going to agree or disagree with one of us. And yeah. I like it when we can present, you know, both sides of it. No, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I like about bringing, like having this is now I can bring all you guys on and we're all not going to agree with like everything um, with each other. I mean, I don't know if, you know, if Garza and Everett's come on, I know they have different opinions about it. Uh, Steve. Oh, I'm well. sure they have thoughts. When Hell do yeah. Not, when do they not have thoughts? <laughs> I know, exactly. But they don't like tenants, so their opinion is on that. Ah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, Garza. I saw Garza, like, uh, he put like a whole, like, uh, Wonder Woman better than Tenet kind of thing on his thing. I know he was trying to stir the pot, though. I know. But it was oh, just funny. Oh, Steve. Garza? What? Stir the pot? Never. <laughs> Never does that. I know it was uh so hopefully he gets in here and we could uh talk about some of that. We could uh bust his balls about that a little bit. Um we got fourth right here also saying I need a Wonder Woman sequel with Amazons in a Jason and Argonaut style. Okay. Oh yes, I think Scott like that. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh. I'm gonna tell you right now, preview of our review. Okay, Fimaskira opening. Yes. Best scene in the whole damn movie. Fucking A, right? I, I mean, you know, I mean, just just the action, the the, the Hans Zimmer score, the, the every all the elements came together for that first 10 minutes. It really it, did. It just it just just yeah. chef kiss. I know that, and that's why I was kind of disappointed that it never went back. And I was like, I, oh. I was like, come on, at least can we get like something where like some kind of lesson was taught to her from her mom or, you know, it was like, ah, that's why I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, wow, we just never go back to Themyscira. So now it's like, and I'm kind of, I mean, I mean, I, what, rewatching the first one, I mean, obviously it's an origin story, so there's going to be more Themyscira, but it never really like went back, I guess you could say. It never really like, so maybe there was never mm -hmm. the idea of flashing back, but I don't know. I, I think, I think I was just because when I, um, when I saw the trailers, the trailers relied heavily on cutting back and forth. You see little Diana running. Yes. Regular Diana. So I was like, all right, are we getting a hint that there is going to be like this, like they're going to be jumping. And I was kind of like, that's, I think I set myself up for that because I was really hoping for that. And I, and I, and then, and then, you know, what was running through my brain too, Scott was like, I was like, Oh man, when I was watching it, when I watched the screener, I was like, yeah, they never went back to Timur Connie Nielsen, uh, Robin Wright, barely in it. I interviewed Connie Nielsen about this movie, and I not realizing that she's in it for like a whole two minutes. And I'm like, oh man, that must have been like kind of like because she knows how much she's in it. She probably had right. a day's worth of shooting, and that's it. It was just one day shoot. Maybe there was two days. I don't know. And I'm just kind of like, oh man, I just was like thinking about that. Like, oh man, she's not. She. she I was hoping she was gonna. There's going to be some kind of because you know when it comes to these DCU movies, man, they 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 really like to uh, you know they bring back the mothers, you know, bring yes, back the mother, yes, and, and that's why I was hoping there was going to be some kind of other scene where we get her like back or something, some kind of life lesson that she taught her when she was a, a kid. But then again, 
hopefully we get this uh, Amazonian uh, Amazon spinoff. Uh, which will yeah, you know what the thing about that was like I when I heard about the Amazonian spinoff I was very lukewarm on the idea uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you after watching that opening scene I I have changed my two seriously I mean that's that's the way I felt about it too I was like oh, okay that's cool but then I'm like oh yeah okay there's so much they could do and I mean there's a lot they could do now that I was like thinking about it we should talk about it a bit we got Mr. Ben Everts what's up buddy what's going on fellas how's it going man Merry Christmas apparently apparently Dave has not gotten the dress code I know I guess I I should probably beanie on I know I actually like I don't know which is weird because it's like Yeah, it's weird because it's like, you know, my I need a haircut so badly. It's like, I don't know why I'm not even wearing a hat. So maybe I'll, I'm going to have to put on my Batman hat, my Batman winter hat with the wings on it and a little bit here just to. Uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Christmas, man? It was good. It was quiet. Yeah. It was sort of okay. <laughs> <laughs> sort of okay. <laughs> it, was, it was different this year. The whole uh, social distancing and yeah. Zoom calls and. It was a little bit weird. Yeah, it's a, it definitely is strange. Like I said, I was uh, talking at the beginning of the, of the show. It was like, you know, obviously I'm quarantined right now because, you know, everything. So I, it was just like phone calls and then a Zoom call with like uh, with some family members. And it was just kind of like, uh, you know, you just you just miss all. I, I miss like going to my Nana's house and just, you know, talking to everybody and just eating all this food and just you know, drinking Kronos with like my uncles and my dad and stuff like that. And just, yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, it was a little kind of, it was a little sad. Not going to lie, but I mean, of course I had Christmas movies that uh, I was watching yesterday. I went through, of course, you know, well, of course I watched the Wonder Woman movies and then I watched the Santa Claus, watched um, uh, Gremlins, of course, last night as well. That's obviously a classic. Christmas story. Christmas story. I didn't, you know what? I, I didn't. I know I'm, I, I, I'm very, yeah, it's disappointing, especially being the film junkie. Obviously that's like the ultimate Christmas movie. Yeah. But you know, what's funny is it's never, it was not in my top five. I will say that it is. Really? Not, yeah. I actually never saw it until I was a freshman in high school. Oh, wow. So there it is. Well, it's uh, not that old, by the way. What do you say? That movie's <laughs> not that old, by the way. Not that old. I no, thought was- a Christmas story. Yeah. It no, was that movie came out, I believe it's in 83 or something like that. Right, when I was one year old. Okay, okay. I was say, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was like, if he says like early 2000s, I'm going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, uh, when did that movie go out? You know what? I, I love the fact that you said that. You made us all feel young here, buddy. <laughs> you really did because I was like, wait, because both Scott and I were like, wait, no, this movie is pretty, you know, it's over 30. It's like almost yeah, 40. 83. <laughs> Yeah, I was one year old when this movie came out, Everett. Come came on. The, if it's 83, that's the year I was born, man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting I I'm the old fart in the group. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, does, wait, does Ben know that it's it's older? I'm like, oh, okay. But he's 82. And I'm like, thank you, Ben. You just all made our night right there. Yeah. Like, yes, it's not that old, guys. Not, not that, that old. Not that old. <laughs> it's only thir- almost 30 years old. Thirty it's thirty-seven. I can tell you that. Yeah, thirty-seven. You're right. Years old. Yeah, my yeah. math is all messed up too. Apparently. <laughs> uh we got um we got 
Yeah, you know what? I almost like don't want to say your name because it sounds like um like I'm gonna say it wrong. Uh, Ash, Wonder um, Woman eighty three, <laughs> where <laughs> she goes back to Themyscira, maybe visits Mount Olympus, where the uh, old gods died, and the underworld. There you go. That's that's an idea as well. I'm really hoping that. I mean, who knows when we're going to get the third one, you know, when we get the third one and, you know, because what's going on with Patty, I honestly think she's going to pass down the reins. I think she's. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. She's too busy. And it sounds to me like she's like, you know what? I got the Star Wars gig. I got the Cleopatra movie. You know, when is this next Wonder Woman movie going to be able to get out there? And, you know, they'll find a a good director, hopefully, that could just um, totally approach that. And I really hope that they, yeah, we definitely get. We definitely get um, her going back to Themyscira because, like I said, we were both. You know, I, I, what Scott and I were talking about, Ben, was like the fact that you know that opening scene in One Room yeah. Four was just so fucking awesome, and now we're that just is, like, we want more. That is the general consensus because I have a couple of friends who had, who I have been going back and forward for the for the good part of today, and that's is, is one of them and, named John. No, no, that's the no, I steer clear from John. (laughs) No, well, no, we talk about other things like with him, uh, like anything that has to do with the show, we don't talk about it because so if it doesn't feel forced and phony when we do it on camera, so we try not to talk about it, but uh, just other friends that are like, uh, yeah, I wish we would stay in the whole entire thing in the mascara, and yeah, that was the highlight of the movie. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to, to start it off. And like, it's just yeah. executed perfectly. And yeah, I was disappointed that it never like went back. And, you know, but I mean, I understand. Yeah, you're, you're it's supposed to be in 84. You're not supposed to be like so much on Themyscira. It's not an origin story this time. But I don't know. I was just kind of hoping there was just going to be something that just like went back to, you know, just something, some lesson that she learned as a child. Um from you know her mentors and especially her mom you know because mm-hmm. like the dc movies really go back to the mom aspect i mean that's why i wanted that I, and i was glad that i think it was meg who actually a- asked that question to connie connie nielsen you know because how did it feel to be that character that mom character and then why do you think like dc like kind of just like relies on it you know not relies on it but really just goes to it with martha kent with with of course uh, uh queen I always say her name right. Hippolyta, right? I said right. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. Not Hippolyta. I was I correct the last time by Scott. I, I know. I think I did that during like uh, that vlog stream before I put it on. I put Hippolyta. Yeah, I was like, ah, damn, I know. It's just tomato, tomato. But um, yeah, so I was a little disappointed in that. But And then I try to even like at the end when I talked to Connie, I was like, so what's next? I mean, I heard there's a little spinoff thing. Are you going to be a part of it? What's going to happen? And, uh, you know, I was actually thinking I got a video coming tomorrow that talks, you know, I talk about the the mid credit scene. And I'm wondering, like, would that character of Linda Carter's hysteria, if they were going to do that spinoff, would she be a part? of that movie or that series or whatever. I don't know. I mean, what'd you right. guys think of that mid credit scene with her, by the way? Ben, you go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it didn't live up to what I expected, but that's because like us, we are so um, 
connected to this universe. We were expecting some connectivity to something else. And we hate, we made the assumption that it connects to BBS, that no, it connects to, uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. It connects to something. It, it never, uh, dawned on us that it was what it was. To me, it felt like a really nice homage to, without giving too much away to some, to the original con, to the original show, which, yeah. and to me, it was fine. It, it was, it was nothing earth shattering or, Groundbreaking or anything, or something like, oh my god, it's so and so. I kind of expected when she was already in the movie. I was like, oh, that's her. And then I was like, ah, shoot, that's <laughs> she's gonna be there sometime in the movie. And then when I didn't see her in through the entire movie, and then I, that's what I was like, I think it's gonna be her in the end credit scene. And it was, but it, it was fine. It was fine. It's just. I would just wanted it to be connected to BBS so I could be right and rub it on John's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too bad. And then you could just tell John. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> New job. i do it anyway. Yeah. Um, what did you think about it, Scott? It was cute. I mean, it yeah. was when it, when it happened. But you know who that was for? Fans it was for like, her. It was, it was fans like my wife who oh, yeah. when oh, she yeah. saw her on screen, my wife lit up like a Christmas tree. And that was just like, like, and that's the beauty of going to see that's it. With somebody else. That's from the eighties. Like when my wife saw it, it was like, who's that? <laughs> my wife, if you haven't seen my, if you haven't seen my social media feeds, my wife was so happy. She got the pop, the, the, the Wonder Woman popcorn tin. She was wearing her Wonder Woman sweater. I mean, she was ready for today. And right. that's who that the Wonder Woman fans, that's who that mid credit scene was for. Because I being a nerd like we are, yes, I wanted something. I wanted something universe building. I wanted some connectivity. Yeah. What was it? It was a it, it was a cute care fan service. Fan service cameo legacy casting. That's what it was. And it made my wife smile, and I, and and that was the thing where I just kind of went, okay, they got, they finally got Linda Carter in there. That's what that was my reaction last night. Today, my reaction was, okay, that's where it is, you know. And, and it gave me, you know, and it gave me another appreciation for it. Is it? It's not earth shattering. It's not groundbreaking. It's a cute right. little wink to the audience. And I and if you pay attention to the movie when they talk about Asteria being like the greatest among them, yeah, the that's what I was thinking. like. It was like, yeah, it's Linda. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's one of the things that I I liked was the fact that it, they established it a little bit, and it was like, oh yeah, of mm-hmm. course you're gonna have Linda Carter play yeah. that role, and you know, I so I thought like, okay, it's not just like a hey, there's Linda Carter, there's a cameo. Oh, she's actually a character that they established. They talked about the golden armor, all that and everything. I'm like, obviously, yeah, she's going to be the ultimate. And it was a good wink to, um, to the audience, like you guys were saying, but I did like the fact that it just wasn't just her popping up and that was it, but it was actually a character that they discussed and talked about, you know? So I was kind of going like, ah, I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be, you know, any kind of future, anything with her. I don't know how she would feel about that if they were to, to do that Am- Amazonian uh, uh, spinoff where they go back to Themyscira, would she make an appearance in it? Or is it just like some kind of one-off? Do you think she would actually do anything more with that character or that was just it? It was just for simply just wink. 
I think it was simply just a wink. Okay, I, think, I think also it's the beauty of it being a mid credit scene and not being in the movie proper. Because yeah. that's a scene that would be distracting if it had been in the movie proper. That If you're talking about mid credit scenes and end credit scenes, that's something that you literally shot that. You never intended that to be in the movie. You intended that to be just a little Easter egg in the middle of the credits. Go for it. And I and I think that's what it is. It was a way to finally get Linda Carter in a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too. And the whole idea of having this uh, Themyscira uh, show is, uh, I mean, if they make it before she, I mean, the whole war between the tribe of men and and then try to escape to, um, uh, to Themyscira, then yeah, that would make sense to have her there. But then that would wouldn't that predate her though? Because right now she's like in uh uh the in current eight in current date. So that wouldn't fit for her to yeah, be in that. Yeah. See that's the thing we gotta realize too is like the fact that this did take place in in eighty four. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like where when if we do get this Amazonian series, is it going to be modern day? I'm 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 assuming assuming that it's that's going to be the case. So, yeah, right. it's, yeah, that's a, another thing we got to yeah, remember is the fact that <laughs> yeah, this was uh, taking place in '84. But I mean, like the scene went like I said, it was fine. It was yeah, it would have distracted if it was in the middle of it. I like the fact that they were trying to like, oh, is that supposed to be Gal? But of course. All of us were like, no, that's not Gal. Come on. She's just walking casually right there. And then there was like the reveal. Um, I mean, I- I'm glad that, you know, when something fell down, she didn't get electrocuted by it and die. <laughs> zing, <laughs> Titans. I-, I-, I think I made that little zing on my spoiler. Oh, that's, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she died of electrocuted. Yeah, because, I mean, come on. It- it's kind of hard not to like zing at yeah. that a little bit because, you know, it was like, <laughs> I mean, it just seems like when it comes to the Titan series, they don't know how to they don't know how to do a season finale. Too. They do not know how to do a season no. finale. And, no. and that's the thing is that like Titans is where the shows like the costumes, beautiful. Yes. The, the, the arcs of the seasons, really good. Damn, they can't stick the landing. <laughs> they really can. They really can. It's just and that's what was so disappointing about it. I mean, it was like the whole Deathstroke thing. I was digging and everything, and then it just get to get to that last episode, and it was like, oh, okay, there's Nightwing, and here we go, here we go, and then all of a sudden they just decided to just put that in there, and it's like she got electric. What? No, that's she literally. Oh, she's okay. Yeah. Did you guys uh, create on and on about that? Yeah. Did what? you guys create a list of your best, your top to bottom? DC movies like everybody else did. Oh, yeah. And actually, I, I, I'm kind of saving mine because, Ben, I'm not sure if you heard, but our Tim just published our review. Yeah, I saw the tweet. That's <laughs> so. how we end the show. Is oh, with we, a list? We, we re-rank because I, did, I didn't do a complete rewatch, but I did several right. rewatches, and my list went through a lot of fluctuation. Like, things mm. moved up, things moved down. Something stayed exactly where they were. But yes, right. I did. I did re rack my rankings uh, in preparation mm. for this. Okay. Yeah, how about I'm you, Dave? Gonna, yeah, I'm probably gonna do like a video sometime in the, in the next week uh, of my rankings, my new rankings. Because yeah, like I said, it shifts. I mean, 
we can all it's all pretty much a given of like you know pretty much the the top two or three are always probably gonna stay where they are but what shifts is like the middle middle you know, when, yeah. a new, when a new movie comes out i kind of just kind of and maybe i'm gonna right end around up with like top yeah. five yeah especially after watching the first wonder woman again and then watching 84 and then may i i i'm actually wanting to revisit aquaman again and I watched Shazam. That was one of the other movies I watched yesterday, too. It's interesting that you say that because that's the movie that everybody's like either moving up or moving yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. See, it's either I mean, Aquaman or. Actually, I'll tell I you this that. Aquaman and Shazam stayed exactly where they were. Oh, wow. Mm. Because, yeah, because Tim and I have two movies each. My four and five are his. See, because it's because what we're up to nine now. I'm trying to remember one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, nine movies. If you count Justice League, okay. My four, five are his seven, eight, and oh, wow. his seven, eight are my four. So, so it's like our top, our bottom, and our dead middle, okay, are the same. And then we have two that two click with him more than they click with me, and vice versa. And so it's really interesting watching our lists. <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's why I was like, eh, Shazam's a Christmas movie, which I I would say it, it is. is. Oh, it 100%. is. I, wa- I watched it, it like Christmas yeah. Eve or something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch Shazam again. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it on. Why not? I, you know, I got, I think I, I was after I watched Gremlins or something like that. And I was like the last movie I watched last night. And, you know, I just wanted to see where it could fit now that I've seen Wonder Woman 84. Do I like it less or more than it? I, you know, it was just, so like I said, I'll do a video about um, the rankings and everything, but um, I'm sorry, Ben, you asked a really nice question. And we're all like, um, no, 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 I don't have a list. You know, it is Ben. You know, we, I mean, when people I know. ask, like, look who I, I'm I, talking I, to. You never, <laughs> let's God say goodbyes. <laughs> it happened one time. One time, damn one it. One time. Thank you, Scott. But how, how come, like, on every episode, everybody's looking at, is he going to let him do it this time? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I do not have a list. I yeah. <laughs> No, but like, you know, it's just like when it comes to, you know, what we do, obviously you want to save it for eh, specific, like, okay, let me like break it down and, you know, put right. it out there in our little I'll, uh, outlet. I'll tell you what happened to me this time, though, is that I am, sh- I am, the more we get movies added into this franchise, I'm moving away a little bit more from numbered rankings and, yes. and going to more to like a tier system, which is, there you I, go. That's I pretty good. Be- I, I put these movies in this tier because yeah, I'm learning that some movies, I know that they exist on this level, but yes. which one I like more than the other, really, I'm learning is just what's my mood the day I watch it. Yep. And that's why I said that I couldn't put it on a list where I have BBS and Man of Steel. I, I, I cannot see making that comparison. How can I move, put this movie where I have Man of Steel, uh, uh, um, uh, BBS and, um, what's my, my uh, other oh, Dark Knight, which is a DC movie? 
So I cannot like I'm going by CBM. I'm not going by the DCU. I'm going okay. by CBM. So I'm like I cannot put him in that category. So I'm, I'm like, what does this movie feels like? So to me, it feels like something similar to Shazam. It feels similar to uh, Aquaman, even to its detriment to uh, 2017 uh, Justice League. So, so that's where that movie lives. Like it's in that category. This is in th- this is in this group. This is where you pertain. Like, I don't feel like I should put it on that where I have my BBS, my Dark Knight. My, yeah. See, I mean, you know, yeah, if you, especially when it comes to like. That's not a bad thing to do, by the way. I'm not yeah. saying that this is. It's because it feels so drastically different for me to even. It, it's it almost like I'm saying apples and oranges. It's like w- even when we did our review, if we made any kind of comparison, we just compared 84 to the first Wonder Woman movie because it's like, okay. Same character, same director, same stars. Right. Like that way, I-, I felt a little bit more comfortable saying, you know, if I'm going to compare it to something, here's something I can compare it to. Because when you try to start comparing it to other movies from other filmmakers, yeah, yes, it, it gets it, you know, like it's movie. It gets muddled because movies have different intentions; they have different audiences, right? And and that's why even when I make my list, it's like, okay, I'm just going to rank this franchise. So right. these nine movies so far is all I've bothered to rank. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that. You'll get our rankings and stuff like that on individual stuff, you know, on the Film Chunky channel. And, of course, uh, you'll get on Squadcast. Cheers. 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 Uh, um, so let's talk I'm about drinking the, uh, hot chocolates. Okay. Nice. So uh, let's talk about um, some of the things, um, you know, some of the spoilery kind of things in there. Like, how did you guys feel how they brought Trevor back? Were you guys okay with it? <laughs> Not a fan. Now, here, here's what I said. Here, here's yeah. what I said. They never addressed why he had to be brought back in some rando's body. Yes. That never, there was never any concern about taking that was not the only thing. <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't express any concern about right. him spending time in the other person's body, taking over that other person's life. They never explained why. I mean, if you wanted to do the whole monkey paw situation, like that, right. the, that the wish costs you something. Which, by the way, the monkey's paw. Great short story. If you've never read it, yes, yeah. it's a short story. That's called an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm being really condescending right now. No, it's totally it's fine. Dude, I love it. I love it. Facetious and condescending. But it was the it was the idea that okay, they could have addressed the idea that great, you made the wish to bring your boyfriend back. The right. cost is that you sacrifice this poor schmo's existence to bring your boyfriend back. But no, they established the cost of the wish was her powers. Right. So that got a little muddled where, okay, so he took over someone else's life, a real person's life. Yep. And we never address it whatsoever. I had issues with that in the as far as the writing was concerned. It was like it was like the only thing they like showed. I, I think like um, the thing that they wanted to make a point was, I guess, like that actor who plays that dude looks similar to the Steve Trevor from the from TV the 80s. series from, from yeah. Lyle, Lyle so, Wagner. Like, when he yeah. looks in the mirror yeah. when he looks in the mirror and it like you see that reflection. I think like that's what Patty was trying to emphasize. 
So I think they were more focused on like that more than, Hey, what does this guy have a life family? What, what, I mean, literally like what happens like right after, I mean, does he just go like, Oh, wait a minute. All of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm back. Why am I tired? Why do I feel like I've got punched in the face a couple of times? And why does it feel like I had sex with a goddess? (laughs) I feel, I feel kind of great from like, you know, the waist down, but a waist up, I'm a little bruised up and broken, but I don't know. I feel like yeah. I got laid a couple of times here by, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I was just, that's where of course, a couple of leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, they did, you know, do the, uh, but don't, you know, they, they, they did do the nasty, obviously that yeah. we saw, but it's just like, but it's literally, and, and I know some people were like on Twitter going like, well, did she just like, you know, she raped the guy because I mean, my God, mm-hmm. it was another dude. And and I'm like, I'm sure the guy's fine. I'm sure if he was, you know, not taken over by somebody who's been dead for 70 years, he probably would have given consent. Don't worry, guys. Mm-hmm. It is Diana Prince for, 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 for fuck's sake. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, but that was just immediately where my mind was like, okay, so what happened? So we do see the guy at the very end, they bump into each other and he's just kind of like, ha, ah, snow cool hey pretty lady what's going on uh-huh. you know and it was just but it just didn't seem like he was affected by it really at all apparently he didn't lose his job so i guess the whole thing didn't last more than a couple of days <laughs> no that's the thing this movie only takes place because so, literally we see uh diana and barbara meet for the very first but time this is the guy that broke practically in the to the white house they have yeah. cameras with this guy and wonder woman it's like we gotta find this guy <laughs> what he's doing yeah, he might be on the most wanted list exactly now and all of a sudden you know the movie he's just unexplainably just like <laughs> it's like what's going on here and, like so, said, and, and these are nitpick things that you know yeah, it is it, it is, is. I, but i feel like there was it was like there was that was something that just was never addressed. Never. And the only thing that they say was that he slept in a futon. It's like, okay, yeah. this is some looser guy, which shout out to everybody that sleeps in a futon. But, <laughs> but I, apparently Scott does because. No, he has a futon. He always has a futon. Him. I'm yes. looking at my futon actually yeah. right now. So if, yeah. I ever, if I ever show up and, you know, stay at night, I'll be sleeping on that futon. It's fine to have an extra futon, but if you life revolves around going to bed and you bed is a futon, you yeah. have to reevaluate a couple of things. But, it, it, but it, it was almost like they didn't need Steve to come back and just inhabit someone's body. But yeah, like, why, why everybody's wish came true, like, came true yeah. like they're supposed to but him have to be uh, in somebody's body that was never explained yeah so yeah I, that didn't need to be the case, the case because it was kind of weird too or like you know she's at that gala and all of a sudden he's there and he's dressed in a track suit how did you get there <laughs> yeah. dude i mean this is like people are dressed yeah. in suits and it's a gala for fuck's sake and you got into this place yeah a track suit i mean it was just kind of like no i mean they they could have just they, I don't know. They could have just done where he just came back. He just came back and there was just something, you know, and then she was like, I had to keep it. Was, now that you mentioned, sorry, Scott, because I, uh, before this goes away, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, when she was walking into the gala, every guy, every man was like a predator. It's like, what the f- 
the fuck is going on here? Well, so it wasn't me. Did I over? Am I overthinking this? Because I saw she walking out. Every guy turned on the left, on the right. Then she goes in. Like every fucking guy is like Gaga with this woman. Okay, mind you, she's beautiful, but not every my, every guy is a fucking idiot drooling over women that walk. But by. okay, the, here. Okay, here's my thing to that. Because one, you see, it also sets up every guy doing that to Barbara as well. Because remember, no, when Barbara friend- walks in, she gets the attention of everyone, women and men. Like, how you doing? Where are the shoes? Those are beautiful shoes, blah, blah, blah. But it felt different. Like, you could go watch it again. I was like, let me see if I'm not just screwing nice and too much. And then I went back. It's like, no, yeah, it's that. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, no, you didn't come here. That's fine. It's just, <laughs> I feel like it's just, I took it more just like they're communicating the fact, kind of like how she always, except for in 2017 Justice League, she always turns on a drink. You know, it's always yeah. like, it's kind of like that. And it's also supposed to show the, uh, she's only there to find Barbara and figure, like, it, like she's literally on a mission. Because she would right. not be here for any other, re- like, she doesn't, she, she makes Beautiful. the point. She even the even though she had that dress that was just like, like holy let shit. Let me this thing on, let me go and get Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's, she's, I know, I mean, that's, I mean. But, but I mean, you have to do that. I mean, when you have this gorgeous, you know, lead of Abby, yeah, you gotta put her in the best stuff. I mean, even though they established, like, oh yeah, I don't really socially go out and blah blah blah. But it's just like, you know, all of a sudden she has this. Yeah, and it's like now she's got universe she's got, dress. Yeah, she's got the stuff. She got the stuff. She got the dresses. She's got everything. Well, I would have loved about him not be with Steve not coming back in someone else's body was I just envisioned what the goodbye scene when she renounces the wish like. Yeah. Him like fading away or turning to dust, like like what the what him just disintegrating, like doing something like to even because when she <laughs> says goodbye, this is one of my criticisms. Like I love the scene where they say goodbye. I mean that scene. Is, no, it is. I, I do too. It's right there. But then he just kind of like I go behind a wall as she yeah. runs off, and it was like, like I love you, Diana. I always will, or whatever the hell he says. Yeah. yeah uh, I thought no, I thought that scene was fine, and one of the things that my big takeaway from that scene was um, Gadot, Gal Gadot uh, acting uh, chops oh. have exponentially gone up. Yeah, definitely. From the yeah. first movie, you could tell like there were choices that were made because her performance wasn't there, so they had to cut the movie in a certain way that was didn't make it too apparent. But now she was like, "Damn!" I said, like, "Oh All man, right. she's." Really stepping up her game now. I have no, no qualms with her playing uh, Cleopatra. I think, yeah, I, I tweeted about it, and, like, and also the fact that obviously she's she's grown in her relationship with Patty Jenkins. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Patty and Gall are able, to, you know, they're able, they feel comfortable enough to get that performance. And then yeah. considering that Patty is also going to be directing the Cleopatra movie, mm-hmm. you know, once again, you, you're just building on that relationship yeah, between a director and an actor. It's gonna be yeah, it's yeah. gonna be great. We in which we all love to see. I always love when directors work with the same actors. It's just something you just you you know that there's gonna be like a bond there, which is uh, always great. So we got Mr. Stephen Colbert, Mr. John Garza. What's hey, up, hey. guys? Wait, 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 wait. Can you can you hear me or is it loud? No, I can what? hear you. It's not too bad. Are you like, driving? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> That's funny. I could hear. I, I heard it a little bit, but I think you're good. You're good he's, though. He's like the okay. live stream version of the dude doing vlogs behind the wheel of his car with sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what else? <laughs> he does. The movies, the, the movies time frame, the time jump. I mean, they're obviously in Ju- July Fourth, right? And then you have yeah, what um, Christmas time? I mean, I don't know. Christmas yeah, time. That's at the end. It does. Yeah, jumps to the end to Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was an interesting um, little time jump. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, I think I, you almost wonder, like, did they, were they always planning on releasing it on Christmas Day and put that scene in there? But, I mean, from my information, that scene was going to be there even if they were released back in uh, June or July or something. Well, like that. and it goes to the full IMAX aspect ratio when you watch it. Yeah, clearly. Okay. That, I was so pissed off with Patty when she said, see it on the biggest screen. I was like. Okay, Patty, I'm gonna go see an IMAX. Guess what? Literally, the opening scene and the fucking ending scene. That's it. <laughs> like nothing. That's it. I was so pissed off because I literally went to IMAX and I was like, oh, "Did they? You know what? Did they do that with the original?" <laughs> I feel like the original Wonder Woman was also the opening and closing, or maybe they didn't even have IMAX for that one. I they didn't even have. Well, I mean, they showed it on an IMAX screen, but it right. wasn't filmed with an IMAX camera that's right i didn't even yeah. see that in IMAX, so i don't know why i'm, I'm i know yeah yeah like yeah i mean i know like, you can kind of, you could notice the, the the aspect changes when you watch it on here right but it's like but I, I don't know i guess with me it was just like i didn't really like take notice too much i mean obviously you want to record that first you want to have that first scene that the mascara scene you want that in like as big and huge as possible but i didn't even like the i i, I think i just totally zoned out when it came to the end i didn't even know well somebody said um, I real I realized something about the cinematography when somebody said um, on Twitter or something, someone asked um, if the IMAX ratio was preserved on um, on HBO Max, and I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I yeah, have, yeah, I'm not, is, I'm not, it, I have no idea. It is. It is. Yeah, it but is, I was like that. You, they still have like bars on the top, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because oh. when when I re- when I started to think about that, I'm like, I have no idea, and it made me realize like I didn't really pay attention. Like it didn't ask me to pay attention to the cinematography, really. That's not no. saying it's like bad. It was just there was nothing, you know. Like with other other movies, that I'm, I'll often like I will pay attention to the aspect ratio because I expect something from the aspect ratio, or they're doing things cinematographically that <laughs> makes me <laughs> that makes me pay attention to that kind of thing, and I'm paying attention to focus and lighting and um and. I didn't. I didn't feel like they expected me to care about that with this movie, so I didn't notice the aspect ratio changes. I noticed it because what what I've noticed so far when I, sometimes when I not on my TV but when I saw it in the theater was it everything suddenly just gets even more like crystal clear and it just pops more. So when I was watching it in the theater, the the snow and the light, like everything that was Christmassy about that final scene just really sort of came into focus mm. and, and and that's made me go and that's when i started looking at the top and the bottom of the screen going oh damn this is an imax yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few yeah. scenes in the movie where i didn't feel like it was overall like le- and i heard you say that this theatrical experience is totally different um i i didn't um i didn't feel like the movie necessarily suffered from seeing it on the small screen a, a whole lot but I do know there are there are certainly scenes that if I had seen them in on a big screen would be like like I imagine the scene in the jet is like makes more sense oh, maybe yeah. because it's it's um, colors and brightness and mm-hmm. um, the highway the highway action scene the yeah. highway that was scene. one that popped someone in the comments said that that one was also IMAX was that okay. IMAX? Yeah. 
Okay. I'm not surprised because that one mm. popped as I was watching it. And when the truck flip happens, like yeah. my seat like rattled. Like, yeah. like I, I felt the, the truck rattle. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good scene. I, I I didn't like how it ended because I was just like, yeah. really, you're gonna end with that little trope of the kids. There were there were a number. It was really weird to me watching it because I like I remember with Justice League they started releasing clips, and that was when I first started being like, uh, what's going on here? And I know I've seen in the past where they're like <laughs> they'll edit that stuff a little bit maybe for um for uh, uh spoilers <laughs> or you know. Or something like that, and so I, at the time I was like, "Oh no, it's it's just probably not what the actual movie is like." I bet maybe it's just it it flows different for whatever reason. And I saw the movie and I was like, "Oh no, that's 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 what the movie is." Um, and this one, it's not that the clips were edited differently, but stuff like, for example, the highway chase. When they released the clip for that, I was like, mm, "That was the first moment where I started to be like kind of tap out on the movie a little bit because the action is just not. Like, it wasn't kinetic. There wasn't a sense of physics." The motion was all wire worky. Her pushing the truck not only is just like like that truck would roll right yeah. or 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 there was no like Im- there was no friction like they, I just didn't understand how any of the physics were yeah or like or maybe she would just like blow through it like in the previous movie maybe she if she had hit it like that it would like split in two like there's all sorts of stuff where it's like it just felt weird um, yet as a whole, I love that scene or not loved it, but it was, it was much better in the movie. You know what it reminded me of? And I, and I did say this in our review on DC film Squadcast that just dropped that it <laughs> felt, it felt like that scene in Raiders. Thank you. I was like, right. Maybe no, that, that works better in full because it, it has that whole, cause the, the Raiders scene is absurd too. I mean, if you picked out a 10 second section of that, you'd be like, what, what is this Indiana Jones doing? <laughs> this is Harrison yeah. Ford. He's supposed to be a serious action star. Yeah. But in, in full, it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is just a whole ordeal here. <laughs> right. Well, And I think the point is, and once again, it's about context. It's like, okay, I heard well, the interview. I heard the interview that Patty said, I didn't just want to sh- make a movie that took place in the 80s. I wanted to make a movie that felt like it was made in the 80s. And yeah. I felt that in like that mall scene. I do not like the mall scene at all. Like no, I hate it because oh. it went from Themyscira, which was the highlight of the movie, and to that the low, to the mall scene that felt like the low light of the movie. Because it, I'm not even call it Donner. I'm gonna call it Richard Lester because that felt like the opening of <laughs> Superman three to me. Go back and watch the opening credits of Superman three. That's what it felt like. But watch the overacting and experiences, and it feels like a really bad scene from an 80s movie and then you get stuff like the highway chase that goes oh but this feels like this feels like greater just like an indiana jones movie from the 80s well and you wonder if they were trying to run us i i actually kind of have a theory i normally try to avoid the like release the patty cut stuff Ooh, i like that sound though release the yeah that's why that's why i said i heard about that i was like you can't say jenkins patty just sounds yeah it's gotta be released the patty cut um and i don't I don't know. I'm not saying there's a patty cut, but yeah, we'll have a whole dance. Patty cut, patty um, cut. <laughs> um, someone, someone sitting at home clenching their fist. How dare he talk about the patty cut when he wasn't Snyder cut day one? Um, oh yeah, I, uh, what a snake. Um, but I, th- someone pointed out that she has mentioned like in interviews or maybe on Twitter. Even, even today, on. she keeps one. on being like, like the number of times she's been like, "Oh, that was long. that's lost in the cutting room floor." Yeah. Yes. We know she cut 15, 20 minutes from that. Yeah, yeah. Not that it needed yeah. a couple of, couple of few times today during the live watch. 
I feel but like it landed. Changes, the, the movie was delayed, uh, and they even said on when they, they delayed the movie, oh, to change the landscape and whatever, whatever. So they were making changes for, to this movie at that time. Yeah. Well, and I, it's in a weird place where, like, it didn't feel long to me, but it felt no. bloated. And, it, like, yeah. for example, that first act, like, you could cut the mall scene entirely without yeah. even any reshoots or anything. Literally just cut it. And um and and you're fine. The only it thing that references the jewels, which yeah. or the stone, which they include exposition to explain what that is anyway when it when it shows up. The and you could also cut the entire subplot about Steve Trevor's body. Yeah. Like it's a magic wishing stone. Why did you invent a scenario where magic does this back ass word, put you in <laughs> someone else's body? It's it's magic. Like there's a dude later on who's like, I wished for a farm and I didn't mean for it to be in the middle of the city. And it's like, oh, you're telling me you can make a farm appear, but you can't make a body appear. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Because when I was watching with Amanda, um, what was right before they stole the jet, maybe or something, she like she lives with scripts all day, all the time. Like story analysis is like her thing. Um, she like says uh like performance coaching and stuff, and she there's a point in the movie where she picks up her phone and looks at it and looks over at me and says, the first act was 52 minutes long. And I had my issues from that. Cause I'd already seen it. But when she said that, I was like, Whoa, that's what's because yeah. everyone has said, like there's a bunch of people I see on Twitter that like I tapped out after 30 minutes. Um, and then other people who say like, Oh, once you get through the first half, which is, you know, just a little bit, you know, 20 more minutes from that, basically Pretty much. Yeah. They're like, then it's great, which is, which I agree with. If you could make that first 50 minutes into 20 minutes, Man, not only would it would it pace better, but then you get to that point where everyone already agrees, like, oh yeah, it's smooth sailing in the second half for the most part. Um, so I feel like either cut it down to like an hour, or I mean not an hour, cut it down to like a two hour movie, or with all the like the eighties, the overdoing the the mall scene, the Indiana yeah. Jones scene, if that's the kind of stuff that, that was lost, I feel like the alternative is a three hour movie that just leans into that harder. But the version we got is like half of the Wonder Woman movie from 2017 with all of this extra 80s movie homage tonal stuff. And it doesn't like it doesn't ruin it. And it's not whiplash or anything, but it's less than either thing. And it's not fully the 80s throwback, but it's also not fully the sequel to the 2017 movie. Um, so which is yeah, I mean, like, when, it, when it comes to that mall scene, it, it almost seems like it's like even like before that when she's just saving random people from like falling and you know she just swoops in and does her thing and then they even see them you know even after the mall scene too it's it's kind of weird it's like oh yeah uh the mysterious woman that just comes around and just shows up you know people are you know people are aware of her but not at the same time i mean i know it's like but it's, I, I my question was was how long has she been doing like this kind of stuff i mean obviously we could say she's been doing it since the first movie's timeline 70 years but then at the yeah. same time i'm like well maybe she wasn't maybe there was a time period where after like you know when you see that image of etta and she died obviously her friends have died that that she mm-hmm. once had well, maybe then she went back to them she helped out she helped out world war ii because there's a picture of her and the odd fellows saving concentration camp prisoners. Yeah. but yeah. what they what they said was um I think the radio or TV or whoever it was said something like these situ these these um sighting for the past year. Is that they said past year, but they they specified a time frame. I was going to say six months, but yeah, a year. Which they don't specify if that's like when she moved to DC. Yeah. Like maybe she was somewhere else before. Yeah. Or if she did she move to DC, then why didn't she start doing it until 
a year before. Yeah, it's all a little wonky. Um, and then it almost feels like like the mall scene was just like, we have to have something. You know, we have to have, show her in action doing well, something. Well, cool. And also, it's it's an '80s movie, and that's why I feel yeah. very much like that's one of those those darlings that that they should have killed. But yeah, be but mall. because it's it's I saw Walden books Robin Sparkles. I, I did too. Yes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Walden, Walden books. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, like when I was a kid, I, I mean, when I was mm-hmm. reading like crazy, I would love to go to Walden books and just start, you know, digging in the sci-fi section. I think it's right. Wasn't there, this movie uh, had some a spinner? <laughs> oh, that a little spinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't this movie supposed to have uh, some elements to George Orwell, um, 1984? Uh, that's that's what I was kind of wondering. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, not there. It was not there. It was, it not, was there. not there at all, and that was discussed heavily. I thought I thought since like it was 1984, okay, yeah, <laughs> wasn't there a mention of like that was like the perfect time to do it? Well, because... think of the first image that was released. <laughs> it was Diana mm-hmm. looking at that bank of monitors, yes. which was going to suggest the Big Brother is watching. Oh, yes. well, brother, I thank you. When they when they showed the particle satellite, I was sitting there going up. Like I even looked at it on the big screen today. Like, is there any little? Brother, I Easter yeah, egg. Any of the plans, like yeah. Omac, right? Well, especially because- when, once they introduce that, is like, is she going to go there and, and snap his neck? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Because yeah, because then you get the whole Maxwell Lord lead up to Infinite Crisis and yeah. all that stuff. And that's right. I totally forgot about that first image where she's looking at all the monitors. Um, I mean, yep. I yeah, like, that, that's, I that's like- a different tone in and of itself. But- I yeah, guess so what I thought Stephen was going to go into the whole Patty, um, the release the Patty cut. I thought, because <laughs> like I felt like there was something that they were going for, and it might have be changed. It, it might have changed halfway through because I felt some of the elements were there with the government, with the president, and she Russia surveillance so, thing in her apartment with all the monitors. Exactly that too. So I was thinking that. I feel like something was there, but something was just not connecting the way that I thought that it would be. Yeah, well, it feels very there's a, there's some there's some random things in it where like I can't I don't know it's hard to hypothesize too much because I I hate going too far down tangents if I'm like have am making baseless assumptions, but it feels like there was some, that kind of stuff was cut and that could easily fit in it, right? Like you could add right. 20 minutes of like. Because the whole nature of like the government surveillance and the satellite, you can, I think, tie into the wish fulfillment thing right. to an extent. Um, and um, so I don't so but I, I feel it almost feels in some ways like a reverse Justice League situation where like the it was written from the beginning, like the way Jeff Johns wanted it. And then they started peeling all this stuff back and you, yeah. and it kind of has this overriding patty tone at the end, but she was working with what they shot when it was like much more of a, of a Joss or not a Joss, a John's thing. Right. Um, and I don't know. I like, it, it was weird. Cause like, I didn't like, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie a lot. There's just a lot of these puzzling questions. That's like, what? Like, yeah, I think, I think Steve, I think that's a point to make is like, I like the movie. It's not a subjective. It's not a bad movie. Well, no. It's not I a bad like, movie. I don't like I, I like it. I just don't love it. Okay. And, and before anyone like accuses us of like nipping it, like, no guys, this is just four nerds that like now that we're sitting down, we got each other to go, 
Okay, what did you think? Well, in the and context the that, that I enjoy the movie, and it improved on a second viewing. I, yeah, I, I agree yeah. too. I had the yeah, same experience with you where the problems yeah. melted, and the the highlights were were better. Like it was more emotional, and the stuff that I disliked the first time was like, I don't like that, but it's they don't hinge anything on it. It's not a joke that undercuts drama. None of the jokes undercut drama. No, so yeah. even if they don't land, you're like, that was dumb, but yeah, what it, it is, what it is. Out. Yeah, yeah. Like this, the corniest joke that I was, was like, okay, but it's still I was able to enjoy the entire sequence when she pulled out the steering wheel, the brake still break uh, works, and the shoes <laughs> took off. I was like, okay, that's funny, but All it's right. corny, but keep yeah. it, you know, it didn't take me out of the of that scene. So they, some of them did land, some of them didn't land, but you're right, it just didn't uh, ruin that moment for me or the entire scene yeah. that I was. Well, I really liked what Scott was saying earlier about um, about not ranking anymore. I've always hated ranking, yeah, um, because like it changes on the day, it changes based on what I ate. Like, and what are we ranking on? Are we ranking on story, on cinematography, on, yeah, on yeah. just like epic scale? I mean, you know, there's there's different things that like maybe like that's why people can't agree on why what's better, Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. Like, Man of Steel mm-hmm. is arguably a more cohesive, story. like polished ordeal, but mm-hmm. Batman's not in it, <laughs> right? And so, like, how, <laughs> how do you factor that into it? Logic of it all, right there, right? So, um, and so that means, like, if you put BVS at number one, then literally your your standard is like how much Batman is in this movie, and then you know rank it down from that. Um, but so what's really weird about this is because I always I kind of have a tier system also, and and for me it's like BVS and Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are this separate, clearly a step ahead of You're everything. What else. I'm saying. That's and, exactly what I said. And then, um, and then next for me is like probably Aquaman, but it's a different tier. It's not even, it's not the same type of movie. It's not trying to be the same type of movie and I enjoy it for what it is, but it's, it's just, it's not even trying to do as much. And it does a a pretty good job of not doing as much as, you know, Man of Steel and and et cetera. It feels like um, that movie fits in that, on that group. Yeah. And so what's weird about this is it, it's a sequel to a movie in tier one but it feels by design like it fits next to Aquaman and my tears. And <laughs> yeah, so that's what's so confusing. Cause I, if, if this was like the first movie, I'd be like, eh, it's, it's a pretty good, like that's, that's fun. It's cool. Sorry. But like, it's, this is so yeah. weird because it's like, it, it was fine, but like, it wasn't, this is a totally different, like, and not just like a different mm-hmm. genre. It's not like, you know, there's some, some franchises that'll hop, you know, even between BVS and man of steel, drastically different looks you know it's still snyder oh, but you've got different cinematographers you've got even right. different tones and this isn't just a different tone but it's like it's they break the the like i was talking about with the action scene for example the the action in that first one is is so grounded and there's yes. friction there's not like everything is sliding all over the place and this it feels like nothing has like everything is just sliding on all yeah nothing is heavy nothing is um even did you guys catch the pillar in the white house that that yes. found Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that the second time. Like yeah. literally bounces like next to her. I'm like, oh, yeah. was, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it that was like the guy just like was like throw it next to her. Okay, you know? yeah, exactly. But like that that should be like a normal movie, like with VFX, or whatever. They would like roto, like they'd like whatever you call it. We'd like freeze that portion of the of the screen or whatever, so that. It, but no, this pillar falls and then it goes like boom, and it's like oh, that way is like five. That's a five pound p- foam pillar that just fell down. <laughs> Um, that's so funny because I totally noticed that the second and that time was around. and that's more of just like an editing like filmmaking thing and there's also even a part of me that's like maybe they did that on purpose because that kind of stuff happens all the time in the 80s yeah. movies mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
True. But um, but even, but even then, that, that's it's so different from like from that first Wonder Woman where there's dirt flying and when things break they crunch and you know like there's just this this tangible nature to to everything and so when she's like slut whereas in the first one she's got like the she'll lift the tank and throw it and it crashes and everything burns and then and then this it's like oh i can just you know it's not about the strength it's not about the the whatever it's just the act of like sliding a, a truck like that is just not consistent with the way the she interacts with her environment right. in in the first one and so so yeah it's 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 so weird to kind of evaluate it unless you decouple it from the fact that the other one exists yeah, which well, like, this it's, it's, movie's so great. It is. Well, and, and I'll tell you this: something that happened during my rewatch because I rewatched Wonder Woman again, and it shot like I was way too harsh on that movie so when, it, when so it first bad. came out. And mm-hmm. I rewatched it a couple of days ago, and I just watched it, and the whole time I was like, "Scott, get over yourself! Seriously, yeah, this is actually if you if you if I decouple my feelings about what happens." After Steve Trevor dies, because as soon as Steve Trevor dies, reshoots kick in. Like, like you can yeah. see it in the VFX, you can hear it in the writing. Like the reshoots happen right after, like it, or at least it just becomes glaringly obvious after Steve Trevor's death, and she goes berserker. Wild, yeah. Right. If I would just, and I was like, dude, it's like a two-hour, twenty-minute movie. Do not judge the first two hours and ten minutes based on what happens in the last well, ten minutes, and acknowledge that this movie. It's beautifully shot, wonderful chemistry, and and I I added it, it jumped up in my rankings. I added another like half a star to my rating. Yeah. It was like I got over myself because I looked at all the other movies that are those those mid movies. Yeah, like we've gotten a lot of mid movies in this franchise for the past yeah. couple of years, like- and I just I just was like, no, this belongs up there. Yeah, well, and and like with. It's, 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 it's so weird because that's why I, I appreciate the tier system because it's hard for me to even criticize Shazam or, or Aquaman or something like that because it's not it, – it feels unfair because I think they're both very competent, mostly well-executed yeah. movies. It's just that like if you put it next to BVS, it's it's not it, – it, Shazam is a terrible BVS, <laughs> yeah, right? He's just like, awesome but it's a He's great just, family – it really the, is. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and why does that? And so why are we, especially any fan of this genre, this director should know better than to say this movie is bad because it doesn't fit in this box over here based on the expectations or desires that I have for it. Um, and so even if it's not like the what the what I would prefer to watch or whatever, I think Shazam and Aquaman are great and fun and um, just just not on yeah just not on this tier. And it, with Wonder Woman particularly, it's weird because I. I even I've always been a defender of that that third act, not because I think it's the best way. Like I think that what they were gonna do would be better. And there's definitely a clear, like ironic feeling of like it has a killing blow set up. That's that like you can you see it coming. Right, because you can then when I kill Ares, the war will stop. Yeah. Obviously, and the further down that plot that she gets, she you're kills like no. Ares, it's not it was not supposed to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you even can tell that I think that, that while they reshot the third act, I don't think they reshot that part where after it ends and people are like still fighting for a second. Oh, I guess they, they did because they twisted that a little bit. But right. Um, and so I, 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 cl- I definitely would have preferred that. And so I think that that is the superior version of the movie. And there is a feeling like they pull a punch when um, which is ironically like what they make the character 
do also at that kind of at that moment. Um, but I still think that it, it doesn't hurt it so much that it takes it out of that tier, like you said. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and because the, throughout the rest of that movie, when it nails its emotional moments, oh, it, there's like there's a quote like Steve. Tra- it's usually Steve Trevor <laughs> will say something, and it is like, <laughs> yeah. boom. or like like she she says like, um, what is this? What is this? What people do when there's no more wars to fight, mm-hmm. um, or whatever? Like that moment with in it, 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 there's no man's land, and then that happens, and it's it's perfect, and then there's. Um, well, I, I love, I can save today. You can save the world. I wish we had more time. Yes. Like, I, I think I'll, like right before, like that's right before they, everything changes. And I think that's all that is next. Like when you're comparing it to something like Shazam or something like Aquaman, that kind of stuff is not, they don't aim that high. No, they don't. They don't. And I think that's the point. They don't aim that high. So I'm yeah. not going to judge it on the tier of something that no. it wasn't trying so, to achieve that. So why? Yeah put it on that level right. and now there are moments in wonder woman um, 1984 that i feel like do mm-hmm. there's um the when 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 she leaves steve i think is that way um a little bit even when he shows up although that's wonky because that's where you get that mix of like the freaky friday thing of yeah. he's in the other body and um and maybe that's maybe that's maybe i just nailed why they did that <laughs> um you know what? That's what I thought about. I mean, how many times have you seen an '80s movie where there's like some magic rock that is going to be doing some? You know, I was thinking of uh, Vice Versa from uh, you know with Fred Savage and Judge yeah. Reinhold when they switch bodies. There was like that. It reminded me something like, like I guess you could say in that kind of essence of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's. I don't even know how to talk about it. I'm clearly rambling. But it's just there's. <laughs> it's, how do you? How do you reconcile? <laughs> Sorry, another new drop. Another new drop. I had a I, I when I watched Scott Pilgrim <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I gotta oh, get that drop. This is boring. I feel attacked. <laughs> you were thinking of me when you added that, weren't you? No, not at all. I was thinking of Dark. What are you talking about? And <laughs> no. No, but Garza, like your mic is off. Yeah, your mic's off, Garza. Yeah, there's no audio. Nope, still. Uh, nope. Still yeah. nothing. A little, little couple. Little. I'm still. I, you know what? I'm still waiting for Dave to do is probably be like Ben Stein from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Whenever I'm on, he just goes Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So another thing I had to ask you guys is about the uh, the invisible jet. What did you feel? Okay, I already see Scott's reaction. <laughs> I have. I, I, I mean, I, I talked about, of course, on my spoiler review, and I was just kind of like, all right, cool. I mean, if you're going to have to put that in there, put it in there. I mean, yes, you mentioned I, that her father hid an entire island, and I made a coffee mug disappear one time. But I found it. Yeah, somehow I'm going to make I, this up, this, this uh, plane disappear. What's actually, up? I liked all the invisible jet stuff. I hated the, the jet part, though. Yeah, yes. well, so, well, Steve Trevor's like he hasn't flown a, you know. Yeah, he but think, like, he's but like he's oh. also like we see him fly. Not that it's the same thing, but like I can. Thank you. I, I can accept. I'm willing. My the suspension of disbelief at that point is already enough to say, yeah, like, you I, know I, what? He's I, a highly skilled oh, pilot. I believe. Can you hear me? No, you can't do that. Here's the moment where I went. Uh, 
Thank you. You can now <laughs> yes. fly a 1917. Yes. By the way, you can Here's the thing, though. And take off like it's nothing. That's that's not where I go where, oh, my goodness. You know where I go, oh, my goodness? Because I even told Avery, I was like, are they really walking into a fucking museum and all of those planes have a fueled up? Yeah, Yeah, they're they're ready to go. Just make a flight of Cairo. It's funny because, like, Patty was just making a big deal recently about how her dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she knows. Yeah, so like I said, that was all... That stuff was weird, and it was like weird. I said, I'm willing to suspend my um, my disbelief yeah. enough to say like Steve could figure it out. Yes, I know it's ridiculous, but like, yeah, there's so many other things going on. I but mean, I think at with the end the, of the day, we're not we're not pilots, so we don't know if they've really upgraded like all of the switches and all. Like, I don't. Well, this button says fuel. I mean, it's a different. It's like saying that like using a computer is like using. Is this like starting a Hyundai? It's, it's, it's like riding. Can it, a can it be a car? Can it be just like a car though? Right? No, yeah, no, 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 car, a car is still in you're 1918. Still... Those things were propellers. He's flying yeah, a jet. Yeah, we're talking yeah. open air. He went from a. He went from a. He went from a. From a prop a model T. The cars we drive to today are the same it. technology as the Model T, just <laughs> just better. Way right. Better. Whereas a jet is a is it is a different fundamentally different because my father-in-law they, is a pilot i'm just oh, what did he what similarity they have is bernoulli's principle right and that's about that's about it right so yeah that, you know i was well, okay, when you start explaining fly i was like oh i watched a storybots episode like this on netflix okay <laughs> can I, can I, bring up, I, I know you guys are talking action and i wanted to get into it and i, I showed steven this and i showed all of y'all i think pretty sure sh- i don't know if i did but you know, I looked it up, and, and yes, the action was, you know, I was thinking it was going to be more, we're going to have some action, right? I mean, I, that Themyscira, I heard you guys earlier, I was pissed off, I wanted more Themyscira, which made me realize Zach is literally going to give us all of that, which in my mind, that just blows my mind. We're going to get so much Themyscira and Hippolyta and oh Antiope God. kicking ass in the history lesson. Antiope. Get... I have to say that. Sorry. Antiope. 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 No, Antiope. 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 That's what I like to say. <laughs> yeah. Antiope or Antiope? Antiope. Scott's like, wrong! <laughs> it's, just a, it's just my accent, I guess. I don't know. Diana, Antiope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Hippolyta. I mean, I, I, at least I don't say uh, Hippolyta, okay? Stop. Yeah. So, Hippolyta. So, <laughs> the fact that we're going to see both of those women kicking ass in Zack Snyder's oh, Justice League with Amazon, like, dude, I mean, that's, I, I feel like it's going to, they're not going to be able to, the haters aren't going to be able to say anything about misogynistic or anything. Like, they're going to be like, oh, dude, he's, he shows more well, ass. I know, but so when it comes to the action, right? And and Stephen made it a point to say, you know, in Wonder Woman, the first one, it was Damon Caro. Damon Caro, obviously, he's done literally yeah. since 300 all of Zack Snyder's action scenes, right? Well, you could I, tell. Looked up, I, I looked up who the stunt coordinator was for this one. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's whatever. Like, you got to start somewhere, right? But this movie was her second film, Okay. Oh. Her next film is Fast Nine. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, um, and her first one. Hold on. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious what her first one was. Well, no, I think uh, there's more than one stunt coordinator. No, well, no, film. this is the stunt. This was the stunt coordinator. Like Damon Carlo is the stunt coordinator. Well, right? yeah, but there, but there, like, there's multiple stunt coordinators credited. Oh, the first one. Getting... The first one was a Solo, a Star Wars story, and I went oh, through yeah. the entire IMDb, and I couldn't see. So. 
And way, this um, person has worked on two films that, that technically got really fucked with, right? Solo, obviously. Uh, okay, okay, so that's where you're kind of getting at. It's like they yeah, got it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, but I don't, I, I don't know because her three, technically her three credits, right? One, Solo, got fucked with. Second, Wonder Woman, wasn't that great. I mean, it was all right for what it was, but... Yeah, so the, the the coordinator that you want to look at is Rob Inch. Um, Inch? And he did. He Sounds did. like a porn name. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's doing Black Widow. Uh, he did one in 1984. Um, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, The Last Jedi, Transformers: The Last Night, Rogue One, uh, Force Awakens. God damn. Um, and he was stunt coordinator. His coordinator. Um, the, the the action scenes we knew we know. We all kind of went agreeing that it was not as well, great. As but, so I don't. But, and, so and, my point, I guess, is I'm saying I don't think it's a a quality or talent issue so much as a a directional decision. Well, right. Issue that they decided they want it to be wire worky and less yeah. kinetic. Well, well, but, and, and the, to to bring up what you guys had said earlier, because I'm I'm just catching up. So sorry, I was listening. But that mall scene, like you're right. Like the fact that they go from Themyscira to the mall. It was such a ju- like it literally like, it, it basically was like watching Zack Snyder's footage and Zet and Justice League and then going to Wheaton fucking reshoot like you're like where the what the fuck are you guys doing like it, it's it was, so different the team was just massive yeah. and so well, and it felt like like once again I think that their intention there maybe was to sh- make Themyscira more like you know that was going to be thousands of years ago right. Is when that happened because Diana was a little girl. Because she, yeah, um, she's also a different place. It's in a timeless place in the world. And whereas the this movie was, I think, wanted to be very much like the eighties were a different time. And so that's why they're like, it's the mall. People dress weird. And, and, and <laughs> they could have, like you the said, was the issue. Yeah, they could have ripped that out, and you would not have missed a beat. Yeah, like, that's what you just see that stone at the end, and they easily could have said. This stone was found in a black market. Well, I think know, they do yeah, when yeah. they when they get the stone out of the Smithsonian. They have a, a, a two seconds of exposition that's like a super well, supervisor like, tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, they're like this is from the here's the other thing too from the black market and it was stolen last week and here we have the only reason why they should have seen which they didn't even make mission of is that those guys were hired by Maxwell Lord right that would have made sense okay. But the only thing we know about Maxwell Lord trying to get that rock is that he's been trying to find this rock. That's it. I've seen it a million movies. To him. That was the whole thing of her going back that, to the unless rock. It's and reviewed, it, unless that's revealed via via like images, like if he has pictures of them. But like it's it's very like I've seen a million. I feel like it's even in like a Superman, one of the Donner Superman movies. Maybe I don't know. Um, where there's like a they reference a heist. And then later on, it's like, oh, it turns out Lex Luthor organized that. Yes. So you don't have to see yeah. it on screen. Like if they had right. said this was part of a heist, and then later on, when they introduced Maxwell Lord, if he was like, oh, those guys failed in the heist, exactly. I'm like, oh, I get it. That would make you. I don't need to see it. We don't ever deal with that. So I was like, you know, okay, cool. And then whenever, like you said, with uh, Amanda saying, fifty-two minutes was the first yeah. act. Dude, that first act is very. It took its time, and I appreciated that because you're getting character build up, but. Yeah, well, I love the, the, character, the character stuff is all great. They give me all of the right. Steve stuff, all of the Dan yeah. stuff, all of the the Barbara stuff, all of their interplay. I wanted more right. Barbara stuff, to be honest with you, because yeah. I felt like that relationship well, needed more. Kristen, yeah. than a fucking her, dinner. Yeah, her line delivery was amazing. That was one thing I said oh, about yeah. Amanda during oh, yeah. the dinner with. Her. I was like, there's no, 
I was like, the way she's reading these lines, there's no way it's written that way in the script, and there's no, no. one that could coach her. No, she has a very one hundred percent her the way that Kristen like, Wiig like like brings out these lines. She says it in like a like a quick kind of way, and yeah. I don't she know, breaths at awkward moments, yeah. and she'll throw and these little things under her breath at the end. Like she's like yeah. at the White House, she's like, if you go if you go anywhere near Max Lord or you touch him, yeah, it's a it's a like, dude. I was mm-hmm. like, God, like, there was no joke. I know that's where she shine. She's shining. Yeah, I was like, shit, yeah. dude. Like she's totally she's full on fucking good. And so when it comes to like that, those tones, like even with the mall, we know that the mall was filmed early on, right? Because that was like yeah, the first Comic Con. Yeah. 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 Like so, three years ago. Yeah. And it's funny looking back on that when people saw that and they were like, This is um gonna be different. And I don't mm-hmm. and we kind of forgot about it because it was it, so long ago. But now that we see yeah. it, I'm like Oh, I know now. I feel well, not, like well, not only that, not. but I think I think they purposely <laughs> like I think Patty implemented that in just to have fun and pay homage to like those '80s and all that. Oh yeah, that was not going to be the tone of the film, and I can dude, I can appreciate that because once we got out of that and you get into like the whole you know with Steve coming back and all that, like it, it's such a serious shift that I was yeah. like. I don't know if they did it on purpose to like make it. Yeah, it's it, it's a little wonky. It's a little like jarring, yeah. like we said, because it goes from Themyscira, which we you know, arguably is like one of the best series, series in the movie. Too. Yeah, and then it, and then it, and then it starts to get back. But then of course you have Barbara doing like the the the, the tropey stuff where it's like I got super strength now, or I'm sexy now, and now guys are seeing me, yeah. and I'm I'm gonna go to the gym and deadlift. Like well, you know what? I now. didn't mind that mm-hmm. part because yeah. it felt like good development for yeah. Barbara's character, and it fit the tone at the time. Yeah. And as she, but you notice as the movie gets more serious, it's when she starts to take that yeah. darker tone. Like when she finally kicks the shit out of that rapist guy. Oh, it was, absolutely, dude. Like, that was, it lets out of the room. You're like, yeah. whoa. That's, there was yeah. no joking. And even well, with the homeless well, guy that she was a friend yeah, with, yeah, he's like, hey, what? Say, the homeless guy that she always, like, helps out is like, Barbara, what the fuck? And then she was like, just mind like, mind your business. business. Yeah, and that's why that's why I say, like, I feel like there's another version. There's the, the, the Joss Whedon the version of this. Or yeah. there's the, I, um, I, the the Marvel mo- movie version of this, where <laughs> she kicks the shit out of that guy, and then she ends it with like a like I don't know some like a oh no I broke my nail I got to get used to this yeah. fighting thing, and then like well, or you know something like why did you do that? But no, they like left and just like there's no I don't even think there's music. He's it's just like bleeding out, dude. No, there's yeah. no music. He's bleeding out. She and the camera off. is a static shot on him. You're waiting to see if he breathes, right? Like yeah. you're, you're <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're waiting, you're like, is he gonna groan? Is he gonna move? And the dude, the other, the homeless guy goes up and he's like, Hey, man. And then Fuck. it cuts. And you're like, he's probably dead. Yeah. Like that guy. He's not in the hospital in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Brain bleed. Like, yeah. The only thing that I criticized about her art was nothing to do with Kristen Wiig's performance. It was, I felt like there was a scene or two. In the beginning, I mean, I know you guys are already saying the act, the first act is already kind of long, but I almost feel like we could have sacrificed some of the, honestly, some of the Steve stuff to, Absolutely. to give yeah. Barbara. I feel like there needs to be a, the way Barbara breaks bad in that White House scene feels like she feels betrayed by what mm-hmm. Diana is doing. But we literally just saw them meet for the first time at the Smithsonian in their first scene. And so for there to be that sense of betrayal, not just the, I don't want to give this up, but also the sense of how dare you do this to me. Well, not only that, it's the looking. Didn't we see this in Iron Man 3 and Spider-Man 2? Why are we not seeing things for what they are? 
because her story seems so similar. It feels like we've seen it. I'm I'm not trying to be like the Debbie Downer of the group, but it feels like her arc. It feels like we already well, been here before. I feel like that it was. I don't know. If you know what my wife said when watching HBO Max Max last night? She said, "Is this kind of like Selena Kyle from Batman Returns?" You just interrupted her. I was a little bit of that. Sorry. I think she does a better. I, I told Amanda. I think she does a better job at the the um, dorky part than Michelle Pfeiffer because because Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig can play that. Yeah. But I mean, but, but she when she when she like puts on the dress and fixes her hair and everything, it's also got Michelle that. Like, there's God, a big. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, when she walks out with like the shoes, she's like, I don't know oh, if the yeah. shoes are gonna work. And that, even that, yeah, chick, exactly. the, the, the girl that was helping her was like, Uh, you look amazing, and it's um, like, Yeah, <laughs> and so, but so, like to Scott's point, though, I feel like they could have embraced that a little bit more and even gone more in the Dark Knight or not Dark Knight, the, the Batman Returns direction. Yeah. With um, if they had made it not that so she was brand new, but had a scene or two of Diana working and her like spying on her as a co-worker like shy in a cubicle and then like diana doesn't even know she exists and she's yeah. watching her yeah and that's- then that's the first time they're to lunch and diana like thinks she's new but she's like no i'm well i'm I mean, like, you. Like- <laughs> there was like a scene where like uh this one lady was like hey have you heard of a you know barbara oh, yeah. 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 And then like, hey, yeah you interviewed me twice yeah, you interviewed <laughs> me twice so and i thought that was funny quick yeah right and i thought that was funny and so i'm not saying that i didn't like that but what but i think that to get at what, what scott was saying they could have efficiently without using too much time implied that she had she'd been working there for much longer yeah and was in and and was jealous of diana and watching diana and like yeah. not like uncomfortable to approach her that would have added to her wish like being like i want to be more like it, diana yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to be somebody you. like you met two days ago like i don't know your yeah. life yeah. yeah yeah that'd be fucking weird dude but yeah. so like for me steve trevor being in this film um and i don't know how to feel about it because like you know again i love this film uh obviously it wasn't as good as the first one there's a reasons for it um but like, I feel like I don't think Steve Trevor needed to be in this fucking film. Like, dude, they could have used <laughs> yeah, something else. Well, and I think yeah, that's, that's, that's the coin toss of is having more Gal Gadot and Chris Pine on screen they together. Yeah. Is that worth, is that worth the trade off? And I think it is. Like, I don't think he's necessary. But also, if I'm going to cut things, I'm going to hold off on cutting him as much as possible because I, I think that they could have. I think maybe they gave him too much prominence because, yes. and how, how do you make him a minor p- plot? I, know. I think, I know. and that's a hard thing, but like, imagine if he was her wish and like came in a little bit later and, um, and, and, and was just like a little bit lighter. Like for example, you could, you could cut all of the apartment alternate identity. Oh yeah. Well, stuff out of it and totally. make it just where she's like, Oh, I wish Steve was here. And, and then he shows up. And, and I, changing clothes part out too, and and then going back to the apartment of how he found her. Yeah, exactly. And that was a, that was a yeah, fun. That, that thing. Was, I enjoyed their right. interplay. I thought Steve right. was funny, and it, and it, and it was a reversal of the of the um the triumphant scene from yeah. the first movie. Um, but it it something has to go right, and so and so uh-huh. I think that that's that's what it is. What I do really appreciate about his character, though, is anybody who is a fan of the genre um and hates certain tropes is the um i feel like any other movie doing this would have brought him in and made him much dumber and like more yes. and and, yes. and, and he was and actually a really good job 
And he yeah, likes pop arts. He likes pop arts. <laughs> exactly. They did a really, really good job of making him ignorant of the times. Yes. But, but smart. Because Steve Trevor is smart. He's right. a smart he dude. A smart dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's still the plane. I mean, he took <laughs> a modern plane and you stuck off like it was nothing. Oh, you so. know what? They should have had him fly a simulator at the Smithsonian. That would have been. I bet. <laughs> you know what? I bet. I bet that's a cut scene. At the Smithsonian, he flies yeah. a, a, a jet there simulator. You go. Those things are. No, I guarantee you. I, I will put money on that. That's a deleted scene because they go to the Smithsonian. Oh, because that, that's a yeah, big thing at the Smithsonian. Yeah. That they've got these. Oh, no, I love. They have I, I, did, I remember right? the simulators when I went to the Air and Space Museum. Oh, okay. it, yeah. it's a thing. If you go it's a there. thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it is it's it's a big it's a a big washing machine that you sit in that's suspended <laughs> off the ground and it's got an authentic cock or close to authentic I guess I've never Did flown in a real somebody get but, that drop <laughs> authentic <laughs> cockpit sorry I should finish my sentences <laughs> yeah you said authentic cock everybody got that great yeah so great. so with um, the, uh, but I was gonna, the thing is that, let me finish that because i went on a tangent there because <laughs> I do that. but yeah, they no what they um what they didn't do with him was was make him like the bumbling the fish out of water could have been played up in a way that really destroys his character but like she's he, he comes in and he's like okay so i'm back because of a, a wish a wish rock and there's magic stuff going and like, and he didn't do the whole like, wait, what do you mean a magic rock? Like he's in on the plot. He's up to speed with her on everything. And there are, there are other versions of this movie where like, he's just a drain on like, not only asking what every single bit of technology is all the time, but also where there's a version of this where she's like keeping something from him. Like imagine if she had a boyfriend and she was trying to hide him from him or like, there's so many subplots that I feel like people would be tempted to play with having him yeah. back and and that they didn't do that i that yeah, i really appreciate it, like they were on the same really page really cheesy but it, they, i yeah. thought they handled it pretty damn well with well when it when it comes to the physics and i and i know you guys talked about it earlier but I'll, I'll bring up something else that we can go into but you know yeah you're right with the, with pushing the car and 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 having to save everybody all the time what's funny is that when Zack snyder's film comes out and she's in that um and the uh, the Bailey, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, the, ba- the old Bailey. Yeah, she literally does the exact kind of save um, where she catches somebody's head when he falls down, and in the stunt video, in the stunt viz, we see her do that. She does that in the White House with one of the guards. She like catches him. Yeah. She, she stops him from hitting the the pillar, and then she brings him down. On well, Zach's size Justice League, she does the same thing. So it, it, those two things that are going to look kind of sim- similar. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like that she had to save these kids again that were playing in the middle of the Seriously, street. Seriously, like, like what my, the my problem, problem with that is, is that they had the kids run yeah. into the street. Right. Like, they would have seen those things coming from a mile and I'm away. Sorry, I'm sorry, but that that role, that role that they, yeah, had, yeah, they those, kids, like, those kids died. Oh, those, those kids, kids are, are dead. Yeah. Brain dead. Brain dead. <laughs> and Avery were like, oh, I guess. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, those oh, kids yeah. crushed and lost all of their skin on the road. <laughs> but, They're just, just holding lumps of meat in their hands. At the- right. <laughs> so this is the only thing that I'll say that I was kind of like, an arm aiming. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, fucking easy. And she's the one that's beat up. I was like, bullshit, dude. Obviously, you guys are falling. But the only thing I could I could appreciate and not really appreciate, because this is what I was going to. Sorry, Ben. Is that, yes, I can appreciate her flying. She obviously flies. Like that's never been a question. Like obviously in BVS, she didn't need to fly because what you know, um, Doomsday's not flying. Okay, at that point when she gets into the fight, he's not flying. But she obviously needed to because she was in Metropolis. She has to get her gear, her sword, and her fucking shield, and literally drop down and in an abandoned port in Gotham. Okay, there's no yep. taxi that's going to be like or Uber 
That's like, oh yeah, you want to go to the abandoned port? All right, let me get you there in 15, 20 minutes. No, she gets there right in time because she flies down. The whole reason why she drops down, okay? Yeah. Now, the reason why the flying, I think, personally looks awkward is because, unfortunately, they don't have the stunt coordinators and the vision, and no no slight against Patty. She just doesn't. That Zach, that Zach does whenever it comes to, to flying. Actually, well, or, there's one other thing. No, go ahead, go first, I keep on going first. Or if we go back to the she shot this intentionally doesn't that look like the way flying looked in those movies like yeah, there, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so once again if we go back to or this was an intentional choice to make it look that way and yeah. i don't like it no. but i have to acknowledge but, that but if that was the choice that was being made does it execute yeah, that way a lot of yes. mental gymnastics could, to come to that conclusion if you were just a general viewer in public yeah, well, I think that's what's weird about it is there is is we can say like, oh, it's a it's an '80s throwback, but I don't know how many people are. I mean, I guess the general audience yeah. likes it better than like my wife better. liked it. By the way, yeah, I, but, um, I was critical of it. My <clears throat> wife had no problem with it. The only thing my wife had a problem with was doing this. She was like, yeah. "That's Superman." That's not yeah. what Wonder Woman I was like, "That's a cool homage," but it's weird that they closed the scene. Yeah, but they punctuated it because I think what would have made more sense is for her to do that as like a, "Oh, it's Superman," and then she's like, "No, but I'm doing my own thing." Well, and then going um, back to watching like Shazam, I mean, they made fun of that. He's all, he's all Superman, Superman. Which arm is it? Which arm is it? <laughs> that, that was great. That I mean, was rewatching funny. that yeah. scene again, um, that scene is fucking hilarious. The way that he just yells that out is I, great. So I think the other thing that changes the the look of it a little bit, which there's other problems that come with it. So this isn't to say like this makes it look better because they could have executed this better also. But she yeah. like to compare it to like the way Superman flies. I don't think is is fair because it it functions differently. We don't. I don't know if she is flying for sure or if she's gliding, yeah. but she but right. she does not have she does not have uh, whatever right it is that Superman does to propel to to the move. Herself, no, she rides the wind. Like yeah, she doesn't have her own propulsion. She, she's yeah. using her lasso. She's she's using momentum off well, of other like, things. Well, she literally doing, makes like a like a le- like a left turn by riding the lightning. Like like yeah. that whole scene is like she literally like goes into like storm clouds and then just goes, "All right, I'm going to whip on this, whip on that to turn this way." To change directions, right? Because yeah. she because she doesn't have the ability to use her brain to say, I don't know, manipulate gravity or whatever the Superman is doing to like turn on it. Like I don't think she could stop or turn on a dime or hover. Yeah. Um, at least for not long. And she did something like that in the first Wonder Woman movie. Uh, I love how the but, comments are saying I'm a biased fanboy. Like I'm I'm talking about my complaints <laughs> about the film that I love. Like, right. Guys, that that even our opinion? We're all biased. How, yeah, how yeah. am I bi- like how am I biased uh, uh, in, uh, any other thing else. Like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of a lot of a lot of the discourse around like this movie yeah, already. Weird, but this movie, yeah. Shazam and and Aquaman, a little bit, I think, are fit in the same group. Are fr- yeah, well, and it's frustrating though because there's this like I can totally understand it not being your cup of tea. I can totally understand yeah. like being maybe okay. a little bit disappointed by aspects of them being like, oh, yeah. I wish they didn't do it that way. Yes. But like the the knives out, I'm just sick of the knives out. For everything, yeah. it's so exhausting. Like Weird. I get it, you like Zack Snyder movies. I do too. I also like Speed Racer. Like you know, there's <laughs> other like and John I, likes. I, I, you know I love Garden State. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Garden State is pretty good. It's a great good flick. Dude, Garden State. 
dude, they don't play a beautiful lie in Garden State. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me with that. We were gonna get to rescore yeah. that with Junkie XL, like it's exactly. meant to be. Oh, like, right. the movie. <laughs> get on it. Mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, you can like other movies and oh, just go, that. yeah, but BVS is still my favorite film. Like, I think that's, a fun. Well, that's why we were talking about the tier system. It's like I think all yeah. of us kind of agree that BVS yeah. and Man of Steel are like always the top when it comes yeah. to like the DCU. But it's you know, it's, it's hard to say. It's good. I like I'm, I'm I always feel like the odd man out because I want to see everyone's ranking listings. Yeah. Two movies that I put kind of like in a in a, in a higher tier. It's like and, and Dave, we've talked about this. I like I dug Shazam. I like yeah. it for what it is. And unlike a lot of people, I saw Birds of Prey twice in theaters because it it, it weirdly connects. Well, weirdly connects. Birds of Prey is my third fucking favorite film Jeez, in the DC. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Here's the reason why. And everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you'd fucking do. Dude, first off, it's an R-rated goddamn comic book that literally reminds me of Tarantino, okay? That right there alone, that's enough for everything else that we've gotten, right? With Wonder, yeah. Even with Wonder Woman, it still was kind of like, eh, you know, that third act still has a problem. But with, with Birds of Prey, I'm like, dude, it's fucking just it's yeah, but I don't know what the question is, your choices, whether they're good or bad. People are always like, oh, I can't believe Birds of Prey. I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't believe Aquaman. <laughs> You know, well, what's going on with a lot of these rankings that's really weird is like I think, like to Scott's point, that we'll, we'll we like you know Aquaman and, and Shazam and stuff, but to me that's if I were to rank, I would say like tier one is like BVS, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and then tier two is Aquaman, Shazam, um, or uh, uh, Birds of Prey, Aquaman. Oh, you, but you Shazam, can't even probably. put Birds of Prey but, with Aquaman. Yeah, it's even so it's weird that. It's, but I would put it's it, an off. Yeah, actually, you know what? I wouldn't even put it. You're right because it, it is. It's more intentionally different in its yeah. tone. Yeah, it's um, it's but um, but what what's frustrating to me when when people do ranking, or not even when they, I don't care how people rank it, but when they get angry about like the <laughs> knives out attitude about for stuff like this yeah. is that. Like there are people out there who like Aquaman is their favorite and um and Shazam is their favorite. And you know, those are like the top two. And I don't that's not the way I see it. But, like the difference with like me and Scott or like most of the people on here is that we well, we, we put everything into these tiers. We the, we then also say the type of movie we want is that tier one movie. So we rank those first. Yeah. I could see somebody using that same tier system and saying like for Shazam and, and putting and putting that second tier yeah. that we have first, just because yeah. it's the type of movie they want. And then, and then those people yeah. oftentimes will say, like, I see what BVS is doing, I see what Man of Steel is doing. They'd put Wonder Woman at the top of that tier. Um, and, they, and they're like, and I and I I just don't, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. And and like, and that's fine. Like, you know, it's, it's, wherever Suicide Squad fits, fits into that, these are all <laughs> movies that like there's various levels of like problems with them. And I can acknowledge like filmmaking mistakes or creative bumbles. And to me, that middle tier is like, there's no, there, not no, but there's very few creative mistakes made. Filmmaking technique and intention is all good. They just set out to make a movie that I'm less interested in. Well, what, then, you could tell what it is is because, unfortunately, and I hate to bring it up, but it's because Jeff Johns' influence is on it. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. You, you could easily tell the Jeff Johns' influence. Oh yeah, and I think that's that's what's frustrating about it is that that because it because in the Snyder movies the competition was between like the Snyder style versus the Johns style, or what Johns yeah, didn't have a style, but the, no. the Johns. But I mean, the point is that Johns well, wants. And it's still, he got denied. They were like, "No, you're not." Yeah. Well, not someone said in the in the comments earlier, why does Jeff Johns make great dark comics, but not movies? Oh, yeah. 
And, and the reason is because with comics, he doesn't have the burden of pleasing an audience. And I think that there the was... problem with the movies is not that he dislikes there. dark movies or is incapable of of writing dark material. It's that because he was like, I I have the I just got the art book for for BVS and was reading um the um uh like the foreword is written by Jeff Johns and it talks all about how of course it's you you can never take this stuff as like literally someone's opinion because it's he was has to write a forward for an official art book but the things that he says in there about Zack Snyder being a true artist and um bringing these characters into dark and new interesting places and, and he says a lot of things that I you know I would agree with and 100% coming from him I don't think it's necessarily that he thinks that those are bad decisions he was trying to Snyder says he makes movies for himself Jeff Johns tries to make movies for what he thinks other people want to see and he and that's why mm-hmm. he he fails at it yeah um yeah, but anyway, but the reason that people hate that is because because that style was a the the alternative to the Snyder movies. He wanted to make Suicide Squad more that way. It's not a Snyder movie, but he wanted to make yeah, but he wanted you know, to make more that way. So as a result, right. that tone became the enemy, yeah. as opposed to the fact that it was being forced the the act of forcing a a tone, regardless yeah. of what the tone is, on a creative. So indeed, oh, no, we got to talk about some more. Oh, wait, what were we gonna say, girl? Oh, no, I was going to say there was a point where something happened in Wonder Woman 84 that was reminiscent of, of BBS. And, I, and I'm and i trying to remember it, but I, I don't know if I know exactly Beautiful where life. it is. No, no, no. But I, I thought it was during that point, but it was. Yeah, oh, there was something else. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I know what it was. So it's when Steve is first getting introduced, right? And he says the word or he says something and it's written mm-hmm. out. And I think this is the Jeff Johns write out, right. Mm-hmm. Is when Diana kind of takes offense to it. Like, why would you say that? You don't even know who that is. That right there, that little sentence, right. Imagine if Batman said that when Superman is, is literally throwing out Martha, right. Instead, all Superman, or all Batman says is why did you say that name? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say anything else other than why did you say why that name? Yeah. Because yeah. that's important, right? He doesn't need to say, why did you say that name? Nobody should know about that name. Why would you say like, yeah. Well, who that, says that, that in real life? Who talks that way? Right. Yeah. It's exposition. Subtle, it's like they're not talking to, he's, she wasn't talking to exactly. him. She was talking to the audience. The audience. And that's like, yeah. it's like, it's like the invisible, jet, invisible jet thing happened. We're looking right. at invisible jet. But Steve has to say it's an invisible jet. (laughs) I can see that's an invisible jet. And and those and that's the subtlety that you get with with I don't know why Jeff Johns feels and and that's the thing. That line of why did you say that name? You know, you know, nobody you shouldn't say that name. That works in a comic book, right? Because you don't you're not seeing him talk. Like you need that in a comic book. But it's not just Jeff Johns doing it in movies, though. I mean I know you don't watch all the Marvel movies, but I mean, that is like standard blockbuster. Yeah. That's a lot of why I don't know. That's a lot of why. That's a lot of why I don't like, um, like the, my, some of my biggest criticisms with the rise of Skywalker or not the rise of Skywalker. That's got a ton of it. So that, that is a lot of criticism. My criticism with the last Jedi is that, well, I don't want to open that whole can of worms, but there's, there's a number, there's a lot of dialogue in that, in that movie that is literally just like unnecessarily detailed exposition that like a normal star Wars movie would just be like, Oh yeah, it's the thing, the, the, the flux ion meter. And then the, the, they move on and here and yeah. last edit, they're like, we need to say all this information about fictional technology that the audience doesn't care about. That means nothing yeah. in canon. Like, hey, real quick, uh, 407 Viper GT, uh, Zach did not confirm that, uh, 
that Wonder Woman doesn't fly. He said she does fly in his world. She oh, does fly know. in his world, yes. Yeah, I don't know and, where and, you got that from. And another thing that we got to talk about, too, is just Max Lord and how great he is. And we're going to oh, bring yeah. in somebody to uh, talk to. Uh, we got Mr. Enosh. Hey, going on yeah yeah how you doing man how was your I, christmas my christmas was awesome uh got to spend it with my family and uh and then uh, my christmas has continued my wife brought me home a bunch of star wars stuff today so you know oh, that's nice that's all good they went out shopping today bought a bunch of video games and stuff for the kids and stuff and they brought me home gifts of star wars toys so nice. i'm always always happy about that and of course we got to go watch uh wonder woman 84 at the theater so oh, you got to see nice. it in the theater too so you're one of the lucky ones Heck so yeah so what did you think about the uh we're we're gonna dive into some Max Lord stuff. Sure, we haven't sure. talked about him yet, but we've you know covered some stuff already. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard some of it. So uh, what are your thoughts? So uh I actually quite agree with a lot of you guys. I um I don't understand this this push now that it's like we either have to I, I agree uh especially with what Steven was saying. Uh, about there being these tiers, you know, of of DC movies. Every DC movie is not going to be Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, just, I stole that from Scott and then just talked about it for a okay. long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, <it's> Scott. <laughs> no, Scott has a list. Ah, tears. Fifteen hard facts. <laughs> I can no just go off here. of what I heard. I can just go off of what I heard. Okay. Uh, but I then I I totally agree though with that, with that because I I don't understand why why I mean because all day today I've been getting message after message and DM after DM and stuff of people just be like this movie sucks it's awful it's not yeah. anywhere close to the last one and I'm like guys it's, it's different. a different kind of movie you know what I actually did last night when I came home from watching it. I went on HBO Max and I watched the season three premiere of Wonder Woman, the series back in the day with Linda Carter. Mm -hmm. And that was when they did the time jump from jump. the first two seasons where she was in the 1940s and they brought it, you know, into the what was the current day then? I think it was like 1980 or something like it was that. 70, it was the 70s. Was it yeah. 70s? It was like late 70s. Yeah, yeah, right, late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it was interesting because there, in college by then. <laughs> yeah geez man <laughs> there's a lot of correlation there though there's a lot of correlation there and you could see a lot of similarities in how they did this time jump and it's like people going on about the cheesiness and the the cringiness of it and i'm like you know yeah there's cheese because it was the eight that's there there is that level i mean people dress like that people acted like that uh and so i you know i have learned I guess in my fandom to take things, to take everything just as it's presented and every, every movie doesn't have to be the same to me. Every, every, uh, everything. I, I look at this as a genre film, you know, it's going back to a time in my life when I was like eight years old. And I remember those days and I remember going to the mall and I remember, you know, experiencing all those things and the, the funness and the colors of of the eighties and what it was. And so what I loved about the, what I loved about it though, was Diana was timeless even then. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff happening around her yet. She was timeless in, in her approach, her, her way of, of acting and her, her presence in the movie. There's a lot of things that, yeah, you can dig into and go, well, I didn't like this and I didn't like that. And I didn't like the way they presented this and whatnot. But in the end, it was a fun movie. I was really happy with it. In the end, I walked out entertained, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great next chapter for yeah. Wonder Woman, given the era that it's set in. It's not like it's set in the Batman v Superman era, you know, yeah. where obviously there's been some changes even in those years. And you see well, this. I was, 
I, I talked to Dave about this earlier and I said, cause he was like, you know, she, like they were making it obvious that she was lonely. And I said, well, yeah. like I had to think about it. I was like, well, the reason why they did that is because if they would have done it at any point in time, right. Any, anybody that she had met in 1919 or whenever she was oh. in the world war, they would have all been alive, right? So she wouldn't have had that loneliness. Now, yeah. at this point in time, is when well, everybody well, has died. And I don't yeah. know. It wasn't super like in your face, but there was a brief like right. montage or like they caught uh, the images. Yeah. 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 With yeah. I assume so it was Eddie Candy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're supposed to know that it was Eddie Candy because Patty said that tonight. But it was Eddie Candy, and you see, you even see like the black or uh, you know what's his name, Samir. And uh, Steve and Charlie, it was Charlie's yeah, way. Yeah, you know what? Also, when you see them all having a glass of wine, that dude went in, it was a waiter or something, I think, went in. Yeah, and I even thought that, like, to him, it, it reminded me of like a younger version of what's the guy's name in the first one that plays the piano. It kind of felt like they were oh, like she was really? seeing Charlie. her friend's faces. Yeah, yeah. it that, felt like she was seeing her friend's faces was, in the I think that was her, important yeah. to show because at this point in time, in, in this era of her life, everybody that she has known has now died right yeah. so yes. she would technically be kind of like fuck like dude right. i don't i don't know how mm -hmm. to feel about this because you know i don't age so all these people yeah. now are out of my life i don't have well, she has no connection to her own home or to Correct. her new home and anybody so it was like like i i understood then i was like dude that'd be fucking tough dude of course you'd yeah. be like you know what, dude? Like I, I haven't, I haven't dated or fell in love because I've had my friends around me. You know, yes. and they remind me of Steve. But now that everybody's gone, it's like, dude, I all I would care about is Steve right now. Like that's it. Like, and she, I, I she totally agree with that. I totally agree yeah. with that. And the only thing, the only other thing that, uh, and you guys just touched upon, it, so it was like perfect time for me to jump in because the only other thing that, that, uh, that I, I that kind of stood out to me was like the flying scene. So I, I understand Wonder Woman flies. I don't have a problem with Wonder Woman flying. I was even sitting there like you guys were just talking about thinking, you know, about Batman v Superman, how she gets there in the end and all that stuff. I, I is, is it just weird to me? Like, even though I know she flies, there was something about that scene that was just kind of like, okay, I'm fine with it. It's okay. But like, it's, it, it looks a little strange. It, it just feels a yeah. little strange yeah. the way that she was doing it. Maybe. Well, like, uh, but I didn't have a problem with it. You know, yeah. like I, I've literally gotten DMs from people like slamming that so hard and telling me how stupid yeah. the movie is. And, they're comparing it to first. And it's like, probably. God, why are you all so angry? Yeah. I mean, I think, I know, like you said, there's a lot of people, you know, comparing it to first flight. I even said like, oh yeah, she gets her first flight. Is it as good? No, but you know, it's still, you know, this, no, but like, after, also, she, this is after a scene where she literally had to say goodbye to her. No. Again, so yeah. it was like, and now she's flying because she's thinking about what he said. Like, dude, yeah, I mean, yeah. makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it does make sense. Well, hold on, we got uh, Ben. You have to leave, huh? Baby, yeah. baby stuff. Yeah. Oh, you gotta leave. Okay, yeah, Ben's oh, gotta leave. Dude, got baby, even uh, like he hasn't even been drinking either. No, so. I haven't. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, what show were you part of, though? Because I'm gonna, gotta, yeah, yeah. He's gotta have a, an insurer before he goes to bed. He didn't want to <laughs> wanna get too full. <laughs> I mean, fine, you know, just get the fuck out. I mean, dude, he's usually like literally plastered at this point in time. He's that's why he's yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. No, right. Take I, up I, and plug yourself. 
Uh, hey guys, you can catch me every Wednesday with this guy here. Well, this guy here <laughs> at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday, so tomorrow, 6 30. Tomorrow, we're going to do our, our full, like, you know, one. Yeah. 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 I guess we're going to regurgitate everything that no, we're no, no. <laughs> no, no. You know, Gars is holding back. Yeah. Yeah, I know his. But uh, yes, uh, thank you for having me, guys. I, 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 I see you guys on Twitter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My well, where are you from, dude? Where, the real emotion. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was a good sign. All right. Yeah, man, All right. All right. So no, what are we talking about? Well, Sorry. No, no. So the only thing I could I could think of with um, you know, kind of like looking at it from a, a different perspective, right? And the reason why I loved it is just because I could feel that it was Patty's, you know, film. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, now granted, is she is she the best director? No. But you know what? She did her film. Like I didn't feel like there was things in there except for the mall scene, which obviously was filmed early and she was a part of it. So I can't really complain about it, but there was nothing in here that was like, Oh, that's fucking stupid. Like, why the fuck would you even do? Why would you yeah. add that shit in here? <laughs> yeah. There was just things where I was like, well, that doesn't need to be in there, but whatever. Like, okay. yeah. like it was Patty's movie. Well, I mean, yeah. I couldn't complain. There's about nothing it. that killed the movie like at all. No, no, but it was, like, it was uh, leading up. And, and this is what I think was changed. I personally think so. I don't know. I have no idea. This is just my personal opinion, right? And and again, this movie could have easily, and I do fucking mean easily, rewritten everything that happened at DCEU, okay? If this film, if, if some wish was, let's say it was Batman, right? Let's say he does something with his parents, and all of a sudden, we have a new Batman now because he wished his parents didn't die. And, and oh, so yeah. say She finds a way to solve it without getting rid of Steve. Exactly. Or like, like, or yeah, or she gets to keep Steve in, but all of a sudden now we're on an alternate timeline. Like, dude, this fucking could this movie could have easily. Yeah. Or imagine if everything up. if uh, recanting your wish did not like mm-hmm. like for example, once the nuke is in the air, saying I recant my wish isn't going to make the yeah. nuke disappear or the yeah, wall fall exactly. down. Or exactly. Like, and so that that those little elements I feel like were added in late because it's like, wait, all you got to do is just say no. I don't want. Yeah, like, what, what did the guy have to give up in the very beginning? To get the coffee, like what was this fucking funny? You know what I mean, like you get what I mean? Like, yeah, he wished for a coffee. So, what did the stone take from him? Like, oh, I, 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 was, I always thought the joke was that when he drank it, it was it was like, oh, hot, hot. So, so this is what I'll say, right? Okay, cool. Well, in the actual when they're reading about the monkey's paw and they're going, that is a serious moment, right? And where they go, well, we got to destroy this thing. And all of a sudden, Wonder Woman or Diana realizes, holy shit, that's what Maxwell Lord meant when he said, you're looking at it. I'm going to have to fucking kill this dude. Right. I mean, that's that was that was there for a reason. Right. And that was in the middle. That was when everything was getting real serious. So I'm almost like, I feel like, are they going? (laughs) Are we really about to see a fucking neck snap? Mm. Hmm. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's in the that's in the book. Your mic's off. Yeah, um, your mic's off, Stephen. Yeah, your mic's off, Stephen. I was gonna say either either that or the fact that they tease it doesn't necessarily mean it was there and they cut it, but they know that you're going to expect it because they built up a situation that seemed like a a. Opportunity uh, um, for next I've got I've got another thing to say there, but I'll get into it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll get into a beautiful lie if I start talking about it too much. I know that's going to be a whole section, probably. Yeah. So I won't. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to get into Max Lord right now. 
Um, <laughs> but when when you get to that section, though, I think that you're they intend for there to be a it does you have to kill him yeah. um, kind of tension, um, which I, I don't think they ever intended on on executing uh, literally. Um, yeah, so much yeah but he's he should making, still be alive though in this world, right? With Lex and everything, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. I think that an interesting thing about the end that I'm surprised people weren't more mad about, considering how they were about like Black Mask, is he's not like the Maxwell Lord from the comics. Mm-hmm. At well, the right, end, but he's still right. Very, like, he like he's alive, but he's not like like what they did. The end of the movie, they can't now bring him back in the future as like the Max, like the 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 second tier Lex Luthor, whatever Maxwell Lord is supposed to be in the in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. Like his character, for all intents and purposes, is. Maybe there'll be an Easter egg for him or something, but they, they're not going to bring him back as a as a villain character right. unless like well, Superman accidentally killed his son in the Metropolis battle. Like, <laughs> no, I get that. Right? But my point, though, well, his adopted son, by the way, just so y'all know. Is it? it yeah, it's supposed to be his adopted Did they son. They really said, which I'm pretty sure was filmed, but they just took it out because they're like, ah, it didn't matter. Because they were talking about his mom, like yeah, so they yeah, yeah. adopted with. Uh, yeah, okay. he adopted with whoever he was with, and obviously they got separated, but. Okay. Um, so that's a weird like, detail to include when it, it doesn't know. matter. Yeah, I know it's weird. Like, why wouldn't it's it just very strange? Like, so I wonder if there's a plot there, like maybe. Yeah, which is why he didn't really like. Even though the the kid that the actor is actually like half, I guess maybe Latin American. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's he's, yeah. he's 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 biracial. He's, he's a, yeah, he's, he's, a mix. Mix. he's yeah. Asian Latino. Uh, yeah. So so it makes sense, but you know. Whatever. I wonder he if they did the casting and then after they'd already cast it and had like shot stuff, they're like, we need to explain this or people are going to get upset. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Uh, oh, never mind. So, but uh, you know what the, re- the reality is, though, is with, the, with these movies and with the, with the passage of time from the 80s to the time that Batman v Superman and, you know, everything else after that happens, it's amazing. We see it in the real world all the time where people do very diabolical things. People do things that we think that they'll they'll never come back from, and it's amazing what a little PR work and some money. <laughs> well, right, but you still know about it, right? and, and a desire right. to not focus on the fact that Matthew right. Broderick has killed people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, we we just we see it time and time again that people always are able to seems to weasel their way back into society's good graces. Mm-hmm. People that we would never think that would, and so uh, based on that. You know, I'm not saying it's not entirely possible that Maxwell Lord doesn't come back or couldn't come back, I should say, mm-hmm. as as what we want him to be or think him to be or whatever. Uh, I'll be honest with you. What I liked about this movie, too, was there were a lot of things that I was kind of predicting in my head as it went along. And I was kind of following as it went along. You know, I was thinking next snap. I was thinking, you know, just various different scenarios. I was thinking, hey, is is Steve going to once again sacrifice, you know, somehow and 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 do all this? And I love the fact that in the end, there were a lot of different scenarios that could play out. Mm-hmm. And then there was just one definitive one that was taken by their choices. You and know? once and once she ends it the way that she does also, to me, there was a, very much a moment of like, you know what? I don't, I think that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, she's got the lasso of truth. Like, and she it would like, it wouldn't around. be fair for her wish Steve Trevor to come back and then to like save the day again. Like, no, she had to give him up. She mm-hmm. had to like, they couldn't use him then to like, undermine her so i think that that all well i had the same things in my head but i think that as they happen you're like oh you know what this is better for her character yes. for him yeah. for her to let him go and evolve past him and 
for her to become the hero she's supposed to be by because letting she him go. cheated because remember that's right. the, yeah. that's that the was, lesson right. that's the lesson from the first scene yeah, i was going to say yeah, that would almost cheated. be beneficial to to have implemented as flashbacks throughout that. instead of mm-hmm. as a chunk in the prologue i wish they would so imagine wish they if they would have done that like man of steel wise like yeah, exactly so imagine if the if the you got it but you cheated lesson didn't come until like after the first act was over or whatever and cuz by that point you're like oh i see what they're they're talking yeah. about cheating here as people are getting wishes um, instead of like a out of context info dump at the beginning of the movie, right. um, which and this is all edit, like, like Garza, you could make a great fan edit from right. this without any additional footage. Right. I think you cut all that stuff out of the, the first act, you chop up that scene and spread it out a little bit. And put um, it in as a flashback. Like all of a sudden it's like, she's, she's, she's like asleep or when the moment she's asleep, she has a dream. That yeah. She's back in mascara. And then all of a sudden she, she, you know, loses, she's, crying which that kid was amazing because that was like lily yeah yeah everybody i mean except for chris pine because he's always great um <laughs> everybody i think upped their game significantly the reason why i think they put chris in here is because and no disrespect to to gal but her acting with Chris in this fucking film was fucking just top tier. Dude. I remember yeah. watching Wonder Woman being like, "She's good." Like it's not she, that she yeah. was bad, but like it felt like she was at her she was at her peak. And I remember feeling a little bit bad at that time because I was like, "She could be so great," but I feel like she's already stretching herself yeah. with yeah. this role, specifically with that line but, of "You lied to me," or you know, yeah, "That was yeah, exactly. a lie" or something. You're just like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this, this lie movie, yeah, I mean, she she is she is. <laughs> five times the actor she was oh, yeah. and, and and it feels effortless too it doesn't feel like she's like strained like i like like as a movie star oh man she has come so far oh, i'm really excited to see what else she does i want to see also nile yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah um, and also the the girl actors i think drastically improved from the first one um as well well that, and that's yeah. the thing though it's like you could see it in this film which is why i was like i feel like patty was like oh man you're so good i kind of want to do a redo with chris and you because maybe she could see it because i mean obviously she directed you know monster which which won uh charlie staring an oscar yeah so i mean she and it's weird though because like you could tell the difference between gal under snyder and gal under patty like it yeah. it is mm-hmm. not a day different um and there's there is a difference in it and that's why I'm excited to see Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but but again, to go back to what you originally said, Dave, Pedro Pascal, oh, yeah. for him to get Ooh. that fucking arc, because you were right, and I and I even listened to Chris Chris's um, spoiler or not spoiler, but non spoiler review. I mean, dude, you see this guy who is meant to be like this all all powerful like businessman, and then you see it like. Oh wait, no that that is literally a facade. Like he is, he is yeah. a full yeah. on looking fake person. They established that right away with the yeah. kid. And I'm like, oh, and, oh and there he it is. Wants to be this way, right? And you're like, damn. And then when he finally gets that, like the whole time, like his portrayal of a villain, it's not up there with Lex or Zod, but it's fucking damn near close. Well, it's what like, it needs oh, to be, I think, is the big thing. Yeah. Right? Like of the, we're talking about eighties things that, that were in this yeah. movie where it felt yeah. like an out of care out of place character or whatever, yeah. or maybe things that didn't execute the way they wanted to. He was very much an eighties villain. I felt yeah. like yeah. he's all yeah. complex. Absolutely, like, yeah. he's a lot more complex than like the um yes. than than like Lex in the in the Donner Superman movies or anything like that. Oh, yeah. oh but sure. um, but he's, sure. he's got a very similar kind of like. 80s 
like the Captain Planet businessman, where there's charisma. an element. Oh, I fucking love it. Charisma kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. and, then I, I mean, and, and, and the fact that he was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to wish for with this stone. I'm Dude, that was so this stone. I was like, that's right an ultimate, ultimate right capitalist. Well, ultimate and the way, capitalist and the way he goes through that. the movie then, and he's like, oh, man, I really wish traffic would clear up. Don't yeah. you wish that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Do that like, in my head, I'm going, this motherfucker. Like, is that essentially what you're doing? Like, as a, as a salesman, right? You're, you're, yes. you're telling people he even to agree it. with Right. He, he also had a guy too. He, he also had a guy where he's like, "Hey, wouldn't you wish I like did this?" And the guy was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, totally." And then he's like, "Well, wait a minute. I already grant yeah, you." He's like, don't you wish I had an appointment with the president today? And he's yeah, like, "I do." Oh, yeah, he's like, was. Yeah, yeah. Wait, have I asked you already? He's like, "Yeah, I got a Porsche." He's like, "What is it with oh, your age and Porsche?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's so fucking legit, dude. And and that's why I'm saying, like, you get to understand, like. That was so fucking genius to me where I went, holy shit, I wouldn't even thought of that. Because at the end of the day, you get that kind of power. Like, it's like you're a free of a genie, right? Like, it's yeah. like, I wouldn't think that if I had a genie in three wishes, I wouldn't be like, I want to be able to make any wish I want come true. Like, that's a wish, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. that's essentially what he fucking does. And I was like, holy shit, dude, that is so brilliant. And then to be able to go, well, because of this specific stone and what it does, I know that if I become this wish, whatever anybody else wishes, I could take from them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's that, so that was good. The, the that was other good. part of this was, was that I think people are missing with Maxwell Lord is this is the first villain in a while that I actually connected with. Right. Like on a level because I saw I saw that this was a tragedy for yeah. Maxwell Lord. You know, yeah. this, this yeah. guy. I mean, I've, I've, I worked in business for 18 years before going into what I'm doing now. I was in sales. I understand that that structure and anybody who's who's been in a structure like that where it's like you got this pressure on you to succeed and you got to do all these things and you know you're just trying to get it in and get ahead in life and he uh, he finds this this resource this this magical resource but this this nonetheless this resource that he can use to his benefit and you could tell that he put a lot of time and thought and effort just by the fact that when he first gets it it's like this is what i he want yep. boom done but also what I love about this, and I talk about this a lot in how I relate a lot to superheroes, the father-son aspect mm. of this of this film, where Pedro, his character, man, is Maxwell Lord. He's trying so hard. He wants to impress his son. He wants to leave his son something to be proud of, and he's missing the entire point of what it means to be a father. That it's right. not about about being this great success and and being respected by the rest of the world that's going to impress your son or to make your son into what he should be or mold him in the proper way and make him look at you with with those eyes. It's being there for your children. It's it's supplying your child with with the with the basic necessities of what they need. That's why you see so many times in life, it's the poorest people who have the biggest giving hearts and have Mm -hmm. and are the happiest. You people think that that money and power are going to somehow make them happy, and they don't. And some of the most miserable people are people who either become rich by some means or they win the lottery or something. You see that they're like totally destroyed just a couple of years later because. It's not that that brings you happiness. And I think that this movie really drives home that point in a huge way. And man, just using that his son over and over again to plead to him. Any of us who are parents, man. My I'm four-year-old. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. The past there. couple of weeks, every day oh. he asks me, is today a big working day, daddy? Oh, and, then, like, and then like, yeah. I'll put him to bed at night and he's like, do you have to work tomorrow? Like, And I'm like, yeah. we are like – I." he's at the age where he's aware that I have a schedule, but he can't keep track of it himself. And so it's just always, 
um, we can't say later anymore because we're, he's like, we say later. He's like, does later mean tomorrow? And it means no, it just means not, not now. And he goes, okay. Cause when you say later, it doesn't happen. I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I did. Okay. Why don't you just rip my fucking head off? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting my son who likes to go, why are you on your phone? I'm like, I don't know where he got it. A while, like a, a six months ago or something. He, he started asking, he doesn't do it as much, but now, but he would say, um, he's like, can you father me? And I, and I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, what does father mean? And he goes, I don't know. Just spend time with me. Oh <laughs> man. man. I don't know. Those moments to stab right to the heart. I mean, my kids are older now. They're there's, you know, 15, 16 and 18. And, uh, and the thing is, is people always comment about my kids that like, they're so respectful and they're, you know, they're together and, you know, they're all doing things and they're all involved and they're, they're like, well, you know, what's all that about? And I tell them, it's like, well, because from an early age, we tried to include them in everything. You know, anybody who even looks at our channel, my gosh, you know, like the oh, kids yeah. are They're on your yeah. channel. Uh, and, yeah, and, and so, yeah. And so the things we have our moments where we're like talking about real adult stuff and we got adult panels and we do that stuff, but you know, Hey, we got moments where we just sit around and watch a movie trailer, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we, we included our kids and everything. But even with that, like trying to work a full-time job, trying to do other things, I'm a musician. So I'm out playing and I'm out doing stuff. And, when the kids were younger, man, for my son to look at me and just be like, you know, hey, dad, you know, can we just can we just go out tomorrow and throw a ball around? Ugh. You know, and you're just like, yes, yes. And then <laughs> what's worse is when something comes up and you're like, hey, hey, hey man, I really, really want to do this, but this is very important. And you recognize as an adult the importance of what you're doing. And like, I can't explain to you in I a way. Yeah, I, I can't tell you why way. this is okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, just bear with me, just, you know, uh, just stick with me here for a minute, buddy, you know, and then they'll be, and then, you know, especially Landon, he would, he would look back and go, Hey dad, remember that time that we did this, this, and this, can we do that again? I, I really like that. And it's been a long time. And you're like, yeah. And that, you know, it's just like, it, it's those little things that the kids remember. It's those little things that kids want out of us mm-hmm. as parents. And, and sometimes we, sometimes, yes, we have, you know, responsibilities. We have things that take us away and, and mean those things. And then sometimes I think it gives us clarity as to how we spend our time and what we're doing. You know, like tonight I was late for the show tonight. Dave sent me a, a you know, an, an invitation. And I was like, yes, I, especially when I saw what you guys were talking about, I was like, yes, I definitely want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I, it's been a while since I've talked to you guys and I love talking to you guys. Um, but yeah, it was like, I was doing a family thing. And so it's like, I realized at that moment, it was not going to be a good idea for me to just go, Hey family, yeah. I love you, but yeah, I'm going to go talk. Yeah. I'm going to go talk. I wanted to, you know, it, it, it happened to me on Christmas Eve. Chris sent an invite about the live stream with with Zach, and I was like, "Dude, it's Christmas Eve. Um, I met my in laws. This this ain't happening." Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though because I, I keep I keep seeing all these comments. I don't know, Dave, if you have a bunch of whining bitches in your fucking comment. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fucking bitching going on with. Oh, you guys are grasping at straws. You're like talking out of your ass. You well, know, my favorite is the is just shitty admit fucking it already. Just admit it. Bed. It's like, like people can't comprehend that. Like, like, you know, you don't like it. That's cool. But yeah, like, dude. Like, if you don't like you, it, like, dude, I'm responding to the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm explaining the way I felt about it. Not I know, trying to like, I'm not engineer. 
I'm not telling these people you have to like it because I yeah. said so. I'm just explaining things that I saw in the film. Like I'm not. Yeah. If you want, if you're, no, getting, no, no. if you're yeah. getting so offended by the things that I'm saying, and you're going, no, but it's a <laughs> shitty film. Guess what? That means I'm making a point, and it's hurting your fucking psychology. And you're going, no, no, no. I can't agree with that. I can't. It's, <laughs> you know it, how I it just is. Can't do it. You know. Yeah, it I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it. if I go see a movie and I re- and I like it because I relate it to something. Yes, in my right. life. Like, exactly. like, Come at me and ask me why I like a movie, and when I tell you why I like that movie, what it means to me, then you're going to gripe and complain at me yeah. because, because this is my personal life. Well, I'm sorry it's you don't fucking, like it. I know. It's don't fucking, like it. I'm sorry that the people that are watching you that are complaining about our 13 year old girls. I apologize, dude. Well, guess what? I'm a father. I don't know. I can relate yeah. to a lot of these. We spent like the first two hours of the show, or how long have you been? Is it two, been two, two and, and a half, half hours? It's been yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. So, so you spent about two hours. I feel like being yeah. pretty negative and 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 I taking know. it down. Well, that's the um, thing. and now we're talking about the parts that like we enjoyed. I don't. Yeah. Like, this Weird, because you know what? You, if you would listen to this, you'd be like, "Oh, those guys are shitting on that movie, dude." I fucking yeah. loved it, man. Like it's top five, <laughs> but. At yeah, the same time, I can still talk about. Oh, uh, you know how it is, man. I mean, it's a thing for me. Learn, like I was saying earlier, with like the Johns and and tone and stuff. Is I feel like there's a lot of people who don't know how to like they. Um, I don't know another phrase for it, but word thinking is one of the phrases that I like to use. Where they people don't analyze things. They just kind of associate it with like a oh, this is like that, and that's bad. Therefore, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, they'll take like, for example, um, the, the tone of something like this and they'll say, okay, this is like that tone that they tried to change justice league into. Therefore, this is bad. It's like that, yeah. that tone isn't inherently bad. The problem with justice league is that they took Snyder's movie and they ripped it apart, tried to put it back to together put it back in together. that tone. That's why it was bad. There are movies that are that tone that were conceived in that tone, written in that tone, shot in that tone, acted in that tone, edited in that tone from the beginning well, with years of development that are that are enjoyable. Yeah. Um this one is uh, in in the middle ground there, but it doesn't just because it's similar to what you know, you know, Jeff Johns also, you know, likes chocolate, you know, cancel chocolate. Like, I don't know if he likes chocolate. Or not, <laughs> Jeff I'm assuming. Johns likes chocolate. Well, I gotta throw this out now. Thanks yeah, yeah. Get that out of there. Get that <laughs> out. Get, get that Dude, out. It's, it's, I, did boo. out like- I did boo at, at the when, when the credits were going up at the beginning of the movie when Jeff Johns' name came up. I, I did one of these, <laughs> you know, I, I got in my obligatory, you know, boo, yeah, boo. And yeah. when I saw, when I saw, you know, Zach and Deborah's name, I, you know, I cheered a little bit, you know, and I was right. like, yeah. Well, I mean, what, you're wearing a, you're wearing a Dodgers hat now, right? No, it's a no, Tiger that's a, that's hat. I've got it. Well, trust me. Yes, he wears a tiger hat. He wears tiger oh, hat. Is the tiger hat okay? I thought it was done. Yeah, yeah. Tiger tiger so, yeah. I guess so, I got to get rid of this too. Okay, I, I guess right. I'll put on. Yeah. I'll put on hey, the hey, there you go. I know he wrote Earth One Man. That's also an '89 Batman. So oh, you see what's like, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There it is. That's the '78 symbol. dude, I'm telling you, man. That's how these people are. That's like, look at how this comment. Is right. I'm okay. going to read Edwin, okay. Edwin Acevedo's comment. Okay, he says, "When you can't defend your crappy movie takes, attack the chat." Great job, guys! <laughs> Motherfucker, are you kidding me? I've literally been spending like what an hour? I feel like talking about theoretics and everything that is involved in the film, and all of a sudden I can't defend it. Mm-hmm. When when was I going against it? 
don't no, know. Well, no, because people make they make they make declarations instead of instead of arguments. Yeah. And like if if your argument is a this is bad and like it's just a you know like the just yeah. admit it. It's not an argument. Well, like, and, and he's, okay, and he's, no. telling, he's like, actually saying to other people that we're butthurt. The panel. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're two and a half hours. You've been watching us for two and a half hours, and I your only it. thought process is like. Oh man, they're just they're they're denying. They're they're just how, how is it butthurt to like something? I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. It's like man. nobody's here. Nobody here's mad at anybody who didn't like I it. I, oh, I swear. Speaking of which, though, I would like to talk a little bit not right now because I'm, it would be drastically changing the subject. But when we get there, um, the Rotten Tomatoes and the release strategy oh, yeah. and the embargoes and there's some business side stuff that would be fascinating oh, to yeah, break down yeah. once we're done with the movie. Well, this is all I'll say. You know, again with Pedro. I mean, he was literally the standout fucking part of this movie. Like, well, and I love the fact that he recanted. At yeah, the end. well, like, and that's um, the thing. Like, I there are other versions of this movie where he about. he gets his neck snapped, or I he, know. or like for example, when they're showing Alistair in danger, I was like, this is a little bit too heavy handed for him to like get run over by a car or something. I doubt it's going to happen. But like, there are a million villain arcs that are this literal arc that yep. end with him losing his family. Yep. Because he won't let go of his power, and the fact that and, and and what and what changes it with this is is um, when she shows Steve the um, the the um, the the Linda Carter Wonder Woman story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she says um, the he goes she puts the lasso on him, and he's like, "I'm not, I'm not lying." And she's like, "No, it's not the." Um, the last one doesn't just reveal the truth; they can also show, show it you. to you. Show it, yeah. And so, the idea at the end then is is that he has the lasso of truth around him, and it is not making him tell that. Well, it is making him tell the truth, but also it is showing, showing. him the yeah. truth, and it is showing the truth to to everyone. And, and, the, and the whole and, and, well, dude, oh, but also whenever he shows flashbacks, and I'm like, yeah. God damn! Yeah. Like I know why he's trying to do what he's doing with his and, kid. Well, and the whole philosophy of the movie also oh. is that. The, the the god that made the wishing stone is the god of lies. Yes, right? beautiful and, lie. And the lasso. And the lasso exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll get into that then. Yeah, um, the the lasso. I was like trying to steer you. The lasso. <laughs> someone's got to do it. Um, yeah. the, um, the lasso of truth is obviously the it, it's the opposite of lies, and so the idea is that the greed or the the the, the lie that you can have without um, without effort without cost. without cost with um that you can cheat and and not have to pay for pay for the, the the consequences um and so and so what the lasso reveals not just to um to lord but to the whole world they they don't just hear her words they don't yeah. just like the lasso reveals truth and truth is an absolute and they know That'd that there is a cost they know that they have to recant it's difficult to do but they, when people know, when people see, and they actually see, not just like hear an opinion and, and think, yeah, that's valid, but they, they know the truth, the reality is exposed to them and they know what they're doing. They make the decision to, to let it go. The reason I love a beautiful lies use there is, and I think knowing BVS really expands that scene. Like, yeah, the song is called a beautiful lie. It plays while she's talking about truth. That's cool. But what does a beautiful lie mean in Batman v Superman, what is the beautiful lie? The beautiful lie is Batman thought that his parents' death could make him become a superhero and that by becoming a superhero, he would fix the part of his world that was broken or in other people's world that was broken. And it didn't. And so the lie, so he thought that that was the lie. And therefore the only way for him to be a hero is to 
be a dark vigilante to cross the line to break the rules to um to the fever of the rage that makes good men cruel that's the that's the lie to to batman so to take his theme about that lie and play it over her saying you can be the hero with the truth you tell the truth and you can save the day now maybe that's not you know her she literally has a lasso of truth so like it works with her but it contrasts her against batman in a way that shows this is yeah. what makes wonder woman different batman couldn't do this batman would have had to kill maxwell lord because oh, absolutely at his disposal right but but wonder woman has the truth and she can be that hero that batman thinks is a lie superman can't be real because it didn't because that's a lie wonder woman can't be real because that's a lie no she can and she did and 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 that's why I think that while it doesn't match tonally and 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 everything with with BVS, it does bring that forward. And to me, it brings that entire plot into that moment. And I'm thinking, I'm and I'm looking at Batman watching this moment and thinking like, no, that's not real. The yeah. truth doesn't set you free. And she's like, no, it does, and it will. Just do it. It, was it just takes him what fucking do forty it. plus years. But you know, yeah. Well, I was gonna to to go with that first question. <laughs> that is the only thing I was like questioning. I was like, "Wait, what is creating this? Wit? Like, is he cre- like? How does where? What is this magic? I thought I I just thought but, it was the. I mean, I get power. that, but like what? Like what? Well, no, remember, every time someone okay, the every time someone <laughs> makes a wish, she gets in the movie. There's that little wind that, that right. blows. Yeah. So, oh, because it's all of them. It's yeah, all so the all wishes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that I, could be that could be a good explain. Like, I wish it would have maybe. I don't know how you could see or show that, but you're right. I mean, that could be a possibility. But it's kind of like, but Wonder Woman is 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 magic, so technically it shouldn't. Yeah. But technically, matter, it's right? magic. To, I I don't know. Like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like Superman, I can understand. It. Yeah. it could it could definitely do something with Superman if he was there because it's it is magic. That's a weakness for him. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, with. When it comes to Wonder Woman, it's like, well, but her lasso is magic. So I don't, <laughs> how does it how does it find its way to his ankle? You know what I mean? Like, if she couldn't get past it, how does it find its way? Is it because he's distracted? You know what I mean? Because at that point in time, he's talking to her like, you should have just kept with you know the pipe. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's unreasonable. We saw her fail. I don't think it's unreasonable for it to have gotten around his leg, leg and for that scene to work. I will say that like after saying that thing about why I love the, that monologue and the use of a beautiful lion, et cetera, the notion of not just a model, like climaxing with a monologue, right. but with the Maxwell Lord being like, you can have it yeah. at the same time as she's like, just tell the truth That's is like, as, as a, as a, as a scene, like blocking a scene, it's, it's, it's a bad setup for a scene. I think they did the most they could with it, but like, it's just, you, there's nothing literally she's sitting against the wall. She's has nothing to interact with. She's not even talking to his face. So that she, she can't, they can't play off each other. Or this yeah. is something t- Tim brought this up in our review on DC film Squawkast that just dropped over your podcast or found um, that uh, she wasn't given emotion or like she emoted i brought this up she emoted so well in the white house scene when she's got the crap beat out of her oh, yeah. she emoted so well when saying goodbye to steve which and, but then but then during that the big climax speech she's just you want to know why delivering it hmm. you want to know why 
Well, this is my personal belief. I don't know. It was <laughs> deliberate that it showed her, but it ne you never saw her. Like, let's say it reversed the angle, right? And we see her on like on the wall, kind of looking at him. The reason why is because I feel like that was a reshot, like because I don't think that was supposed to happen that way, right? And I was kind of curious about that too. Yeah, it does, well, and, it does, and so, yeah. and the reason why it felt kind of off and and why it's not emotional, you want to see an emotional shot of you see somebody literally face up and you realize at the end that the person that is talking to this close up is something they're talking different. Westworld episode nine, <laughs> no, uh, season two, I think, or no, it's uh, season seven. Uh, Kikseyar, I forgot. It's the the one where they they show they highlight um, uh, Ghost Nation and the Indians. There's a part where you realize as he's he's literally talking the entire hour, right? And he's telling the story, and he's explaining certain things, and he's talking to the to the child, right? And at first, you're kind of like you're you're like, why is he speaking specifically in his own language? And then he'll speak English to her. And then at the very end, you realize he's actually talking through the daughter to the mother because she can connect with that. And at the very end, you realize that they've been communicating that whole time. And the emotion on the face is so it's literally just directly on her face. Yeah. It is and so if, emotional. If she had been in like a heated like back and forth with correct. Maxwell Lord, she couldn't do the I wasn't talking to you. I was talking correct. to them. Like, no, you were talking to me like you were literally right. responding like, you were literally were just talking to me. You were just yeah. staring right at me. But, but that's why I say it's a bad, it's a, it's a, it's a problematic like way to set up a scene because right. you limit, like you, you give Gal nothing to work with and you make, I think Pedro pulled it off, but it was a ridiculous ask to be like, just be a crazy villain in this yeah. blue tube. Like right. yeah. just, just go buck wild. Yeah. Um, we got some fan questions, guys, some video submissions. So I'm going to go ahead and start pulling them now because, uh, well, we got a couple that are, have to do with uh, Wonder Woman 84. Sweet. So uh, first we have uh, Mr. Scully right here who's going to hey. – all the way from Ireland. He's going to have a little fan question right here. So here we go. Hey, Dave. And all the guys. How you all doing? Um, just wondering what you might think about Patty Jenkins, maybe not doing Wonder Woman 3 because of her – what I would say kind of thinly veiled disdain for Warner Brothers and their streaming plans and you know the fact that she's moving over to Disney for a bit of Star Wars. Uh, I'm highly doubtful. But what do you guys think? And happy Christmas. <laughs> I love, okay. love that accent, man. Love, love him. Oh yeah. Love that accent. I love the fact that he was like snacking on something too before he <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think, you know, I mean Patty just, you know, she got herself uh I mean, she got herself a Star Wars movie. So do you think she's uh, going to come back? I mean, me personally, I think she's going to, she's going to hand down, she's going to hand down the reins to somebody else with Wonder yeah, Woman. To me. For the way I feel and, and her jabs. And even today when she was yeah. speaking out, oh, it's cutting room floor, cutting room floor. Dude, I cannot see her coming back. No. Uh, if they even do a Wonder Woman. Through, like, Yeah. I think it's weird because to me, like I was talking about Wonder Woman 3 or really any of this stuff is so weird with the state of the franchise. Because uh -huh. I get it, it's multiverse, you don't have to link everything up. But there's this shell, or not even a shell, it's a, it's a rebirth of the OG plan. Yeah. That's kind of will they, won't they right now. And that's always been the thing for me with people are like, we want Man of Steel too. And it's like, I would love to see another Henry Cavill Superman movie but like before the Snyder Cut was confirmed, or even after it was. It's like, you can't the problem with a man of steel too is that can't happen 
until after Justice League 3, unless you're going to change the plan or cancel the plan. And so if that's the case, then I'm not fine. I'd prefer for that to happen. But like, if that's the case, then that's then that's kind of the direction you're going, unless you're going to be like, no, there's just two continuities of Henry Cavill in the movies, which I think probably they don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this, it's probably the same thing for Wonder Woman 3, unless they do another prequel, which I don't think they could or should do. So they've got to set it in, in the yeah, future, which, that. which yeah. means God, Wonder, Wonder Woman in the '90s with some gangster rap, and you know, <laughs> um, well, everybody, everybody was bringing up so Dogs, Dog. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? That, I mean, that that's my I'd genre. Watch that movie. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And so I think that that's a you know where some people are like, oh, I don't know, she couldn't do Wonder Woman three until after. Um, Rogue Squadron, and so it's going to be like five or six years. And then you got Cleopatra, also. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's like a long time. I agree. And and it seems like maybe she's kind of one foot out or nine toes out the door already. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like and this is why the DCU situation is so weird because there was never a twenty film plan. So like who says there even needs to be or is supposed to be a Wonder Woman three? Maybe her arc is concluded in Zack Snyder's Justice League two or three, right? Like what is that? Where does what journey that takes Superman on a journey? It also takes Batman on a journey and Wonder Woman on a journey. And if you're going to start playing with them around that timeline, unless we're only getting the one and done, which I think just at this point, you can't say we're not, you can't say we are definitively either, but we're in a, we're in a weird spot where like you can't, I don't think you can assume that that's not going to happen. Or so when you're coming to like making plans for the next film, how do you slate? How do you schedule wonder woman? If you don't know what you're going to do with Zack Snyder's justice league two and three, yeah. that story I think should take place after justice league three or whatever. However, he t- completes that story. If he's able to complete that story. Um, so whether it's Patty or not, I don't think that changes the timeline. And I think the odds of her returning are greater. If she has more that, if she has that timeline, um, because obviously, because if they try to do it soon, she literally can't. And so that's kind of I, like, yeah, where I stand on it. I would only say the only way that she would come back and the only way I would want her to come back is if literally her and Zach work on the story. Because yeah. unfortunately, I, I just, <clears throat> nothing against Patty. Don't get me wrong. No hate. But obviously... Her, she allowed Jeff Johns to influence this film yeah. a lot, oh, which is why I feel right. like it's totally different because yeah. I felt like the mall scene and stuff, that was Jeff Johns. Like, Johns was like, oh, yeah, let me write this. And, yeah. uh, oh, look at this. I can't. Oh, yeah. That's why. Hey, guess what? Is the Snyder Cut going to get released? Maybe they should release the Snyder Cut. Fucking asshole. Well, guess <laughs> what? Now they're releasing it and you you are getting shitted on. So, fuck. Because <laughs> I know that he said when they were in the mall shooting that shit. So I know that that's him. And I know that that's the fucking foundation of what his thought process was. Okay, So for them to listen to Jeff that much and then kind of to kind of like re-Johns this shit in the end. You know? I'm like, dude, you... I don't know. It's like, it's well, weird and I feel like there's a, I, I've mentioned a few times Well, I was talking earlier about how I, I think the balance between like the greed and the lies and the truth and kind of the relationship that they blend with all of those different themes. I think there's a really complex story or message to be told using those themes and contrasting those themes at the same time. 
you're talking truth, love, etc. There's also a really simplistic thing, like with the first movie, how she's like, I believe in love. And it's like, okay, that's a little bit less like you just took a step down the ladder on rungs of like com- complex emotional messages to make in this movie. Right. In the, in the first one. Um, and so in this one, while I like what they were going for with that, to me, I can, I can, I can read two competing philosophies on what the truth is or what lies are and like what their relationship is to, to greed, because it would feel like it would at times flip between being like, um, um, is it, um, I don't know. Like, I don't think that being anti-capitalist is be, or like being anti-greed is inherent, inherently anti-capitalist, for example, and this may be a really weird example. And, <laughs> and the movie would, I think often lean into like a more anti-capitalism angle, which felt way more like, um, like simplistic from what they were kind of going for with more of a personal belief and like overall concept of greed. Um, and um, I don't even know if I can, I'm, I'm still trying to kind of totally process this thought, but it felt like they, they, they weren't on the same page about exactly what they were going with. Cause every once in a while there would be like a jab at like someone they would include in the type of wish they would make or, or, um, and the, it, I don't know. It felt like there were, there were two different philosophies on like what these core foundational ideas were. And every once in a while you'd see one, come up and as a result it ended up being muddied and maybe that's just a lack of clarity in the script but also it makes me wonder if there were two voices competing over how do we how do we establish what truth means and 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 how that combats lies i saw somebody that was like literally we're not nobody not one person wished for world peace Uh-huh. You know, you know what? I mean, I, I even said in my spoiler review. I mean, and the, the the ending when everything was going crazy, it kind of reminded me of Bruce Almighty. That whole ending, like where everybody was just you know wishing for everything. I was like, ah, that's what you know. It, it kind of hit me. But anyways, back to the question. You know, what do you, what do you, what do you think about Patty? You think she's coming back? What What do you think? What What do you got? What do you got? I don't think it's, uh, she comes back. I think she's got a lot of irons in the fire now. I think she's going to go on and and do Rogue Squadron. Um, I feel that, you know, she's going to keep that relationship with, with Gal and, and do, you know, Patra. Yeah, Patra, they're, they're going to do that. But I feel, I just, I just have this, this feeling like if we, if we continue on with the story of Wonder Woman, and I agree, it's greatly going to depend upon what happens with the DCEU post Snyder cut release. You know, uh, I think, I feel, and I think we've, we've all talked about, you know, things that are in the works that we feel are in the works, some know are in the works or whatever reporting that are in the works. Uh, it's going to, that's all going to dictate where all this goes afterwards. You know, are we going to see continuations of this universe? Who are we going to see continue after? You know, we know that there's, that there's some form of the DCEU that's going to continue from here, but who is included in that? Um, I, I almost look at, you know, we, we talked about uh, a week or so ago, we, we kind of talked about uh, Marvel's Endgame and how, you know, they, they had all this time and they brought it to this end and it just felt like it was over. And I feel like almost, you know, with Zack Snyder's approach to it, it was like, okay, we put all these people together and they're facing the greatest threat, which is dark side, you know? And so, so where do you go from there? So as much as now I feel like the MCU has a problem moving forward, trying to throw characters at us now that we really don't care about, Eternals, I'm looking at you. I couldn't give a crap about Eternals. You could tell me that the Eternals were the coolest thing on the planet and that they would cause world peace, and I still wouldn't watch that garbage because I just I have no interest whatsoever. 
That being said, like, I feel like post Snyder cut post, whatever we see, if there's a justice league, you know, uh, two or three or however that ends up coming together with the storyline that we're told and presented with, I think there's going to be a moment where we, where we see, okay, what, what stories are left to tell here? Do we continue on with a Wonder Woman post here? Do we continue on with a Superman story post here? Uh, you know, with with Ben Affleck now being uh, attached to the Flash movie and that multiverse, you know, thing, how does that play out? I think these are all questions that we're going to get answers to, but we're not going to have all the answers right now. And I think that that's yeah. going to take time. It's going to take time for it to, to expand. There's going to be a lot of people griping and complaining because they don't have all the information right now. And, oh, this should be done this way. And I didn't, I don't agree with it and blah, 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 just as they are in the chat. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, we'll get the answers, but it's going to take time. What does an Aquaman 2 look like in this universe now? What does, what does Shazam look like? What does, what does Black Adam look like? Those are all things that are going to have to, to just play out. So with Wonder Woman, I feel, you know, by the time you get to Zack Snyder's Justice League and what happens to her there, she's obviously had all this backstory. I think it's been one of the cool things about going back in time with Wonder Woman, seeing her evolution. We've, we're seeing, we're seeing these 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 things happen in her life that she didn't just show up on the scene at Batman v Superman. And and now going back and watching Batman v Superman. You see that she comes into this thing as confident as you possibly can, where she's like, yeah, I've fought things from other worlds before. This ain't this ain't new to me. This is not you know, this is my shtick. This is what I do. And so I feel like going forward, there has to be a really good story to tell if you're going to tell it there. I don't I, I agree. I don't think that it's it's necessarily that you go back and what now, you know, you, you tell a story from the 90s or the early 2000s or something like that. I, I just kind of feel like that's that yeah. goes against what we need. So if there's going to be a story afterwards, we're going to have to wait to see where her character falls in all of this. And, you know, then if they do that, I think by the time they do that, they're going to pass the baton off to somebody else. I think that there'll be a, a nice little, you know, homage. There'll be a, a little thing where, you know, Patty talks about, I think it's great that this person or that person is now, you know, taking the reins and, and Gall will say, you know, this was the right person for us to, you know, kind of transfer this whole thing to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I feel like that's where it's going to go in in the end. Regardless of whether or not it's Patty. Um, although I, I've, I've got a suspicion that she's going to be like cold on it and turned off to it now. And then she's going to do Cleopatra with Gal <clears throat> in the process of doing that. And they're gonna, you know what we could do for that yeah, third movie? Yeah. I could see that too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what'll, and, and she's, I think that if, if the Snyder stuff pans out, um, she'll have that time to do yeah. that. And then I think the logical, if you, as a, if it's a Wonder Woman trilogy and regardless of if Patty comes back or not, but especially if she does, I think the logical third movie in that trilogy is um, going back to Themyscira and defending it or fighting someone off from there, Cersei or whoever. Yes. Um, I think, I think, um, I don't know. I, I think you guys disagreed on this earlier, but I think even bring back uh, Asteria or is that, Hysteria, yeah. Hysteria. Well, I, I think have Wonder Woman meet up with her and together they find their way back to Themyscira and like it's yeah, a it's a buddy cop, it's a buddy cop Gal Gadot yeah. and uh, um, Linda yeah. Carter. Like, and I know people will cry about that and complain that it's too cheesy to bring uh, Linda Carter back. But look, for everyone that I've seen complaining about it and saying that that you know post credit scene is is whatever. I, I was smiling ear to ear. That yeah. woman is a treasure. She looks awesome. And I would love to see that. And no, it would not take me out of it to see her as Asteria and 
and well, Gal that, is, is well, it's a great way. It's a great canon, like yeah, like um, Linda Carter was the first, in- the DCEU's first yeah. Wonder, uh, first um, Amazon to yeah. be live in the world of man. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I love that idea. It's good. What about you, Scott? With that question from Scully, I think there, there's everyone has said pretty much everything because she <laughs> has been taking her shots. Yeah, this is a weird press tour where you spend the build up to the release of your movie talking about, oh, yeah, that first movie I did. Yeah, they made me redo the third act. Um, Oh, yeah, there was there was a shift there also where they were building up over the past like year. Like they're doing the the build up to the press tour where it was was like it was going to be the Patty and John's tour. Right. They were doing these joint interviews and stuff. And then all of a sudden he just like dropped off the face of the earth, takes Wonder Woman banner off his Twitter profile. Zach is promoting the movie. And then Patty is just like, yeah, they screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and then, you know, she talked and she was kind of diplomatic with her cinema blend interview where she talked about, yeah, Jeff and I came up with Wonder Woman's three. I don't yeah. think the story really works anymore. Like, it's just, it's just, but you're right there. The amount that suddenly, Zach has stepped up as a producer mm-hmm. to do that promoting role. Dude, where's where's uh what's his name? Um fuck it. Uh he, he produced Man of Steel, BVS. Charles Roman. Roman. Yeah, Chuck Roman. Roman. Yeah. Where where is he? Why isn't he promoting he has been Why is that for a while? I, he well, he like my, disappeared my after the how many producers literally are not only promoting it, but asking like asking a fan question, right? Here's yeah. the deal. And I think Zach is the, the reason why Zach is promoting it is because unfortunately, if this film had come out in theaters and there was no pandemic, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have made as much as the first one. I right. honestly don't. I, I, I don't think there's so. Like, uh, you know, I can watch, dude. It's it's great that I can watch it again because I watched it again on HBO Max. But I'm not going to go spend money to go watch this movie again. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm already spending it technically, but I might like, watch it again before it leaves in 30 days. Right. Oh yeah, it, I'll watch it, it. it's a blessing that this thing came out on HBO Max and people are talking about it right now in the way that they are because I don't think. Um, well, that's almost the new box office. That so that's oh. so that's an interesting point, right? Because uh, I plan on tomorrow watching it on HBO Max for the first time to see what it's like at home. Actually, we were going to do our spoiler-filled review today, and we decided to hold off because. Uh, my son wanted to my my oldest Isaac. He wanted to watch it at home first, mm. uh, you know, again to get that experience, and then look at it, you know, from from a different point of view. Um, That's such I, a great Star Wars reference. You not very well placed. There you go. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think for me, I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow uh, on HBO Max. Get that home theater, you know, experience, and then I really feel that like next week I'm going to go see it again in the theater. Uh, because I, I, I've been a big proponent of, of the theater experience and, and even going yesterday and talking with the theater manager, you know, just like picking his brain. Cause, because the, our theater manager has been in the business for 30 years, you know, he's getting ready to retire. He's, he's had this experience and he's got a lot of insight in this. And it really makes me think about these things, uh, in, in that kind of aspect. And so, because I love the theater so much. I'm interested tomorrow when I do finally watch it on my TV, even though it's a 65 inch screen, am I going to have that, that same feel that I had? That's why I, I had said straight up on my channel, I am not going to watch this movie on Christmas day at home. I'm in Michigan. I was literally going to drive to Ohio 
I was going to Ooh, skip wow. seeing it. I was I going to skip seeing it. Gone yeah. Else. Fuck that. Well, well, I know, man. I'm a I know. Look, fan. That's I'm that's a how... fan. I know. I know. I get Dude, that. That is Dude, how committed I was to this, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, John. Sure. I, that's that's I, how committed I was to this. I understand. I, 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 will, I will freaking I'm drive over the border in enemy territory. Yeah, exactly. Go watch this film. Because yeah. I want to see it the first time on the big screen and have that experience. I'm also interested in if people, especially all these people who are griping about all these little things because they could sit back at home and, you know, pause uh, it and go to the uh, restroom and stuff. I literally had somebody yelling at me today in a DM telling me that, like, they hated this movie because they hate movies that at the end, uh, none of the stuff really happened. <laughs> I said, what? Like, that, and that's a problem, I think, of of maybe watching it at home, we get lazy when we watch something at home because, Hey, I can pause it. I can go and make something to eat, come back. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody gets, you know, you start cause somebody calls on the phone and, and you're it, over here it, doing all this stuff and you miss plot points. And this is one of my problems with everything coming to the home is that people already don't pay enough attention to movies. That's why people missed out on Batman V Superman is because they, they totally floated right by all of the plot and they, yeah. they, they floated right by all the <laughs> seriousness of it and just saw stuff like, Oh, well, why did he say Martha? Like, like, it's stupid, you but, know, and like well, well, really I, I agree with you that it's a, it's messier, but there is more conversation about it at, at the same time. The, like, the yeah. problem with BVS was people saw it and they came back home and they're like, oh, the Martha stuff was dumb, but they didn't. But it feeds off each other. And they and, and but that was all they had to say about it because they didn't have the movie right. to reference to talk about it. They were just talking about the yeah. way they felt about it in the theater yeah. at the time. Yeah. Whereas like you see this like this. It's a really weird like film Twitter discourse going on over this whole yeah. thing from a variety well, of angles. I was going to say but the fact that it's available right. is making people feel like they have to be part of this conversation now. Right. And so whereas BVS, they argued over like, is it a good movie or a bad movie, which is a useless argument versus with Wonder Woman, you're getting that still, but you're also getting like actual discussions about the movie. Cause people are like, Oh, it's right here. Let's just check the scene and then we'll talk about it. Um, which Batman. So I went to go see it in IMAX, right? Which, again, I was fucking pissed off because I was like, Patty, you fucking told me to go see it on the biggest fucking screen. So I was thinking there's going to be fucking, you know, let's total it up 30 fucking minutes of IMAX, right? I'm like, dude, great, awesome. Fuck off, Patty. There literally was a total uh, maybe five minutes, all right, with the opening scene being one of it and the ending, literally no action, just the ending being the other. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I didn't need to come to IMAX. Yeah, and so when I watched it again at home, I, you know, I have a 65 inch, I have five points around. I don't have Dolby Atmos, but still, you know, it's still surround sound. It's still great. Yeah, like I enjoyed it. Like I was like, all right, I could have enjoyed it watching it at home versus going and seeing it in IMAX. I only saw it in IMAX because, again, I was like, dude, BVS. You see the opening, you see Nightmare, you see the fucking fight in IMAX, and then you have the ending in IMAX, like. The, that's four sections of BBS that are important, right? You have the night, the night, and the haircut. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's what I mean. The ending. Uh, and so with with the with with Wonder Woman eighty four, I was like, I literally did not need to see this in IMAX. Like, and yeah. you know, they have the version on on HBO Max. So I was like, I would have enjoyed this at home in my own in my own settings. Plus, I have closed caption and you know subtitles. <laughs> Which I can understand because there's there's a couple lines in there that I was like, wait, what? 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 They say? Like what specifically with Son, like I didn't know when he first made the wish. He said, "I just want you to be, you know, to be greatness. Like I want you yeah. to. And I, I wish that you're greatness." Like, oh, that's what he fucking wished for. I didn't know what he, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. I was like, I couldn't. I lost it. It's so. The one where his son started to make the son started to make yeah. a wish, and he was and like, he's no, like no, 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 no. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And then, and then again, when you hear him saying he wished for something, I'm like he already made the wish, so it's it's useless. But I understood what he was wishing for because you know the kid had an accent. Yeah. So it's like, it had this movie not come out on HBO Max. I don't think people would be one talking about it as much. No. And I think there wouldn't be this discourse because I think, I think that's driving the talk of this movie because I mean, it's, I'm not going to say that it's a forgettable movie because that's not what I mean, but people wouldn't be up in arms defending this fucking film or talking about it in a negative way. So drastically had you not been able to watch it on HBO max. You know what I mean? No, I get what you mean. Yeah, no. Like, I don't like the, the. I mean, the, the, the new box office is going to be like word of mouth, the yeah. trendness, the hashtags. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously they're going to be looking at the subscriptions. Yes, naturally, but I mean they're going to be looking at you know the way that this that people are talking about this and using the hashtag and everything like that. You the know? SEO and the the anal the, the analytics are a whole new yeah whole yeah. new ballgame. Well, and the pandemic throws all sorts of things out of whack, but I think it was really interesting that it, I think Deadline today predicted it to have the, um, the biggest, biggest pandemic box office opening. Yeah. Um, and it's with it's the good. split. That's with the HBO split, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that the kind of on its face that the, a lot of the fears about like, now who's to say that it wouldn't do twice that if yeah. HBO Max wasn't around, but, um, it. I don't, yeah, I don't, it wouldn't be quite that. It might do like 10% more, 20% more, but a lot of the people that watched that into a max wouldn't have watched it in the first place, which right. I think is what part of why you're getting the discourse that you are is because when it's more accessible and there's more people watching it, and there's also a pressure to be involved with the conversation and you're having people live tweet it and stuff. You, you, anytime you raise the, like the noise floor, especially on social media, the, that one to 5% of like, just will you shut up, dude, people. Um, are that much louder also. And on social media, they're not drowned out by the crowd because, you know, the algorithm puts them right in your, right in your newsfeed or whatever. And it, and and the way that you interact with people online is different than like, if you were literally in a crowded room with your newsfeed, you know, it's just going to be, you know, you choose where you're going to be or whatever. Whereas online, look at my AMC app, by the way, as I was looking at different show times and stuff, when you look at the more premium screens, like the IMAX screen at one theater or the Mm -hmm. AMC prime screen at the theater that has like the leather seating and stuff, remembering that we've only got 40% capacity available, screenings are selling out. So, okay. Yeah, my theater, my IMAX, which can hold 270 plus people, right? I mean, there was a lot of people for it being, you know, sectioned off and, and you know, <clears throat> done in a certain way. But I was going to say, so for this film, just like what Queen's Gambit happened, right? Everybody was talking about it, regardless if they were liking it. Obviously, there was a lot of positivity yeah. about Queen's Gambit. But I was just like, I, fuck, I guess I'll watch it because all these people are talking about it, right? And so that's what I think is happening with this is that people were going, are they, is it really this bad or is it really this good? I got to figure it out. Well, I think too. I think, I think too. One of the things I just actually finished watching uh, the Heaven's Gate documentary on mm. HBO Max. I watched that too. Yeah, and which is it's it's fabulous. Nikes. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The but, Nikes, but one yeah. of the things. One of the things I should. And I wish I could remember because I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna cut the clip and actually use uh, when we talk about this because. And I, and I just didn't have it right now, but it's an interesting clip because it shows back. And I think it was like the sixties or seventies. There was this experiment done where they put a panel of like five people together 
And then there was one person who was actually the person who was part of the experiment. So everybody else knew what their answer to the questions were going to be. And they would show lines on a screen and they would be there'd be one main line, uh, vertical line. And then they would show all these other lines of different sizes. And they would say, okay, which one of these other four lines is the same size as the first line? And the first three or four of them. Every, you know, everybody started going down the line and they would say the correct one, the one that looked right, you know, so you'd have a long line and then one that matched up. And so you go, okay, B, B is the same size. And after they got to about the fifth one, everybody else on the panel started saying the wrong one. They would all agree that one other line was actually in, in tune with this one. And it was amazing because the one guy who's sitting there, his perception then was changed because he started thinking, well, Maybe I'm wrong. And so he would go along with these other voices around him because these other voices were saying things. And right. and every time, even though, and they, they talked about it, even though his own mind and eyes could see that this right. was this way, he still went along with everybody. And I think we get a lot of that effect mm -hmm. as well, when yes. especially when it comes to films and like, especially how vocal people are now. Everybody thinks they're a critic. Everybody yeah. thinks, you know, that their opinion is, is better than somebody else's. And so, well, nobody yeah. understands the role of criticism. Yeah. And so you combine that with the fact that they think they're a critic and it's like, it's okay. just, they're just literally complaining about something. Well, and so that's why yeah. we get situations like people go see Batman V Superman and they didn't think that the movie was horrible at first. You know, they thought, you know, they had an opinion. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't like it, but then they got home and then they started reading all these other people talking about the, like, you know, the yeah, Marvel scene. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, 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 I didn't like. And now all of a sudden, you know, I find it all the time. I don't know if you guys find it all the time, but I'll be in the middle of the stream talking about something that I like and I'll get a million, like, just just stupid reasons <laughs> why I can't like that thing. I mean, even in the chat tonight, we're getting these. Oh, yeah. These oh, yeah, sound bites. The, it's all freaking well, dude, sound bites that you know that they got from some other YouTuber somewhere yeah. or some other article that that person didn't like it. So they feel like they're in the right. And all of a sudden it right. starts to manipulate their own mind yeah. into thinking that this was their belief all along. Well, the moment I decided to go fuck Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know what the fuck. Like, yeah. I don't, it is, <laughs> I don't even I realized, use that kind of language and I'm I, about ready to drop an <laughs> F-bomb on that. Man. I went, fuck. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Thank you. Right Thank you. The moment I realized, I was like, what the fuck am I even looking at this shit for? was when I saw that BBS was like at 27%. And I remember I was like, that's, that's so fucking irregular. So I went to go check. Like, I remember specifically, like my daughter, you know, my daughter loves dogs. So she was watching Beverly Hills Chihuahua. So I was like, I'm just curious. I thought you said she has great film to it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I know. There's some times where I was like, what are you doing, kid? Um, and so, like, I looked up Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and that thing was like at 44% or something like that. Like, rot like rotten, but still 40%. I'm like, there's absolutely no fucking way that these critics are saying that BVS is worse the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. But that's the thing. They're not saying that. They're not. No, nobody right. nobody said because, that. Because it's because of the fucking way that they grade this shit, whether it's yeah. rotten or, you know, positive or whatever. And I'm like, exactly. And people don't oh. understand how Rotten Tomatoes works yeah. and misapply the numbers. And I think that was something I was going to say earlier about when I said I don't want to get into the business side of that right now. Yeah. Something that was really fascinating that WB did 
with um, this time around, which uh, really based on the way the strategy is going, it wasn't WB, it was Warner Media because they're actually like yeah. savvy with the way they've been yeah. doing all of this. You can tell that they were because <laughs> they, they pulled a Marvel and yeah. and people are so mad but it's like yeah, but, yeah. but the way that like disney and 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 several others have been what, what happens is that rotten tomatoes gave people a system and what do you do with your if it's a, with any system especially if you're running a business you play basically it. your I'll job play. is to play the, the system right like like tax code tax code is, is like it's not a law it's it's here's a here's a set of guidelines use these guidelines to make as much and spend as little as possible like you that's, don't that's like yeah. If you're a business, yeah, exactly, yeah, and and so for them, that's what Rotten Tomatoes is, and so and so the, and the, Warner Brothers did like an extreme version of it, but you see it with every single movie is they they were very selective about who got to see pre screenings based on people they knew were going to be more positive to it, which yeah. it happens with every single Marvel movie, right. and then they embargo they gave only a social embargo. Social embargoes are always more positive. Partly because people totally. want the people want the clout from like the I saw it early, but also there's a psychological aspect which I think goes to kind of what Enosh was talking about a little bit earlier. You don't know yet what people what the the temperature of the room is going to be, and nobody wants to be the person that goes out the gate being like this is trash and have everyone else be like this is awesome. They're like oh I I didn't mean to be so harsh. So everyone is, so everyone is like balanced to positive plus the fact that they're like hand selected to be more positive in general and it's place. a female lead it's a female yeah, it's yeah. A and, and, so, and so you get this positive social media buzz and then you let that sit for a few weeks and people just know that there's been this artificially created buzz that's positive for the movie and then eventually like a week or two later after you kind of after the the positive initial reaction fades, then you release the review embargo and all of the reviews from the handpicked, you know, you stacked the jury, basically all of the, all of the carefully selected positive reviews come in and the way Rotten Tomatoes works, it's, 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 is, is that it is a percentage of reviews that are positive or negative. So if someone gives a, a six out of 10 um, or, or higher is typically a, a, a positive review and a, and a, a sometimes a six out of 10 or a five out of 10 and, and lower is a, is a negative review. And the ultimate score is what percent is positive versus negative. So you could have a straight six out of 10 movie that is either a 0%. If every single person gives it a six out of 10 movie, there is, there is a scenario hypothetically where it is a um, 0% on rotten tomatoes. And it's an average of six out of 10, or it could be a hundred percent of rotten tomatoes. And it's an average of six out of 10. That almost never happens. It kind of, it almost happened with Joker though. Where yeah. Joker has like the highest average that I've I, I scrubbed a bunch of numbers. I'm sure there's other examples, but Joker is like the biggest example recently. Where I've always had this hypothetical scenario in my mind of like this system breaks and this type of movie would prove it. And Joker came out and it did, where it's got like the highest average review score for the range of like everything else that's in that whatever the percentage range that it's in. I don't think it's rotten, but it's like sixty percent something. I think maybe now or seventy percent. Everything else in that range. Hmm. Um, is um, is like an eighty or ninety percent. Like if like, like it has a very similar average score, or at the time it did at least to like one um, like uh, Captain Marvel, for example, is always a good thumb um, rule um, comparison point. Um, and and like Joker had like a a um, a similar um, or or actually a higher average review score, but a lower Rotten Tomatoes um, tomato meter score on it. And so anyway, so, so, so WB or Warner media gamed that by having all the positive reviews hit first. And then like the, the people who couldn't see it then until opening day on Christmas, by the way, um, yes. don't all see it opening day. If they do, then they have to, 
write a review and post it Christmas day. I don't think a ton of people took their Christmas off to write a review for this movie. So then a lot of them hit the day after. And by that time and it's streaming. So people aren't waiting for, you know, whereas if it was, if it was releasing in theaters on a Thursday night, the reviews would hit Thursday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon. No. So by the time this wave of bad interviews came in or bad reviews, people had already watched it. It dropped the rotten tomatoes and people are in the middle of watching it. And nobody in the in the negative reviews haven't even had a chance to be written yet. And so, like from a from a business like strategy perspective, like they, it's it's I don't I don't know if I want to call it sleazy or smart, but mm-hmm. it um it it it's WB finally playing that PR game in the way they've been failing to compared to other oh, media. For years, right? Our media, but that's where they've been beaten all along is in the perception and 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 well, that brings um, up. This is a this is an interesting point, right? Because Warner Media did this on purpose. They they knew what the fuck they were doing, okay? And there was a reason why they released it on HBO Max. There was a reason why only certain critics uh, or maybe certain people saw the film prior. This is Wonder Woman eighty four, which is, I mean, it's not <laughs> big of a nothing is happening in the film. It's like so fucking controversial, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to Zack Snyder Justice League and the F-bomb coming out from Batman is so fucking mm-hmm. unbelievably controversial. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the moment it fucking drops, like, I'm curious on how they're going to play this. Are they going to give out screeners to this? Because if it's a movie... I think that, they'll I, do the same strategy. I mean, but, okay, um, so gonna, who do they, who do they give it to, right? Well, well, because I mean, they have an idea. I mean, I, with uh, you know who's going to review it bad and who's not. I mean, you got an idea. Right. Maybe you'll get a few negative ones, but I think yeah, you got a. Yeah. And so what? What? What I think is really interesting about that also then is is with um with this movie in particular, the reason that like I don't know if everyone notices it because I've seen a lot of like fan arguments. They're sometimes sometimes cloistered from the like more the like professional film Twitter or, or like the the I'm a reviewer for variety and this is what I'm tweeting about like. Sure. Like uh, that part of the discourse isn't always a part of the fan discourse, but normally with like these DC movies that have like the bad Rotten Tomatoes scores, and what you end up with is the critics who are like defending the reviews and the fans who are mad about it. But what's happening this time is the critics are all fighting because the ones that got to see it early fight. and dropped their positive reviews are now now the ones that didn't get to see it early and didn't like it are like mad that that the that that lying and yeah. so i'm like so blame rotten tomatoes you're <laughs> mad because there's a system that exists that that <laughs> that balances that that pits your scores against each other that's what you're mad at of course WB did that. It's just a smart way to do it because Rotten Tomatoes created a system that incentivizes WB or Warner Media, whoever, to, to release it that way. Um, and, but it's just hilarious to see that the fight that normally happens between like bloggers and fans where it's like, you're just, you're just a biased shill and that's the only reason you liked slash disliked that movie is now the exact same thing is happening between critics to the point that like you're even seeing people verified go after each other you're seeing stuff that like they're implying that like these people who like have mocked fans for for years over like whenever every time they're like oh the paid off disney critics and they're like oh you're so stupid to think that they're paid off and it is like critics aren't paid off in that way this is a great example of like when you say that they are they're they're paid off no nobody's like handed money and told you get a positive review but like they will say, this it's person more likely to give a positive review. We'll give them a screener ahead of time, and we'll, we'll embargo everybody. 
Yeah, we'll take them out. To, you know, used to be um, like we'll, we'll invite them out to yeah. New York. Right. Or but it's not even that. It's not even that overt though, because they're not going to say like you're the person reviewing. Like most like sites that send people to like a set visit tend to separate the critics from the. Um, you want to know going right. on going on set visit. Well, that's why like for like anything that I've gone on a set visit for, I wouldn't do a, a review for it. That's like a policy we have. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, good. And um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think that that yeah, I didn't know that. Thought, yeah, yeah, that that's that's tremendous. But man. that also sucks because of what I know. So whatever. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can write about it, but I, I'm not yeah, going to write. I'm not going to give a review. So like my right. my opinion on it isn't going to affect Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, sure, it's not. I well, but you so, know, but you know, I think it puts you in a, in a good place because, like, just like there's some comments going on right now that like that we're attacking people who just have a different opinion. And first of all, nothing I've seen here that anybody has done has attacked anyone yeah, for just not liking the movie. I think just the exact opposite. I think they're they're literally and, bitches. That's what they're exactly. Thinking. And just and just to finish my thought earlier, everyone jumping in to just go, I I've got my own brain and I've got my own thoughts on yeah. this and everything. That's exactly what the people who were who were part of that that uh experiment that i told you about that's exactly yeah. what they said because they were quick to defend their own points of view yeah. because yeah. my brain can't be controlled by by the by the others who have this other opinion yeah. and i'm i are kind of being forced on me against my will even though i don't even realize i'm being manipulated into yeah. into thinking a certain way because this is my thoughts my ideas and especially the world that we live in right now where everybody is so defensive and it's like no this is my opinion this is my thoughts this is you can't control me you can't make me what to think and i and when i was watching it with my wife you know what i said i said i get this because i like the last jedi i would be the guy sitting here going nope that i don't care what all of you say that line is is the same thing there's some people yes i'm not saying everybody succumbs to that and i'm not saying that everybody who doesn't like wonder woman 84 is like being mind controlled under it i'm saying i find it interesting when you see all of a sudden this rush of people all saying the exact same arguing points well, right? and, like, and, I don't... and they sound like the same it's literally you could put them all next to each other and they're all the same you see there that they're being influenced even though they don't even realize it yeah well right but so what does that mean for zach's justice league like truly well, like it's, i think that they're probably i think that this rollout probably despite the insanity of like everyone fighting um I think they are probably convinced in the the, the the box office the the theatrical box office and i'm assuming the streaming numbers based on the, the engagement on Twitter. Um, I think they're going to do a very similar strategy. And so you're going to have Zack Snyder's justice league is going to have a positive rotten, <laughs> rotten tomato score wow, that's gonna be fucking going crazy. into release. <laughs> and it's going to nosedive after release, but everyone's going to have already seen it and be talking about it when the bad reviews <clears throat> hit rotten tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we're going to be mad. That, that huh? <laughs> like, what do you think? Like, dude, you got to remember that I think Zach's highest rated movie is like a 60 or 62 or something. Well, yeah, but that's because that, that's, that's the All whole, right. So uh, what I'm saying like, is like, where, where are you, look, where are you look, seeing well, Let's say there's, let, let's say, let's say 62%. So let's say there's 200 reviews. That's 120 um, people that gave it a positive review and 80 people that gave it a negative review. Right. So let's only do 120 reviews at first. And it's going to be those 120 people are the first people that are going to review it. It's going to have a hundred, it's not going to have a hundred percent, but if you did that, have a hundred percent. And then, but then at the end of the day, it's actually only 60% with 200 people, but because you didn't, you know, you only let in, you embargoed everybody that wasn't, um, or not embargoed, but you only gave screeners to the people that had a propensity to, to be positive about it. Um, and, um, and, yeah, and you know what? I think that it, I, I think that like, I can understand why people are mad about it. I'm not a really a big fan of the practice, but it's kind of like one of those, like, 
it's it's if you're playing the game, you got to. It was a monster created, and guess what? Their the Warner Media has to be. It's it's their job. Yeah, exactly. it's, their, it's their job to 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 put the best foot forward, and like I think that Rotten Tomatoes is 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 a is a problem in the way that it, it's run, and the way that it's, its system is structured, and the types of movies that well, it, it. I'll give you. I'll give you a comparison that, that literally relates to me. Right, it's like a um, anytime anybody goes in to buy a car, right? You know, at the end of the day, somebody can walk in and go, "I want to buy this car at invoice." Well, you don't ever go to like. Best Buy and go, I want to buy this TV at your cost, or I want to buy this Blu-ray at your cost, because at the end of the day, anybody that's in the auto industry, that was something that you would say. You'd be like, well, I could sell it to you at invoice, and we'll work from there, right? And so, Mm -hmm. not me, but we created that monster, so how do we we combat that, right? We got to learn how to to adapt, and that's what Warner Media is doing right here. They're going, well, we created this technically monster, right? We're going to figure out a way to work it in our advantage. Well, That's and, the only way you can. Well, and the, the, what the critics are 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 mad about is there is, I don't know. This is so hard. So I don't want to speak in totally blanket mm-hmm. blanket terms here, but there there are there are a lot of people who are critics who they they like their job because they can shape the discourse, mm-hmm. and that is a lot of power to have when you get that first run review and when your score when your opinion impacts Rotten Tomatoes. But imagine if your job is to tell people what how a movie is, and you interpret that as like it's your job to influence the Rotten Tomatoes score, for example, and your review doesn't hit Rotten Tomatoes until after everyone has seen the movie already. <laughs> I would be pretty pissed if that was the way I yeah. saw my job. I see my job personally as it's my it's my job to to um to help people appreciate and understand the intent and the execution and the and the meaning behind things even if i don't love it i'm more interested in finding out the how and the why than i am labeling it good or bad um and um but that is the discussion that is being forced to happen now so anybody who invested their their career or put any of their personal value in their influence granted to them because of their control over a review score um now we're now basically what this creates is if it what should happen is it should we get people to open their eyes and be like, Oh, let's either change the Rotten Tomatoes algorithm or get people to stop reading it. Cause the, cause the enough movies nosediving immediately after everyone has already seen it is going to have people be like, okay, the system is useless, which is going to make them adapt it. Um, and what's going to happen is people, what, as they should have done all along as they did before Rotten Tomatoes is they're going to say, Oh, Hey, I like that person's reviews. I'll follow their opinion. Yeah. Like, why do you need to aggregate? Like the act of, bringing everyone's opinion into a collective and then representing it with a score totally destroys any nuance in film discourse. And for the people that were in the majority or who were getting the review scores that sided with their opinion, it benefited them because their opinion on what types of films should and shouldn't be made and how they should be discussed was the overriding opinion. And now that exact same system is being used to not just diminish their opinion, but like destroy its influence. And and it's funny because the MCU, for all that they did, they're the ones that created this monster, right? They're the ones that are going to end it because if you look at it, and I say MCU, but I really mean Disney. But when has anybody, and I do mean because I have no idea, when has anybody ever brought up the Mandalorian's runs to made a score? Do we know it? Like, I have no idea. About right. It. It's like 90%, about, but like TV is good. Totally but, but, but TV critics also rank things differently yeah, because – um, because like you see, like there's a lot of bad stuff on Rotten Tomatoes with like 90% reviews. Yeah, 
like yeah. TV series. And I mean, bad stuff like people dislike it, not like bad stuff like, oh, I don't like Captain Marvel, but you know, a lot of people do. Um, TV is like a totally different beast with um, with Rotten well, Tomatoes. It's almost I, useless I, for practical purpose. I never, I, I don't care what a Rotten Tomatoes score is. And even well, if I looked well, it up, it wouldn't influence if I want to watch it or not. The reason why is because people get to watch it at the same time. You're not, you're not seeing people review right. the episodes two days, three days before right. it comes out. Well, I mean, if, if you have to get up off your couch and go pay for a movie ticket and sit in a movie theater with other people and pay for popcorn, you're right. going to be like, you know what? I'll wait five minutes and read a review first. If you have to sit on your couch and press play, and decide yeah. for yourself whether that's good or not. Nobody's going to be like, right, drop it on streaming, right. but I'm going to wait until I take it away for sure. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That, that's the main point. That, that's that's why I'm saying, like, dude, Rotten Tomatoes could tell me that The Mandalorian is 27%, and I would have no idea. I would be it like, would, yeah, well, it's different for TV too, because I think but they, I, well, they, what they I mean, though, is that episode, they'd be talking about it, right? People would be saying, the Rotten Tomatoes is, is great in The Mandalorian at 20, 27%. Like, you know, it'd be bringing it up. I have yet to hear a single thing about any kind of Rotten Tomatoes when it comes to yeah. the, the online yeah. talk. That's what I mean. Well, it's well, all, it's, yeah, it's all turning into hype. And the other thing is, you look at like what, um, what matters. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm like, we got two more questions. I'm just like, okay. okay. Well, I'll say, I'll, 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 I'll keep it one short then instead of, um, boring. <laughs> there we go. Oh, just kidding. I had to pull that out. <laughs> yeah, pull that out. Um, just, just summarize. Nobody cares about Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Rotten, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes reflects the 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 review score, and so it has a little bit of an impact on on the discussion. But like taking box office out of the conversation is also huge because. It has no. That doesn't matter. Like people, like people, people to be like, oh, Snyder doesn't have hits, or Snyder has box office bombs. It, it has no bearing on whether on like mm-hmm. it, it, there's no relevance in in the discussion of is the film good, is it bad, how much it made, how much it cost. None of that, none of that should matter. But because it's these metrics that are being put up, that's what dominates the discussion. And now none of that matters anymore. The review score doesn't matter, and the box office doesn't matter because people are going to watch it and discuss it before they even know what any of those things are. And that's what matters now. I so. just think it's a shame when people go to a movie and they've already pre-decided that they're yeah. not going to like it just based on because a bunch of idiots put together their right. scores of a film. When Which, in reality, I've never agreed mostly with critics. And, and I could have I could have walked in going to, to Wonder Woman 84 going, I'm going to hate this movie because Jeff Johns was involved. I didn't think that way. I was just like, I just want to see the film and see what it's like. Like, I didn't give a shit that Jeff Johns was involved, even though he's a shit fucking person in life yep. and, and everything. I just, I was like, I'm just going to watch this film. I don't know anything about it. And I watched it and I enjoyed it. Like, dude, I'm, I don't, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not like when I, I, I was watching Titans. Like I knew that there were certain episodes that he was involved with, but I still fucking liked the seasons. Like, yes. I, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh man, I'm breaking my own heart or I'm, I'm, I'm like doing something wrong because I like am I going to break down every little thing that I watch and just because there was an a hole involved in there somewhere right. I got to say well I got I got to hate the whole thing yeah no, I got news no. for you if that's your stance then you're not going <laughs> to like anything exactly and that's the problem like, dude, that's the problem like, you're, like, yeah believe me like I get that and I understand that but it's like dude I don't like yeah. just because Jeff Johns was a shitty person who I can understand as a shitty person was involved with this movie that doesn't mean that oh dude it's the worst fucking thing I ever. know. So Anyways, yeah. go on, Dave, with your second question. I know. I was about to say, I'm like, okay, we got another Wonder Woman question. I just want to point out that I'm not the one. I I said my thing and then I stopped, and those guys kept on going. Just oh. they didn't. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! 
Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding with you, Steve. No, no. We got another Wonder Woman question from William at the uh, Sci Fi Center who wanted to uh, ask this. Wonder Woman 84 is the first Gal Gadot version of Wonder Woman that has existed outside of the confines of Zack Snyder, having directed her and co written her other two, three appearances. Do you think there's too much of his DNA for the character to exist outside of the Snyderverse? And do you think that hurt Wonder Woman 84's premise and story? Ooh, can so I go first? One. Yeah, yeah. Can I, go first? Uh, I completely fucking agree, and it's the reason why I don't want to see another another director with Henry Cavill and Superman. Because mm. unfortunately, dude, watching Diana in BVS, okay, and what, and it's the reason why I had a problem with Wonder Woman, and it definitely is the reason why I'm like Wonder Woman eighty four, like her. The, the physics, the way she like she should not have been running and slide not sliding, but I mean yeah, running. the running the running is a little wonky. It's so fucking yeah. bad because guess what? I saw her leap, literally fucking fly towards Doomsday, and I'm going, that is fucking badass. That is so cool as a geek and a nerd. I went, dude, that is so badass for her to just sit there and just you know leap and do that yell, and even when she gets hit and she's like you know smirking about it because Snyder's DNA was built into that first appearance. So then to see her be so like, you know, whatever at Wonder Woman, I got it. I understood it. So then to see her this time, I went, you know, the, that fucking running man, like the <laughs> physics and all this, like, dude, I don't, Oh man, I just don't, I get it, but Scott's got something too. Yeah, it's too much. To, I, it's too much of Zack Snyder's like blueprint that we got in BVS to where because Patty hasn't followed any of that style, it just hasn't worked for me. It's clashed. Go what on, Scott. It will bother us. General audience doesn't give a shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, and, my, yeah. and, and, and well, he was asking, he was asking what, us. Well, I, I'm just he saying, I'm, I'm saying for me, doesn't work for me personally. General audience doesn't give a shit. Wonder Woman fans like my wife don't give a shit. My okay. wife loved this movie. My wife loves the first movie. For my wife, there's no delineation. All she sees is Wonder Woman. Yeah. And did she have a good time? That's all my wife cares about. My so, wife. My wife. <laughs> so you my, get, wife. You my wife. My wife. <laughs> I'm just Heather. Heather had a great time today. She got what she wanted out of the movie. She got her little popcorn tin. She said Wonder Woman 84 was awesome. I don't agree with that, but guess what? I'm me and she's her. And Mm -hmm. well, it's funny because my because Avery goes uh, because I asked her. I said, "So what did you think?" She was like, "Oh, oh, it was great. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first one." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay. Like that's that's her thought." And obviously. When she's even comparing those films, like it's, it's, I wouldn't even have to question, like, oh, well, what about with BVS? Because she'd be like, you kidding me? Like, no, BVS is like you guys mentioned, a different tier. There is no, these movies exist somewhere else compared to BVS. Like, she's watched BVS so many. It's just so weird for me to not be able to, for people to not be able to walk out of a movie and be like, 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 what you're gonna go see Tom and Jerry and be like, that's nothing like BVS. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> why does every movie have to be the I same know. structure? That's, why does that's why my, that's it. That's oh why my gosh. 
my like my daughter can understand. That's why she was like, "Oh, it was great. It wasn't as good as the first one. That's cool." But she's not sitting there going, "But Fuck dude, how how come it I, wasn't I, like I, the BDS Doomsday fight?" You know what I mean? Look, like I, just Scott going. Scott hit it because I said I've said the same thing about Star Wars. Star Wars is something. Look, we as fans, the like these diehards who are like in here every day trying to you know dissect it and talk about it, and you know like we got our whole lives you know up in collections on you know uh, on this thing right and everything like. Like, look, I get it. We're going to dissect every little part of it and everything. But the average person, you know how many people I talk to who just know that I'm a Star Wars fan, you know, because they come over or whatever. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Your whole house is filled with, you have a Star Wars bathroom. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I and then I, I start talking about, you know, some of the discussions that we have and we, we talk about the sequels or whatever, we, you know, talk gets to the sequels. And people are, literally will look at me and go, there's people who don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's those Real moments issues. it's those moments that I sit back and I go I wish yeah I could be you sometimes I say the same thing I'm talking about my thing. in-laws who don't even know who's a Marvel character and who's yes. a DC character. Yes, they have on Christmas Eve. I, I like, love well, and I think fans forget that that's like and I'm not I'm not exaggerating that's like 95 plus yes. percent of the box. So yeah, that, like it, and it's hard because oh you gosh. like you spend your time around all these people that like know all this inside and out. But yeah. like literally, and and you can tell it when you're sitting in a theater because people are leaning over like, "Who's that? What's is Captain yes. America in this one?" Like, <laughs> and and half the people that are experts yeah. on it are wrong because it's really, or I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be sitting and behind someone in the theater and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is the one with the cameo from such." I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's not yeah. uh, especially well, with Star Wars." But I um, love it when somebody says to me, "You know what? That last one." I, that wasn't my favorite, but I love Star Wars. And I'm just like, yes. And that's, that is what I literally, that's, that's how I live my life. I try to live my life with some of this stuff is even well, if I don't really care for something, I realize, like, especially with a franchise like Star Wars, there's how many movies now? And now we got cartoons and we've got all these branch outs and stuff like that. And every yeah. time I look at something, I just go, okay, you know, maybe well, that one wasn't that, for me. I can tell you this. It doesn't mean that you, I'm going to boycott the entire franchise and act like the whole thing's burning to the ground. It's because it's online. That's why. Because my daughter, yeah. she doesn't, have, she has, she doesn't have that filter. Like she, she can understand the sequel trilogy. And again, I, I've, I've mentioned this several times. I showed my daughter all of the films, and after the end, after we saw Rise of Skywalker, right, and she's seen it a couple of times. I'm like, so which is your favorite? You know, she says, A New Hope. New Hope. She sit there and go. She doesn't sit there and go. Oh well, Force Awake. Like, dude, she. She doesn't even really care about those films. Yeah, she just likes she's it. Them, she just likes them. She's like, all right, they're cool, but they're not. That's not a new hope. And and she, if she can understand that, process that. Well, she's not sitting there online going, why are all these people bitching about you know, the Last <laughs> Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker? Right? Yeah. she's just going. I mean, those just. I mean, I get it. They're they're cool, but I love Luke, and she was fucking absolutely stunned. But she also understood it of why Luke showed up in the Mandalorian. Like she was like, I love it. Like she wasn't sitting there going, Oh, maybe they're going to retcon the last Jedi. Like, she was just like, I love that Luke is showing up. That's great. I love yeah, this. Imagine episode. a bunch of seven to 10 year olds, like to start like <laughs> online petitions and griping and complaining. <laughs> exactly. going, like, we went down with the sequel trilogy. Right. Must die. Right. But to, but to Will's question, you know, but is it going to make something that doesn't follow that mold harder for me personally to Absolutely. enjoy? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it's still why you go back and listen to our DC film squad cast back when we were the suicide squad cast review of, of wonder woman. And 
my bitchy little self could not get over the ending of the movie going that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't fit with bvs that doesn't that doesn't i and, and i and and that's why when i watched the movie a couple of days ago i went off oh, Fuck that! No, no. <laughs> well, I feel like despite all the all the insanity, there's been an element of the past th- four, five years, whatever that <laughs> has been, years, whatever it is um, that has kind of broken a lot. Not everybody, unfortunately, but like me, <laughs> to be like, wh- how much of this stuff, like getting to the point where you're like, you know what? I prefer multiverse at this point. Like I liked yeah. the tight contained, like I, I wanted that at the time, but you know what? After going through all of this, that yeah. desire creates a situation where like, okay, if you want the tight continuity, that means that someone's missing out. Yeah. It's pretty much um, and so, so yeah, so it got to the point where it's like, you know what? If, if, if we have to choose between like who gets their way with the continuity, no, just make them all, just make them all. And I, maybe I won't watch those. Not a big deal. Because, right. because, like when as I as long as I get the ones Marvel. that I want to watch, great. Right, because like, then I go and watch a trailer like The Batman, and I shit my pants, and I'm yeah. like, yes, well, give me that. But, but this is yeah. this is prime on why this is so important that it's on streaming, right? Like, if this movie had been made in, with the intention of being on streaming, would it have been the same kind of film? I don't think so. Like, no. I feel like I feel like it would have probably leaned more into the camp. It would have been more camp. Yeah, and oh, because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day they knew that they were going to be releasing it in a different way. And so that's why I'm going, that's also why I think they're doing this for Zack Snyder Justice League and why they were, they were going, Oh, you know what? Even though we were all talking about it, it should be on HBO max. Cause guess what? It's the perfect thing. It's streaming. You don't have to worry about box office and all that. And it's going to be controversial. We already know that. So everybody leading up to it, we already know all that shit's going to happen, but we're in a different time frame and a different mindset than 2016. There is no, Oh man, there's just one scene that you know it's the Martha moment. Like, dude, the Zack Snyder Justice League is gonna have fucking heads chopped off. Okay, there's not gonna be a oh man, there was some Martha moment. Like, dude, it's gonna be like this is a kids. This is supposed to be a kids. That's gonna be the biggest gripe. I'm calling it now. Is the violence? Oh, that's yeah. it. Everybody's gonna be like, I can't believe this is the Justice League film. Like, this has Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. These are made for kids. Why are there so much violence? And it's gonna be like, dude. Go to 2017 if you wanted that fucking kids movie, okay? We're going to see that, that comic panel of Batman taking the gun from yeah. the kid a million times as if that's oh, the only Batman God. comic has ever been written. Seen that shit. My God. There's Why that one that? And, there's a, and there's the Superman one where he stops the goth girl on the ledge. No one's uh, ever drawn anything. They stopped making Superman comics after that one because that's all they ever, right? That's the only ones that exist. Nothing else. I got to say this. So after watching Wonder Woman and she she has the line in there about how she hates guns. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So last night I come home and I told you guys I watched you know the the Wonder Woman TV series right before Wonder Woman gets to come back to civilization they literally have the contest that she has to win is bullets and bracelets. Bracelets. Yeah. They literally come out and they hand them dueling uh, pistols and like each one like Linda Carter pulls out a, a six shooter the other girl pulls out a six shooter they go around <laughs> and they're like boom boom and bam bam boom boom bam bam and I'm just yeah. like. Oh yeah. Okay. So Wonder Woman hates guns. They, they, well, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? That, that goes to that goes to again the subtleties, right? Jeff Jones. That's that's him writing it out, yeah. right? Oh, I hate guns. You have to say yep. that. You have to physically and verbally state that you hate guns. Yes. Okay? Yes. So I that's why say, you're crushing them versus her. The fact that her introduction to guns was anti-op getting shot. 
Correct. Yeah. Lessen yeah. it a little bit for me. Sure. But sure. I get it. I get it with it. Look, and I think it's okay. we all with Garza said it perfectly. Garza yeah. said it perfectly. Why is it that it has to be like, oh, we're going to push this in your face yeah, exactly. because this is what we want you to focus on. Exactly. Just being her having a reaction to it that you yeah. could go back and you could say, I can understand why Wonder Woman would have an aversion to this in this mm-hmm. story, right? Every story doesn't have to be the same, right? It's That's why Wonder you can Woman have Batman, Batman back in the forties, right? With, with guns himself, yeah. you know, yeah. and then it can come full circle to guns on the Batmobile, you know, machine guns <laughs> blowing everything up and putting a bomb down some, some guys, you know, pants and in Batman returns and smiling about it. Right. <laughs> but you can't, but, but on the flip side, we can also have a Batman who has an aversion to those things and these different stories, like Scott was saying, where it's like, I can enjoy and absolutely relish in Ben Affleck's Batman and Zack Snyder's version of Batman that, look, goes in, he's he's a weathered hero. He's doing something he's that is, is against all this. code. Yes, yeah. and he's going, going against like, code. he's going against those things. Yeah. But then I can go back and I can watch a different version of Batman or even whatever this, you know, the Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson's version comes out to be, whatever that is. I can appreciate it all. Why can't we understand it? it does Even if it's not a multiverse that we all connect and, you know, and it's really cool like that, but just being able to watch different things for what they are, being able to watch a Christopher Reeves Superman and be inspired by that, but yet absolutely be in awe of Henry Cavill's Superman on the same token and yeah. what his Superman accomplishes and what his Superman brings to the table. I think, Enosh, what, what's happened in the discourse over the last five plus years is too many people have seen have seen versions weaponized against the version that they like yeah thus we have to dig our heels into the ground and you and basically do the inverse by using our versions as a weapon against other versions because i have to let you know how much this version (laughs) means to me well, and, I saw that and, I saw that today, and somebody was like, "If you like the Wonder Woman '84 version, you you can't talk about the you can't say that the Donner version is shit or something." Oh, something like that. I was like, that guy. "I was like, fuck you, dude! I can literally say that I love the Wonder Woman '84 movie and fucking shit on the Donner movie." Okay, I don't give a shit about the Donner films. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. That was, so but guess sad. what? I like the Wonder Woman '84 movie. Fucking. Like, you know what I mean? And so I was like, I, I almost felt attacked. I felt attacked, right? I was like, fuck you, dude. You're not going to tell me that I have to like the Donner films. I, I and, 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 and I'm just, I'm being the old, I'm being the old man, the get off my lawn. Well, I need the same for Grand Torino. I did left like an hour ago. I mean, I, I, why not? I, I, I am the Grand Torino gif of Clint Eastwood <laughs> at this point. So, you know, but it's just like, why do we have to be right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's the I am perfectly fine with someone telling me they don't like something that I don't like. Yeah. What I don't appreciate is someone telling me that I'm wrong for liking mm-hmm. what I like. I can I have personal friends who we dislike each other's things that they absolutely love. What I will not stand and I will shut you out is when you try to make me feel bad about what I don't like. All I'm going to do is say, this is why I like it. 
Why do and if I invite you to say no, why do you not like it? Like I was telling Dave at the beginning, like when Tim and I do reviews and we disagree on movies, like he loved Aquaman, I didn't. I really dug Birds of Prey and Shazam, he didn't. But guess what? We still do a podcast together. Yeah, every week. Absolutely. <laughs> my, my, my co-host fucking loves Marvel. I hate it. Like, dude, I don't. If he was here, he he'd give me shit for saying that, but. He does like a lot of Marvel. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. What are you talking about? He well, wouldn't do that. Okay. If you were to watch our, our in-game review, yeah, no, no. Like there, it saw gets it. fucking heated. Yeah. we yeah. There's a point where we get heated where I'm like, dude, the, shit, the, the film was shit. Okay. And he's he's defending the shit out of it. But it's like, I'm sorry. But I, I also want to answer Daniel uh, Deltos's uh, question. Just because it was super chat. So uh, he asked me if I was going to be making any awesome yeah. DCU yeah. trailers. Yeah. That's my plan. Like I, I, I feel like I already have the the track that I wanted to make, where I'm showing all the worlds and all the you know everything that's involved. Because hopefully we see some kind of apocalypse fucking version in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I feel like maybe I don't know, but you know just to have that kind of world and Atlantis and Themyscira, it just it, it'd be cool to have it all there. So yes, I plan on it, but we'll see. Um, I think it's pirated quickly. What with what Tim was say, or um Tim Scott <laughs> wrong host wow. <laughs> I don't know wow um I um with what you were saying I, th- I thought it was really interesting that um I, I actually think Dave Garza and I all three were tagged in it but like right after the movie dropped and I had seen it and had a positive reaction um somebody like tagged us and it was something like oh really this is the hill you're gonna die on pretending that you like this movie or whatever. And I just responded to just like, sorry, I guess we had a different experience. And then yeah. they came back again and we're like, well, no, I don't, I, how, how could you possibly think that X, Y, and Z is, is okay. It was just utter complete trash in my opinion. Yeah. And they threw it in my opinion at the end. Capitalized in my opinion. I was like, they threw it in my opinion at the end. And I was like, I don't. So, okay. So you're just saying that because you don't want me to tell you that you're wrong. Yet like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to like it. But so like, it's like it's my opinion, opinion that I like it. Like, and I don't care. Like, I I'm gonna like it even if you don't. Like, it's like you don't like it. That's cool. Go go not go not like it somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't even invite. Like I it wasn't like I was asking anybody. Like, hey, I'm gonna invite everybody to come out. And it's the reason why I don't know if you guys saw it. I think most of y'all did. Which is why I, I threw out my little my, my hot take tweet <laughs> of uh, you know Wonder Woman being better than Tenet because I'm like. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, oh, yeah, we we like, didn't take that seriously. Come on, I know. And it, you know, sure, am I, sure am about I, it. I didn't take it seriously. I, I know. Am I am I being serious? I don't. I don't even fucking know. Like, I haven't seen Tenet twice. Okay, let's just put this way: I've only seen Tenet in theaters, and I was pissed off because I was like, I should not have risked my fucking life for this fucking film. I'm sorry. Fuck this movie. Did I watch Wonder Woman twice? Yes, because I had it at the option at home. If I would have had Tenet at home. I probably would have watched it. Maybe my experience would have been like Steven, where I would have I, enjoyed it. I don't I, know. I wish Tenet uh, got a proper non-pandemic right. release. Having said that, man, would that have been a good streaming movie? Imagine the this, imagine people mm-hmm. talking about that one if they could I rewatch know. it and have it on hand afterwards. Man, and, that would have been like a mean, monster hit on the streaming. It, I think it would have been too, and I and I think it would have given me not only a different appreciation for it, but it it would allow me to have watched it with subtitles and understand half the fucking shit that was happening. Right. And to get a better feel for what I was seeing on the film, 
because obviously with Wonder Woman, I could get the over it. You know, it was simple enough for me to understand it. With Tenet, it was like, dude, like I understand. I'm. It's simple enough to understand what's happening, mm-hmm. but I still don't understand what the fuck they're talking. Yeah. Well, about. What was weird with me for Tenet when I finally saw it was that you're you're tracking. You have to track multiple timelines. We have to make guesses about what timeline you're seeing happening in any given person in the scene and track them. And while you're doing that, you're not actually following anything. You're just kind of like storing it in your short-term memory. Like this might be relevant soon. So I'll have to remember this diagram in my head. And then it's like, Oh wait, no, that one wasn't relevant. But do I, no, I forgot that one. I was looking at the wrong. Oh, and they're, they're, Oh, okay. Now they're overlapping. Oh, okay. I get it. But you you understand what's happening in a large sense, but like an individual scene, you're like, wait, who's going where and why? And what's the, so when it comes to like Wonder Woman, like technically Wonder Woman 84 is a much more enjoyable film. Was it made better than Tenet? Absolutely not. Like, like no production value. Fucking, you know, the overall like feel of the film. No, it's not made better than Wonder Woman eighty four. But I can watch Wonder Woman eighty four way more than I can watch Tenet. Wow. Um, well, Johnny, thanks, man. Look at that. That's, actually, that's, that's actually my real life friend too, by the way. So thank you, Johnny. Oh, wow. sweet. You know, like, even though, like, I, I saw him, like, he knows you. Person, huh? Yeah, I know. You saw, I saw him in the chat. And some people were like, I saw, I think Mr. Fourth was like, oh yeah, Dave's just running an autopilot. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm letting everybody talk because usually I'm doing this shit by myself. I'm I'm glad that I have a panel that I can actually let get out there. So, but uh, yeah, but thank you, John. You're awesome. It's also why I don't put my thoughts out there usually until the reviews come out. My review comes out because, well, that's kind of. I need downloads. Why? Why? I have to. I have to sell the milk. I'm not going to give the cow for free. I mean, like it's just exactly. like, and how it works. But it's also like, why do I put my opinions out there? Because I've gener- we we have generated audiences who actually give right. a shit what we say. You know, and, 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 and it's like I don't need you to agree with what I say because my audience, for some reason, after five something years, actually gives a shit what my opinion is, and not everyone who listens to me agrees with me of course and i don't that, and i don't ask them to but it also means that for, for i i know for me uh for me and ben like they know we're not gonna just fucking chill for a fucking movie like they know yeah we're yeah. gonna give our opinion we're not gonna sit there and be like oh it's the best thing ever and it, it's it's a reason why i keep getting all these people that are like you're gonna tell us what you think of Wonder Woman 84 right because you know i got a lot of those oh, comments dude. on the on when they when i was making it like it's better than tenant they're like Please tell me you're going to have a review. And I'm like, yes, tomorrow. But, you know, it's because they want to know what the thoughts are. They know that at the end of the day, I might be joking. I might be serious. They don't really know. But they're still kind of going like, I got to hear your fucking thoughts, man. Cause, yeah. Like, what what is it? Well, that's the but, point. Other, I mean, if like, wh- why would why would you have any kind of media presence at all? Mm-hmm. Be it YouTube, yeah. podcast, whatever. And then not you know, express give your, your opinion. express your yeah. opinion, you know, and, and I totally agree with you Garza. Like that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, sometimes it amazes me that people care what I think about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because sometimes I don't even care what I think well, about a thing. People, people are like, what do you care about? What do you think about this? And I'm like, I really don't have an opinion. About but that. you know what you know? the difference is, Enosh, is that we don't tell none of, I've never heard any of us tell anybody you should not watch this film. We literally say, go and watch it, get your own opinion. That's yeah. it. Like, I, and that's what the difference is between some critics when they, you know, you'll see people that are like, you should not see this film. 
You, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing telling people not to see I it? Like, or, or because I told you it sucks, now you don't have yeah. to see it because I let you know. No. Now you know. Yeah, I have, power. I have yeah. power. Tim, Tim and I, our most negative review in five years is also our shortest review because we were like, <laughs> we, we're, this is all we, like, I think we, we barely made 30 minutes because we were like, <laughs> what movie? movie? The Kitchen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, we, it was good for what it was, but I didn't even think that. So <laughs> it was, so it, that's the thing. It's like, well, you've also read the that's the review. I never read the comics. You probably have. So I, I had. Yeah. Exactly. So, but, but once again, but that's also my point. It's like, when I don't like something, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I'm done. Because I, I, I don't have things to well, say. And that's I don't like to say it. That's like what gave birth to uh, BBS by the minute was uh, I mean, a number of things did, but like that's what we were talking about. Like in the in the first episodes, is it's it's so not not just boring, but useless and unproductive to to evaluate whether or not something is good or or bad. And and like I don't have any, and that's why I I, I don't have interest in, in like reviewing movies or being a reviewer or ranking movies or anything because I don't that doesn't do anything for me. I'll, I'd prefer to take a movie I hate and break down a scene and find things that I like about it or find new ways to look at it. than then just determine that it's a bad movie. Like, okay, great. I labeled it a bad movie. Now like that's my job is to go through life labeling. This entertainment is good. This entertainment is bad. Like, and that's like my, my purpose or, or is it to be like, Oh, I can take this from that and enlighten my, my entertainment or my mind w- with that information. This is, you know, this is useless. I'll, I'll not consume that anymore. Like that's, that's all it is. And so, and so this, this binary, especially when there's a fight over like, is this good or is this bad? It's like, I just tune out. Like, I don't, I, I would much rather. Wonder Woman 84. It's like, dude, what fucking difference does it make, man? You yeah. Just watch it. Well, the it's fact there. as, as with like BVS, the fact that there is such a, a discussion about it to me, even though I don't like a lot of things about it the the existence of the discussion i kind of think kind of justifies itself wait before anybody takes out of the context you're talking about the fact that you don't like the discussion about right. it not right. that you don't like <laughs> bbs right That's what it sounded like. yeah. right 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 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah in case anybody in case we need to clarify exactly. i do I just Think BBS is a good movie. I do well, because because whenever you know, whenever you said that there would only be forty people, what you meant was <laughs> literally forty people would be contacting Warner Brothers at that time. That was not a slight. Oh, no, 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 not logic. Slide. What are you I doing? Know. Are you I doing? know. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted to make sure it was clear. Let's not That's get into that. Oh. Hey, Dave. I think you've got one more question. Right? Yeah, one more question. <laughs> well, is, I was gonna wow. say. Okay. Uh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the drops for you, Dave. At this point, that's just that's my job. My oh, job is to be Scott, your drop. Like, shut up! Just shut up! <laughs> sorry, that wasn't the drop. That just came. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more question that has nothing to do with any of Sweet. this. I was like, oh, it's oh, good. good. And yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of curious, because I'm very uh, close to um, this movie and the source material. Uh, to this movie, and I'm like, I'm kind of curious of what you guys think. So here we go from uh, Darren. Hey, what's up, Dave? Uh, what's up, everybody on the panel? Whoever's there. Um, okay, so one of my favorite movies growing up was The Mask. It's actually still one of my favorite movies to this day. And uh, 
if you know the source material, you know that it is very different from the movie. So my question is, do you, if you know the source material, do you ever think a director will have the balls to make a comic accurate version of the mask on the big screen? And who would you like to see direct it? See, that's why Dave was quiet this whole time. because He was like, oh, don't worry. I have something to say for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I literally, I have no idea about anything when it comes to comic yeah. accuracy and all that. All I fucking remember is Cameron Diaz with thick and fucking great in that first one. Like, fuck. Oh, yeah. I, I felt great. Right. Like, oh, wait. This, like, we're not talking about the movie with Cher? And I don't know. Yeah, right. and, and I never saw the second one. I just remember the first one and just it being like I saw it was came out what 95, 94, 94. or something. You know? So I was what? I, I was born 86, so I was fucking nine. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand all the shit that that was deeply in there. All I remember is Cameron Diaz was hot as shit. And introducing Cameron Diaz, by the way. I know. When she's like, you know, she walks in, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, that was me. I was like, oh, yeah. out, of, out of the yes. ring. Out of the yes. ring. Both. I was uh, just like, yeah. um, and that's how, obviously, I knew. Obviously, I was into women, even though I, I think I knew I was into that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my goodness. That moment. So I don't remember anything. Like, I don't ever think, like, it was serious or that. You know, I was like, "Oh wow, they're doing some fucked up shit in here." I just remember literally being a horn dog in the fucking. <laughs> well, the comic book is some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I was about to say, I'm like, I mean, is, is Scott the only one that knows the comic book like I do? I know I've heard you talk about it before, but I've never oh. read it. Oh, oh, I'm it's... telling you, like the the. I mean, I mean, Scott, you've seen it. Like, have you read? You've read the comic book, right? I've read some. I've not read the whole thing, but I've seen some because I remember. I used to get those. I used to order comic books through the mail, you know, back yeah. in the day. And I remember seeing those dark horse co- just the covers. You yeah. just look at the cover and you go, "Oh, the cover of the the first mass graphic novel." He's got a bomb and a pie, and he's like, "Here you go," you know, a little bomb that has a fucking uh, fuse on it. Yeah, and he looks scary as shit. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, when it comes to the movie, I love the movie. I mean, the movie's I, great. I did love it. Great. I watched it four times in the movie theater. You know, I was on. I got when I was in the nineties. I was on a huge Jim Carrey kick. And when it came to the the mask, it was just like there was something about it because yeah, it was based on it was like comic. It was a superhero esque story and i think that's what drew me to it probably the most than ace ventura and dumb and dumber and all that stuff but it was pretty funny because i think i've even said it here before was you know my mom one time bought me a comic book of the mask strikes back that she just found at the grocery store you know and it was like not the like the you know it was like one of the uh you know later versions mass strikes back and i'm looking through it i'm like wow this is not not like the movie at all and then all of a sudden, like, we go to Universal Studios probably, like, I don't know, a year later or something. And we go to the Universal Walk, and I find the, the full-on graphic novel of, like, the first issues, like, combined. The first story of The Mask, like, on the shelf. And I tell my mom, hey, mom, it's The Mask. Can we buy this? She has no idea. <laughs> and she buys it for me. I read it. It's graphic. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, okay, for instance, the scene in The Mask uh movie where the the mechanics get it oh yeah it's all funny and you know they get fucking mufflers shoved up their ass right. 
it's whatever. Call a proctologist. Now, in the actual movie, one of the guys gets hung up by a cherry picker and the chain is going through his mouth. So he's dead. And he's got wrenches in his head, sticking out of his head. Yeah. And then the other guy has literally the muffler stuffed down his throat. Jesus. So his whole, his whole head looks like a fucking muffler and his eyes are bugging out. Like the mask was a killer, like a literal killer. Oh, and whoever, whoever puts on the mask, turns into what they call big head, they call him big head. And no matter who puts on the mask basically turns into like this, like essentially killer. And it, and it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, there's some comic, there's some panels in the book that are beautifully drawn. And it's like, he's literally just like flamethrowers shooting missiles at the cops. It is batshit crazy. And I made a video, I don't know, whenever Deadpool came out. And I said, now that Deadpool is out, somebody needs to do the mask the way it's supposed to be done now. Because mm-hmm. he does, he breaks the fourth wall. He speaks to you and everything. I mean, you're like it's literally like Deadpool, but it's the mask. And I'm like, so who would you have to play him or direct? I don't know. I mean, I don't. When it comes to who, like, who could actually direct them? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know anybody who has the balls to do that. I mean, obviously, if you, if you want to take like a Deadpool direct, well, I was going to say make about, everyone mad. James Gunn. James Gunn. Or, yeah. Or um, was it uh, Phil and Lord? Yeah. So like they would probably get that yeah. comedy. Like, I don't know if they've got like quite the twisted kind of. Yeah. That's why I said Gunn because he's got the Guardians of the Galaxy and like Slither. Have you never seen Clone High? Like the MTV show no, that was no, on? No, I haven't. Yeah. I've only yeah. seen. If you don't know that they're twisted fucking little humor, watch Clone High. Like, if that show were to come out now, there would be so many fucking complaints. Like, they would not be able to release the first fucking episode. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about the way they portray Gandhi, the way they have Lincoln, Joan of Arc. You're just like, <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious to me, right? I mean, this is a show that. Gandhi gets called. He he becomes a rapper because he uh, he makes this song called G Spot rocks the G Spot, and he's he's like he is the G Spot. That's what his whole nickname is. And so, like, dude, that show they had ten episodes. There were thirty minutes on MTV. It came out when I was a sophomore in high school, so two thousand three. Yes, exactly. Nobody exactly That's my point. Exactly, dude. Like it was. I, I bought a sh- let's put it this way I bought a shirt that had G Spot rocks a G Spot and it had Gandhi on it like dude <laughs> it was like the shit that they got away with they would not be able to get away with now but if they were to I feel like they could create the mask if you're talking about it being oh. fucked up but also have humor in it oh totally it would probably be a great fucking fit for the mask because I'm telling you they, they they did some like it was almost like random like crazy shit like there was this one time where Abe Lincoln is trying to impress Joan of Arc or no Cleopatra sorry she's all you know self self aware and only cares about herself and JFK is the one that's dating her and JFK is having this big kegger and uh, but he doesn't have alcohol yet so Abe Lincoln is like you know what I'll get the beer and JFK is like all right well then show up at eight and so they leave Lincoln's like fuck. What am I gonna do? How am I like? How am I gonna get the beer? Because they're in high school. And Gandhi just pulls up. And he's like, "Tell them they heard you wrong. Just tell them that you said you'll get the beards." And Lincoln's like, uh, "Dude, that makes no sense." And he's like, "Yeah, but if you think about it, that'd be a pretty sweet party." And it just shows this fucking random fucking like party. All these people have beards, and some random person's like. Great party, Gandhi. Gandhi just raises his fucking thumb. He's like, yep, got it. 
that's the fucking human. Like, dude, it's it's a random like. So they could probably do it. Yeah, it's like so random of a fucking humor setting that I'm like, well, like it's still fucked up. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi could probably do something like that too. I don't know. Like I said, you guys have to literally just just grab yourself that that book or look at some I'll of the panel for the mask for the original mask. I mean, it's called uh God damn it, what was it called? Like the original books when the series that came out, something oh. made mask of mayhem or something like that i don't know there was like a couple there's the mask there's the mask returns the mask strikes back and then the mask hunt for green october october they came out oh yeah i got i got into it because i love the movie so much the movie's great i mean obviously Mm -hmm. the movie's great but like it is so watered down and so mickey mouse it's it's the other scene i remember was the guy playing uh the the henchman uh the bad guy gets the mask and then i don't know if he gets the mask first or not but when he plays uh or when he puts the uh the golf pin in the mouth and he fucking Mm -hmm. hits it oh dude i fucked that scarred me i was like oh i never want to have my mouth that hurts hurts. it's okay here it is if on comiXology you can get the first you can get the omnibus that comes with the mask the mask returns and the mask strikes back for yeah. 12.99 jeez Doug Mankey is the artist okay Doug there you go. and he's oh okay you he has done so much dc recently uh, uh he did uh oh what was a book re- I, I don't know he's one of those guys that when you see like if you've seen his art, like it's you, recognizable, it's recognizable. Yeah. Somebody wrote in the comments that were there asking me about the clone high series. And they're like, Hey, do you remember the, the, the Butler, the, the robot, his name was Butler Tron. And he'd always call everybody. We, we Wesley. And I, in my head, I'm going, yeah, in my Ben Affleck fucking <laughs> exclusive article on real anarchy. And I don't have any alcohol. Like I wrote in there, like, <laughs> Hey, it's, um, you know the benef the the exclusive article uh, semicolon and a rope of sand, and the reason why I wrote that is because I wrote <laughs> draws in the reader without giving them too much, but keeps yeah. them like excited. Well, that's something that's said in clone in clone high <laughs> when he's writing his like dissertation on these clone students. Like he says that, and it's just so fucking stupid. See, and I love the fact that William Powell, who uh, asked the question, uh, you know, obviously Sci-Fi Center, he he talked about, he just, he was talking about all the masks that he has. There's one called Southern Discomfort. Like, there's a series. And, uh, oh, yeah, like, my mom is. She was on Evan Goldberg. I think, I'm telling you, man, I'm like, like I said, when Deadpool came out, I was like, okay, when are we going to get an authentic version of the mask? Like as much as we like the Jim Carrey version, the Jim Jamie Kennedy version could go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah, hey, dude, your mom's um, watching, man. You remember you gave me a hard time for cussing. Now I'm not going to cuss. It, it, it don't matter. And she, you know, <laughs> sorry, now I feel bad. Um, I think I think Reese and Wernick would be would be good. I think um I of the ones that I've kind of been perusing, I really think um Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, at least as producers would be great. They've done some, especially they like dipping into the comic stuff. I think like, look at what they did with, are they both on the boys or just Seth Rogen? Both on the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think you've got the combination of like, you know, pineapple express and the boys and you, they've mm-hmm. got kind of the full spectrum of what I'd be looking for. And, and from what you've well, described uh, yeah. the mask to be at least. Well, who, what about actor though? Cause I'd be, I don't, would you rather have a no name or I have like, no idea how to, if it's, if it's, if I should be looking at a Jim Carrey type or not, cause I haven't read the comic and that's going to be a big uh, differentiator. Dave would know. Yeah, yeah, Dave, 
like was Jim is that kind of the the way I well guess. i mean like yeah yeah i know like jim carrey like embodied like that uh oh that's right it was called Ooh, uh, yeah. I, like the, I like gregor's idea there bill Hader. Yeah, i was gonna say bill Hader sounds bill Hader's not bad yeah. yeah i mean like look at i mean this is this is like the cover like the okay. first issue like uh who's laughing now yeah i mean now and then you got like stuff like that where like you know he literally can put on a face of somebody and then he just peels it off like that and he's just like hey look at me i mean it's it, it's totally insane like 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 Jim Carrey mm-hmm. embodied the character, but I mean, but the character was, you know, it was family oriented. It was this right here. This is like, this is the the softer version of it when, when yeah. the movie came out. But I mean, yeah. literally this is the, this is the graphic novel I was telling you about. He's got a bomb inside. He's wearing like a leather jacket with fucking spikes on it. And he's, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's like an insane killer. I feel like, I feel like unfortunately, and, and I don't, I don't mean this in any kind of negative way. Even I'm, I feel like I'm making fun of it more or less, but yeah. I feel like because of the culture that we're in right now, that this movie would have to be about a person of color. That's a woman <laughs> because it wouldn't allow another white male to make this film. Like, I feel like that, that would be what we're into. Or, but. I was going to say, what about like a, like a Charlie day? <laughs> Charlie day would be Charlie, I, I'm telling you like the, the character of Stanley Ipkiss in the comic book, <laughs> This comic book is not a guy that works at the bank that looks like Jim Carrey. It's a more of a loser <laughs> guy who's balding. He's wears sweater vests. Uh, yeah, it's Charlie Day. Yeah, Charlie Day, or even uh, or even um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays uh, what, Glenn is his name is his real life name oh, is Glenn. Uh, Glenn, the main guy. Or something. Uh, I forget. It. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, maybe I don't know. I'm just saying, like somebody needs. Because he could be like he could be comedic but also serious like i always think of this one line when he's like in his in his car and it's always like <laughs> you stupid bitch <laughs> like, like that's a, but also thinking about what he's talking about or yeah but when he's talking about like the boat situation he's like well because you know of the implication yeah glenn you know, howard <laughs> yeah glenn howard there you go. okay or or here's here's another good one having just just seen and loved uh fat man walton oh. goggins Oh, gee. He's good in Tarantino movies, too, so he could be serious. Man, and Fat Man is fabulous. Right? Yes, I, I love oh, Fat Man. I am so excited that I, that I like, accidentally, like, kind of backed into an interview with the directors of that. So did I. Yeah. And I was like, yes. I was interested, but then watching Dave's interview, like, really sold me on it. What was really cool then was I watched it again with Amanda on, on Christmas Eve. And then jumped on Twitter afterwards, and he was super active on Twitter, yeah. retweeting and engaging with people. And I was like, "Oh, I bet everyone they put their kids to bed, and they're like, let 'Let's watch something that's like you know a good Christmas movie or whatever.'" And they're like, "Oh yeah, this looked interesting." Like oh. the nature of that movie, I can see on Christmas Eve. I bet that exploded like insane. Oh my gosh. I watched it with my family, and all my my kids loved yeah. it. I loved it. My wife loved it. I was like, this. "She looks at me because you know because we watch Christmas Vacation every year, and she just looked at me. She goes, this is your new favorite Christmas movie.'" Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's the perfect 2020 it Christmas movie to the end yes, of 2020 yes. with the movie about Santa Claus. Yes. Well, don't tell me that because I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to watch it. Jeez, Star. now. I didn't ruin anything. No, well, I know, but I just didn't want you to. Okay, well, you better hurry up you. before I do. I'm going to start spending your spoilers yeah, right. every day. You don't see it. Right now. <laughs> hey, no, dude, it, it, it took Dave, it took Dave like goddamn 18, what, weeks 
to finish Razor by Wolves. Even though uh, I can't I him, so <laughs> stop. Sorry, Dave. I just finished that last week, so we're good. See, oh, what'd you think? oh, dude, I loved it. Loved yes. it. Loved it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. There's so not many things going that way, right? Oh, You're my like, God. Wait. Wait, it's going that route? Oh, yeah, oh there's so many possibilities. And like, I, I went down yeah. that rabbit hole of like going on, on YouTube and trying to like, what are other people thinking the same thing I'm thinking? Yes. Like, is, is it, oh my gosh, Dude, is this just what I'm seeing? Or yeah. The beautiful thing is that he actually used a real religion. The Mithraic were real. They were like, yeah, yeah. You know, in the, in the 400 BC or whatever. Yep. Man, what a, those, what a great show. Cannot wait for the next season of that. Sweet. Now, the way that it ended, it was just like, oh, it's going to go that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind. I mean, yeah, it did take me a little bit to like finish that. <laughs> I apologize. But this is just one movie, Garza. Come on. This is one movie. Yeah, that, like, don't let him bully you into thinking you have to apologize. <laughs> How right. dare you apologize? Take that apology back. We can't your apology. <laughs> Very true. Uh, can't it? Oh, you gotta watch Batman. Wonder Woman, man. I even uh, recommended it to Snyder when he was on the stream on Sunday. I was like, I think like Snyder would appreciate. Oh, he he it. also he he liked it on my Vero post when I said yeah. I was watching it. He he right. he, there it he is, man. saw that and was like, Ooh, you talking about hey, Batman? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think uh, Snyder? Talked about one not only the action in his question to Patty, but also the lasso, like stopping the bull. Like, what do you think? That was deliberate. I feel like that was not a. Like, he could like. He's been he's know. been like he's he's about as subtly like wink wink nudge Obvious. nudge elbow to the ribs to certain parts of his fan base to like yes. he's like I'm trying like I don't know not that like you have to like adopt his PR strategy and like everything <laughs> that he likes, but I think he's he's kind of like. I, I don't he, think it's that outrageous to say that he benefits he's aware. from not not only like like his chances at doing like more with this character are improved by this movie doing well. Um so you know take that as you as you will. Um that sounds like teasing. I'm not teasing anything. I'm just saying like I think that from a business perspective, this character doing well is good for him. Even if it's on not HBO exactly movie he would have made, especially on HBO Max, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there was that whole argument of uh, when people were kind of going like, "Oh, she doesn't have a sword and the shield. What the hell? They're watering her down and this, that, and this." So I mean, to me, it's like, like who, she wouldn't have used them. Like, she well, exactly. well and I think, but once you see the context of the movie, like almost all the action in it is like is somewhere she, something she encounters and she's got her armor on under her suit. So she would have needed to be carrying her sword and her shield all over Washington DC with her while she's disguised she as it. What does she need her shield for in, in any of this part of this movie? Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, and then yeah, the only time that she actually actually goes to like equip herself, which it would be the time that she gets the sword is when she gets the golden Eagle armor. And she knows that she, she already knows at that point that she doesn't want to, um, to kill them because it's close to it's her. her it's her friend. She knows. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Know. I I think that it would have been. I don't know. I don't think they 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 had no obligation to like clarify that ahead of time well, or anything. But but, remember, but once a, you see the movie, it makes complete sense. Like who's gonna watch this and be like, it would have been better if she had a sword. <laughs> there was also a promotion, right? Of of where to find guns. her swords. So, like, guns would have been better if she had guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just fucking tech nines. Like, oh, I'm uh, telling you, man. Just. Just pulling yeah. them out, just laying everybody out, just <laughs> one after in the gold armor, gold guns, big yeah. gold. Oh, guns. like Gatling guns on the back, on the wings. Uh, of the, actually, of the you armor. got them a for bullets and bracelets, and yes. just pulling them out, just like 
down. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think that? Got her uh, lasso pulling people out from underneath their legs and just shooting them while they're down. But you remember yeah, that's around there, the there, neck. There was a, uh, just choking them out. Just, <laughs> you tell me the though. truth. Tell Listen, me there the a, truth. There was a promotion about her sword, like where her sword could be, or you know something like that. You remember? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah. So uh, it's like kind of like well, why was that? What like find her sword it was like well did she lose it like there was not there there was no like indication in this next in this film to the armor there was it. something long there, there was it was it was packaged up in the closet oh, oh, you think that was the sword too yeah yeah i think the sword i think the sword was on the if you're if you're looking at the screen armor's here sword was to the right, right. i think the shield right. was to the left yeah okay uh-huh. So she kept Which it cool. nice Probably in her life. And also, if you're talking about if you're talking about like continuity wise, she comes back for BBS Doomsday. She's not going to be like, "Ooh, I can't use violence against him." Like, yeah. that is, and then and then and then Justice League, you get Parademons and Steppenwolf and everything. Here, like, she literally Steve goes and gets a sword for himself, and she's like, "No, this isn't this isn't their fault." Yeah. Well, and I know people were like, "Kind of like, she also has to replace the sword because remember the sword she took with her." Aries turned to ash, so yeah. she picked up another sword somehow over the t- and, it can, well, yeah. and it can cut fucking doomsday, which is Kryptonian fucking flesh. So she also found the gold eagle armor. So obviously, yeah. in my head canon, I'm going. She found well, a stash. Hold on, Scott, Scott, Scott. Yeah. No, no, you're you're putting too many things together, like actually making sense out of stuff that <laughs> they didn't absolutely spoon feed to you I in know. a movie, like in Marvel, where they're like, "Hey, this piece is this piece, and this piece is this piece, and you can enjoy. You can only enjoy this if we tell you exactly what happened off screen the whole time. Don't start using your brain to put well, simple the other thing things too together now." Is that when when you know, when she told Steve, hey, you can't use that. The reason why is because, like, these are, like, human beings. Like, they're not in a war. Like, when he was right. in, no, I, the know, argument. in the no, World War War. Also, they're not acting under their – they're being compulsed by right. supernatural means. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, they are, they know, are innocent bystanders. Yeah. But, and, and technically, you could say the same for the, the war, right? But at the end of the day, no, they – there's this war going on. Like, they're not, <laughs> you know, people are fucking dying and killing each other. There is no mm-hmm. – Oh, maybe they're under a possession. No, they're doing all this on their own accord. So, well, that's kind of the point know. of the first movie, right? So, exactly, right? The whole thing, yeah. The, I mean, the first movie was, like, and then, and then you got to think about in these seventy years. Obviously, they didn't need to continue doing maybe these extraterrestrial things, or she didn't obviously need to worry about keeping her sword sharpened because nothing was threatening the world. And really, Man of Steel was the first big event really that's worldwide right i mean yeah. doesn't break continuity even though like dave said does it fit the world no not really but they're well, still not, reporting not, tonal, not totally but like i think that's something that's really interesting that i've appreciated because of star wars um not i, I don't love every single way they've handled the new the new canon but one thing that is cool is the fact that we actively have comics books movies mm-hmm. tv shows cartoons all happening in the same universe and all tell stories that are appropriate for their medium. And so you've got like the Jedi and the clone wars behave differently than, than they do in like the prequels. And I don't mean behave differently, like have different philosophies and stuff like they're the same characters, but they're, they emote differently or like the, the lightsaber combat is different because of the nature of an animation. You're not going to move 100% realistically. They'll jump higher. They'll do more flips or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean like, 
like that's it's a it's an impressionistic thing. So that doesn't mean like, oh, in that scene, Anakin does eight flips in the Clone Wars, and he can only do seven in in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So therefore, they broke canon. Like nobody, no, no, that's not that's not how that works. It's a story that's being told using the medium necessary. So I don't mind switching tone between stories so long as they don't introduce something that's like, um, if you're if you're making a character progression or if you are establishing lore those things are like concrete you know right. you can't change between those but like the look and feel of the universe and the the tone and the colors and stuff that's all just the lens of the you know we all see and hear things differently just because we have different eyes and ears right so it, i don't mind it wasn't the 70s yeah <laughs> right i mean because yeah. there, there would have been a whole soundtrack of disco and I was I was utterly fucking shocked. And even I think Patty even said this that there was no, you know, there weren't gonna needle be like drops. needle drops. Well, she said that and like I mean, a year or two ago where she was like, This movie is not 80s needle drops. And I get that, but it's but at the end of the day, keep in mind that that is I mean, when you think of the 80s, you think of the music, right? I mean, there yeah. was never a I didn't hear a Madonna, you know, exactly you know, yeah. uh, whatever it's called. You, know, but, you didn't hear any songs that were well, which is great because after Ready Player One and Bumblebee and right. all these other movies, like I have the, I mean, I've been playing for my kids. Like I have all these. Oh, 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 it's like Scott's oh. internet finally gave out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to to go to his point, like I was I wasn't expecting the eighties films or the eighties music. But at the same time, I didn't know how if it was going to go that route, and yeah. so compilation to, albums. Oh, there he goes. Oh, been oh, talking oh, you're back. You're, oh, <laughs> you're back. You're back. We didn't hear anything that you said. By the way. <laughs> all I was saying was after all the compilation albums like Bumblebee and Ready Player One that I've bought because I've been playing it for my kids. It was nice to have a movie that's that homages movies take place in the eighties. But I didn't have to hear the same five, six songs that every '80s movie set in the '80s picks out, which is brilliant, I think. Because if if that was the case, I would have felt like this movie is obviously taking place in the '80s. Other than the mall scene, this movie could have been taking place just on an alternate timeline, just in different whatever. Like there was no, I, I wasn't seeing DeLoreans popping up, and I wasn't yeah. seeing. Other than some of the the coworkers with their pop collars, there was no kind of like this movie is the eighties. You guys need to recognize it. Here's the fashions over yeah. it and overtly, and here's the music, and here's the the style. Like they weren't saying gnarly. It wasn't. It weren't. wasn't in your face. Yeah. Like because it, when it you watch not. that first trailer Even with the, the Monday song, you're like, okay, is that mm-hmm. as much as like that trailer pop? Yeah. It was just kind of right. like, all right, but is it going to be that where there's like a bunch of 80 songs that are just going to be all yeah. throughout this and there wasn't which was a pleasant surprise the president also didn't do a reagan impersonation it, it you know it right. was like the, I the almost of reagan but it yeah. wasn't like, it was like well they brought up they brought up the star wars thing and yeah avery yeah. got that she just laughed she thought it was just a star wars reference but you know anybody that knows about Reagan and and yeah, read something about it, they literally called their program the Star Wars program. Yeah, so, yeah. 
during the did, did anybody did anybody else and i don't know if you guys talked about this before i came on like two and a half hours ago um <laughs> I, I feel like for the whole different stream. yeah thank you thank you uh i feel like i just got here um yeah. you, guys, you guys are starting to like like go into like my territory of like four five six hour streams um yeah so uh but i i i was curious like part of i i liked seeing her saving people but part of that made me feel a little kind of I don't know, just kind of off a little bit because I, I agree that she probably it has was, to say people, she's a superhero, but it's like she working so much in the open. Like, yeah, right. like are you telling me that she's like moving at like flash speeds now so that people yeah. didn't actually see her just swing in and oh, do all that? God. I actually and, answered and, this question on Twitter today. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then it's, like, it's like, I was glad that she used her tiara to break all the cameras, but she only broke three cameras and it was after she had already done like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so, I was I was wondering if she was going to be called the red streak also because yeah, yeah you know the red yeah. blue blur, uh, red, blur red streak whatever you know. I think um, I I don't know the eighties as well because I was only alive for a couple of years, but um, <laughs> well, I, I don't either. I was, based, I was born 80, just so. based on my understanding of technology and media and et cetera at the time, I feel like the word of mouth about that type of thing would not be as prominent. Like if, if, if that happened in a mall in DC today and like someone got a barely a glimpse of it on their smartphone or whatever, it'd be on Twitter and like the whole world would be like, what, what is that? That's, that's, that's good. It'd be subreddits dedicated to what is the red and blue streak woman. Um, <laughs> but like in the eighties, you hear it on the radio where they, they reference uh, the past year, there's been six, incidents or whatever but there's no even if they have footage like how are they what are they going to put it on the national news like how what's the word of mouth like how many people is this impacting and so i think that there there's i don't think that she was that broadly in public but even the way the ways that she was the word of mouth i don't think was gonna was, is gonna spread it around really in a way that's gonna like make well, it's her, also think of the crime too there was it wasn't earth shed it's not like there was a global event like it was just yeah right i mean and also with the way she ended like with maxwell lord nobody's gonna know that she's the one that did that you know what i mean yeah even if she was talking through it wasn't like it was closed caption or subtitle saying wonder woman in parentheses is saying these lines it was just yeah i guess i've just it was just more that like people actually saw her. I mean, she's interacting with kids. She's interacting yeah. with other people. She's saving a, a bride who falls over, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. or whatever well, that was. And she's just swinging in, doing this. And uh -huh. it's like, just the time that it would take for somebody to do that. People would see her just like, open. they would. I'll tell you this though. This is a true more than just alert. Alert. I, 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 I think shit. I'll say I, I could I'll do that. that somebody who grew up in the eighties, the eighties weren't that archaic. Well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to say it's archaic so much as it's not, saying, there, like, there was word of mouth. There was like reporting. You know what I mean? There was right. there was stuff right. going on. I mean, it's not like today where it's like something happens an instant over on the other side of the planet, and I'll right. know about it. But, I'm just saying, like the, the the nature of like the type of things that went viral because of the way it would go, or the equivalent of like viral. You know? Yeah, I, I, I just think was. That segment almost almost like the first time uh christopher reeve superman shows up in superman the movie where he's just like doing all these little things and people are taking notice like she's she's moving so out in the open mm, in broad yeah. daylight right and right. then at a mall in front of all these people 
I get it that there's like this, this moment of, of, of fear that everybody's running and stuff, but literally you got a little girl sitting there, like looking at this lady and she's winking at her and holding the guy upside down and almost posing for a second. That's the kind of stuff that I just like, it doesn't make me hate it. I just go, somebody would have, it would have been more than just, Hey, there was like a blur. And I think I I would prefer if they didn't have that. I think to be be clear, I would, I would cut it if I had the ability, but it's not something that I think that I would put that in the jokes. Like, like Scott and I said, it's just kind of like, I don't like that, but it doesn't really ruin my experience. It's just kind of, that's why I brought it up. I I was just curious what you guys thought I know for a fact, and this is personal, like this, this really happened. I can't explain it other than just what I remember, right? But I remember I was a kid. I probably was the same age as that little girl that got rescued or whatever. That would be a big moment. And I know for a fact, for me, I got lost in a mall. Um, and somehow or another, some guy ended up, this gentleman ended up finding me and getting me back to my parents. I have no idea how I got lost. I have no idea what the fuck I was doing, what this person looked like. All I can remember is that this person got me to my, my parents again. Like mm-hmm. I was lost. Like I was, it was in a mall and there was a lot of people there. Yeah. I have no idea what happened and what transpired, but I don't even know what the fuck this person looked like, much less what I was doing. And I was probably the same age, if not a little older than that girl that was in, in the show or in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that, that experience, she could have remembered maybe it was traumatic maybe you know she didn't seem like she was traumatic she was just like oh cool you look awesome you know what i mean so it's almost like dude if i can't even remember at a time in my life when i was probably scared shitless because i didn't know where the fuck my parents were yeah and i can't even i can't even think of like the situation all i know is that i was lost somebody found me took me to my mom and that that was it i don't know what the store was i don't know what i can accept that devil's advocate that person yeah. who saved you probably didn't have a golden lasso and was swinging from. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. And, 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 and they kind of like slid you to some yeah, stuff. Right. Like, 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 you know, but, 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 I but even then, though, I still don't remember the act of getting found sure. by this person sure. and being walked. You know what I mean? Or yeah, no, I, get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I think I love to say, and part of why I'm willing to like not let it, I guess, let it slide. Maybe. Yeah. Is <laughs> is that I think I I believe that the movie is asking it's almost doing it intentionally like to ask us to not take it that seriously yeah um totally. with totally. which i, I don't I, I think is part of why what t- frustrates me a little bit about it um tonally is that it it asks for you to have it both ways at different moments in the movie so at times it'll right. say oh don't take the don't don't think about this too much right. because this is just fun escapism and then later on they're like but really think about this stuff and i'm like i shouldn't <clears throat> I'm I'm okay with yeah. movies asking me to do different things. Like I'm not going to try to put a movie like into a, into a box that way, but you're making it very difficult for me as an audience member to know how to take you yeah. seriously or cause if I'm just going to, if it's going to be escapism and then fine, I'll get an escapism mode. But if it's going to be escapism and then you're going to be like, but this, I examine the implications of this, but not like the fact that for example, she told Steve, don't use the sword on them. Um, like this is not their fault. They're not in control. Yet the thing you also see the thing going around on Twitter, which I think is a little bit you know ridiculous. But if you apply that same level of scrutiny to it, with the fact that she um she slept with 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 Steve and he's in somebody else's body and that person therefore couldn't give consent, those two <laughs> yeah. moments conflict, right? Because yeah. she says to Steve, "They're not in control. Don't use the sword. It's not their fault." Yet Steve is controlling somebody else's body. 
Yeah. And they don't ask that same question there. So I think that it's, there is a, I, 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 I don't appreciate the, the, the tonal shifts in that capacity. And it's, if they would have given that to us. Right. And, and I think that that part is the reason why if they had kept the mall scene and, and made the film that way for that first act, right. For, for an hour's worth of the mall and that kind of cheesy over whatever, all, however it was acted and all that shit. Cause I feel like it was overacted for a purpose. Oh yeah. If they had kept that in that way, I would not have been thinking, dude, I think Maxwell Lord's going to get his next snap because I would have been like, they're not going to fucking do it. But because they switched it again, you know, Femascara was showing us, you know, the training. We had the mall scene, felt weird. And all of a sudden we're getting this deep character dive specifically with Maxwell Lord. And then we find out, oh, okay, well, in order for these, these, you know, wishes to be renounced, you have to either renounce it or you have to destroy the fucking thing. Because it was so serious from after the mall up until that point, I went, Holy shit, we're gonna get a fucking neck snap of Maxwell Lord. Like, <laughs> because that's what it felt like. If it yeah. was all the mall, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have been like, No. And so, to Stephen's point, you're right. Like, because they were, because it was even up to that White House situation, it was so serious. I was never thinking, Oh, this guy in this body wasn't giving Diana's consent because I wasn't going, um, what is he doing? Like, I wasn't thinking that way, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird complaint about it. And I know yeah, some people yeah. are like digging it. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is a good way to, uh, wrap this up. I mean, like I said, this is probably the longest vodka stream that we've had four and a half at four thirty. Last one of wow. the year, dude. Makes fucking I mean, sense, you have right? To go bigger, go home, right? I mean, right. We, I knew it was going to be a long one. I was like, you know what? We're going to talk. We're going to break down this movie, and you know, sending out the invites and just kind of being like, hey, let's get some people on this thing and let's talk about it. But for sure, as per usual, thank you uh, to everybody who uh, joined the live chat. As yeah, I mean, jeez, my mom's still awake. Look, she just. Oh, wow, right dude. I mean, oh, well, you know, it's it, too. It, it, 240 where I'm at. Yeah, I know. It's, it's only it's yeah. only 1230. Yeah. Yeah, it's 340 here. So yeah. Jesus, man. Yes, I know. I know. I feel bad. I'm always like in the past with you guys. But anyways, <laughs> go right, let's go uh, around the horn. Of course, Scott, we'll save you for last. And uh please give a shout out to mom Um and Steven. <laughs> Steven, go ahead. Yeah, I'm Steven Colbert. You can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert, uh right for screen rant. Um, got a few things from uh, Wonder Woman 84 that I'm um, trying to uh, talk about some of it tonight, but it'll also be in longer, more organized form. Um, also, I co-host BVS by the Minute with Andrew Dice, and uh, we've got several up in the past week, so Garza can't complain. I know. Oh, I can't, because um, I was hoping you'd give me one for Christmas, or at least the day after yeah. Christmas. Well, I keep refreshing, there's nothing new. <laughs> um, Andrew Dice is going to be a daddy um, anytime uh, no excuse, in man. the next few days. So, <laughs> well then, oh, so you're inviting me to co-host because I'll produce. Great. <laughs> you know what, Andrew Dice, take your time off. Take a couple weeks, maternity leave, however you like. Me and Steven, dude, we got it. We're good. Oh man, Steven internally is going. <laughs> Hey! <laughs>
that is so perfect. My God. All right. So perfect. Sorry, Stephen, go on. All right, go ahead. Are you done? You're good, Stephen? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, uh, yeah. SnyderMinute.com. I guess there where you find that. Green yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff. All right, Enosh. Yeah. All right, my name is Enosh Fee. You can find me at the Poindexter Lounge on YouTube. We also offer it as a podcast on all the majors, and uh, we just we talk about the things that we love. Things you know, everything from TV shows to games, movies, toys, everything in between. We love DC. Uh, we love all things DC, and uh, we got some uh, great interviews on the on the channel we've got some great things lined up for the coming year and we do watch parties we do you know huge long streams call-in streams like this where people can call in and talk about the nerd thing that they love and we get these awesome great discussions that just take on a life of their own sometimes they get get to these awesome great debates over stuff and it's just fantastic and so we love to have fun we love to nerd out with all of you so come on over and uh check us out even Scott a run for his money. I know, pretty yeah, much. I, you, you and Scott have like the, those voices meant for uh, for this stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that drop, that drop, man, is so <laughs> like it's perfect. It's perfect. so good. Like, <laughs> like, I was just laughing at it. Like, man, that's so good. Uh, I feel, I feel bad because like it was perfect for what Stephen probably was really thinking. <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah, it could have been quick. It could have been a quick one. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but like because it was so drawn out and, and dramatic. Like that was what I think Stephen was really like. It, it always uh, lasts longer than I expect every time yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you Cage has like, some pipes. Well, yeah. hopefully, maybe, hopefully. I will be on BVS by the minute. So, uh, so that's, uh, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you can say that. Now you can be thinking about that. But no, really, I'm on, uh, you know, I, I write for Real Anarchy. Um, Zach reads it and shares it, so that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I listen, or I listen. I, I'm on uh, Real Emotion Podcast, which we'll be talking tomorrow about Wonder Woman 84 spoiler review, which if you were here for four and a half, almost five hours and didn't, uh, you just joined us. Uh, by all means, we'll be doing a spoiler review tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> every Wednesday at, at 10 Eastern. I always get confused because, Dave, we, we go on right after you. And I'm always thinking it's later, but you go what, on tomorrow? And, no, no, on Wednesdays. Oh, on Wednesdays. On yeah. at, on it's always an hour after me. Or like yeah, right after me. Yeah. So Whatever. you're on. Like I, I I go on at six p.m. Oh, okay. uh, Pacific Standard six. Time. You guys go on on seven Pacific Time, ten is, Eastern. There you go. Okay, cool. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Scott. All right, Scott McClellan, bring us home. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, Scott DC twenty seven. You can listen to my podcast, DC Film Squadcast, wherever your podcasts are found. We just dropped our Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four review while I was on this stream, so it is available nice. now. You can find us also on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. Yes, I am Mama Film Junkie's favorite. Love you. <laughs> See, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I will just say that you know he is. It's true. Anyways, guys, and uh, you guys know uh, what to do. You know, make sure you uh, hit that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe, hit that notification oh. bell, all that stuff. Uh-oh. I forgot to say, I hope oh, everybody man. that has too literally late. watched this for almost five hours has a, an amazing new year because I think 2020 is just – it's been a shitty, shitty year for all of us, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> and so I think 2021 is going to be great. I, I just have a, I have a good feeling about it.
So yes, and we're looking forward to uh, you getting that uh, interview with uh, Grace! eventually <laughs> on your uh, on your live stream. I I, I, right. I she needs to show up on your live stream. I'm just saying, just saying, guys. Get your girl. Get your girl. <laughs> That'd be funny. good. That'd be good. That's Anyways, funny. guys. Yes. Um, everything. You know. Thank you for everybody. You uh, and Merry Christmas. And uh, next week it's going to be interesting too. I don't know when we'll have a vodka stream. We might take. I might just take a break. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm still here for the every time zone New Year's stream. Yeah, I know <laughs> that is that is a possibility. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah. But uh, probably not. But it's a good idea. Yeah, thank you for everybody clicking in and uh, sticking with us through this whole time. And uh, we love you. And as per usual. And also, I'm excited to watch the Snyder Cut because Joss Whedon sucks. Everybody got that? Fucking hard fat. Fuck! That's right. We ended with that one. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>